0: Världens and besta Carlsson Carlsson hoj här kommer Carlsson 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 ingen faktiskt ingen annan Carlsson kan så bra som mig Carlsson 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 scores Carlsson Carlsson bad and beststa
1: Yes. yes! Welcome, yeah, everybody, we're to we're the, the craziest episode we've, we've people ever people. tried to do of the Keeping Carlson yeah. Fantasy Hockey podcast, the best fantasy hockey podcast in the world, hosted by two guys on Eric Carlson. In their keeper pools, we've got a crazy episode for you today. We are doing the Keeping Carlson Ultimate Patron Fantasy League Tier 1 Auction Draft, and we're going to do live commentary. I'm your host, Elon Dubrowski, and with me are my co-commentators. We've got Jade.
2: Hi, Elon.
1: Hi, everyone. Hi, Jade. Thanks so much for joining. And we've got Ben. It's Ben. It's Jade and it's Ben. You guys might remember them from when they hosted the Cucupi Awards at the end of the last season of the Cucupful, the Keepin' Cross Ultimate Patriot Fantasy League, where they gave awards to all the different teams. Now we're drafting for Tier 1, and the reason why Brian didn't join me for the intro of the show is because he's participating. He's one of the competitors. But Brian, you're here, right?
3: I am here, and I am dressed for the occasion. Uh, Championship from Boras. I'm going retro today, although it's uh, it's a little warm in here. So hang on. just, Just one sec. Oh, what's that? Is this another championship t-shirt? <laughs> the ultimate cupful full champion shirt? I'm going to turn around
1: two okay. championships. Wow. Well, let's see if you can make it three. We've got a minute and 30 seconds before the draft will start. So how about I give a quick rundown of how this is going to work. For anyone who's never listened to Keeping Carlson before, this is going to be a very weird first episode for you normally, Brian, and our breaking down players. Now we're going to be commentating a draft, so bear with us. Uh, so what is an auction draft? There's going to be players put up for bid. And then each team has a budget of $260 overall. And so each player that comes up for bid, there's going to be various bids. And then whoever has the highest bid gets the player. The money's removed from their budget. Pretty straightforward. Right at the end of the day, everyone is going to fill their team, uh, maybe to give some context on some things. I don't know, like, like league settings. We've got, it's a points league. There's, Points for goals, 4.5 for a goal, three for an assist. We've got them some stuff for hits and blocks and shots, so a bunch of different things. We've also got, I don't know, like two centers, two left and two right, like all the positions. Maybe we can kind of figure this out as we go. Uh, so with me, like I said, is Jade and Ben. They're going to do the color commentary. They're going to be jumping in with some, some fun facts about how the teams are doing, what positions have been going for what amount of money. We're going to try our best to make this a fun show. We've also got some other participants of the draft here on the call. Anyone else want to say hello and let us know how stressed out you are? Uh, uh, that's uh, Let me see if I can recognize people's voices. That was Dave and Jeff. Am I right? Yep. Uh, so normally Jeff joins me for this show as he's our auction draft expert. He had commented with me the last two auction drafts, except uh, this time Jeff has made it all the way up to tier one. And so he's in. And so, yeah, he'll be a participant. And I think we're ready to go. Uh, here we go. Connor McDavid. Obviously the first one up for bid. $50 to start. All right. So, Ben and Jade, like how high do you think the Connor McDavid should go? I don't know why I said Ben and Jade. Only one person could bid. It's already up to $73. What do you guys think? Would you be the types to bid really high? Or would you let someone else get them?
4: I would not bid $75 for Connor McDavid personally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Keep in mind, it's a $260 budget. We're already up to 77. Is there a place where I can see who's made what bids? It looks like the high bid is Xavier's crazy team. I wonder if it's Xavier or Xavier. We were talking about it before. I guess we're going to go with Xavier for now. And the bid is done. $77. Connor McDavid goes to Xavier. I guess in a vacuum, it's hard to really assess like if that's good value or not. We'll find out as we see the values of other players and what they go for. And we'll see how they compare. Now Patrick Kane is up for bid. Like how much better is Connor McDavid than the rest of the league in fantasy? Brian and I put him for $126 or 126 points in our almanac, which might've been a bit of a reach last year. Like he wasn't necessarily, I don't even think he was the highest point per game player. I think McKinnon and even Marshand were right there with him. It's just McDavid played the whole season. Do you think McDavid is like overrated?
4: Uh, maybe just in this format, like uh, Ovechkin deserves as much props as him because of the hits.
1: Right. And also shots on goal. Though McDavid Mm -hmm. has said he's going to like up his game this year and take more shots. So I wouldn't even be surprised to see him score 40 plus goals. Anyways, you can't argue with McDavid. Patrick Kane went for $46. He's someone who obviously had a bit of a down year last year. But, uh, you know, like he's still Patrick Kane. He's like three years removed from being an Art Ross winner. So you can't, you know, hurt him that much. And now he goes for maybe good value or maybe it's expensive. Like that's the fun thing in auction drafts is you don't know till later on whether you really blew it.
2: Uh, Who got Patrick Kane? Who's that? Oh. Oh,
1: the Flamingos got him. Brian, look at you. Last year, I remember when we did the draft. So it was the Flamingos, Jade. Yeah, Jade is keeping track of some stats behind the scenes. To be able to give some fun info. So thanks so much, Jade. Uh, yeah, so Brian, I remember last time you did this, you didn't pick a player for like a million years. What made you decide to go big on Patrick Kane earlier? Do you think 46 is a steal?
3: So two years ago, I was really frozen out for a long time. But la- like, and I ended up like having to wait 55 picks for my first player. Last year, I did get in early. I had Malkin and Tavares in like the first 20 ish picks.
5: Ah. I
3: so see. so I'm just continuing that trend of getting back in The real answer is because
5: he saw I drafted him for $43 and he <laughs> wanted to just sneak in there and snag him uh, for a few dollars extra. I'm very
1: sorry. Okay, so Jade, how about I'll leave this screen open for everyone watching. What do you think? This is the draft results screen so everyone can see how it's been going. And so... <laughs> Nathan McKinnon went for $58. He's a center. The thing is in this league, like we're going to see later on, there's two center spots, two left wing, two right wing, four defense and then two utilities and then some bench. So you do have some flexibility, but there's a lot of centers. Like I've done some mock drafts and and one draft and so I wonder if guys like McDavid and McKinnon are also slightly but I won't, don't want to say overrated because they're so good. And now McKinnon actually went for almost $20 left. Then Connor McDavid, and like I said last year, I think their fantasy points in our format were pretty close. So that might be a really good steal for House of Ryan. Uh, and now it is Patrick Line up for bid. So Patrick Kane was a right wing. He went for forty six. Line is already up to fifty five. What do you guys think? Like, is Patrick Line so much better than Patrick Kane?
2: Absolutely, Line is when is it. Well, he's on you know my my favorite team. He almost won Rocket Richard last year. I think he's going to do it again this year. I'm I'm a big YNA fan.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm with you. I mean, he yeah. had 70 points last year as a tw- as a 19 year old. Now he's a 20 year old. Like 44 goals, maybe he could get up to 50, lead the league in goals. Yeah, so great value. And he ended up going for. 55 dollars so far no team has taken two players so once we get a team getting two players maybe ben you could jump in and let us know how these teams are starting to shape out now we've got john Tavares, who like on one hand i feel like is probably like how could he not be overrated he's got so much hype coming to the leafs but on the other hand like he's so good like he deserves it. he had an amazing training camp and he's already up to 47 dollars compared to mckinnon who had 55 and sold i'm actually surprised i thought he would be closer to mckinnon
2: Yeah, compared to what some of these other players have gone for already, I'm surprised Tavares isn't higher. I thought with all the hype that he's gotten after the trade, he would have been a little more, so... (laughs) Yeah,
1: so we'll see if uh, the Little Mermaid ended up getting a great deal. It's hard to tell again, like there's these big numbers going around. Everyone only has a $260 budget. Now a lot of people are taking like a big chunk. We're talking like a quarter or almost a quarter of the budget to John Tavares. You got to build your team around it. Interestingly, no goalies have gone yet. And I've been doing a lot of thinking about goalies, right? Like it's a 15 or 14 team league, and it's a points league right so it's not the kind of case where you could just have like one goalie that's really great for save percentage and win you that category like the more games you get the more chances for goalie points and there's not like 28 starters so not everyone's going to get two starting goalies I wonder if people need to be focusing on them more but it's an auction draft so obviously well it'll be I'm interested to see what the values will be for the goalies compared to these skaters yeah same it's really hard to say. And I mean, like,
4: like you said, with just with a points draft, it makes all the difference in the world. I'm really curious to see what goalie goes for the most amount here.
1: Yeah, well, what, what's your pick? If you had to guess right now? I, is, is it speaking out of school? Do we have any rules? Do the, do the people drafting? Does it bother them? If we talk about <laughs> players that haven't been taken yet? That's probably like table talk, right?
4: Yeah, I suppose so. eh? But uh, I mean, I would expect Vasilevsky or Hellebuck to go for the most.
1: Yeah, it makes sense just because they're on teams that everyone think are going to be amazing. They both had decent years last year. They both, you know, but though I should point out, our format is a little different than a lot of drafts. And I wonder if the savvy tier one couplers have noticed this. A lot of leagues have a lot of weight for a goalie winning a game, right? Usually that's like five points. If a goal is five points, you know, it's like the same. Here we did it very differently. We're much more about how good is the goalie playing. So we have two points for a win. Then we have 0.35 for a save so just 10 saves is already worth more than a win but then minus two for a goal against so if a goalie plays a lot he's going to get you a lot of points but if he sucks like so Carey price could end up being you know on montreal and terrible and martin jones could be on san jose who's a team that's going to win like a ton of games but Carey price could be better in this format if price has like a 920 save percentage and martin jones is only like a 910 if they the same number of games so it's something that people need to keep in mind
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, you use Carey Price as an example, but just in general, like uh, with goalies, as we all remember last year, all those tier one goalies were just such a crapshoot. So uh, it's going to be really, really interesting, I guess.
1: So we've got here now a few players have gone, well, a couple So John Tavares went for 47, like we said, Sidney Crosby for 55. And I feel like a comparable there is Patrick Laine, who also went for 55. But of course, a winger is maybe more viable than a center than Artemi Panarin for 39. So he's the cheapest of the group. Panarin, though, man, he's uh, having a great training camp as per usual. Did you see the interesting news, by the way, on Columbus? Pierre-Luc Dubois not on the top power play in the last game. They've got Wenberg and Felino there. But anyway, either way, Panarin's fine. He'll be amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm pretty high on future Rangers. Uh, player. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, so, yeah, I think that was a good pick.
1: Yeah, for sure. Especially at this point, it seems like good value. We'll have to see who other left-wingers go later on. Like, I've got a couple left-wingers in my mind right now that seem like they should be really high. So it'll be fun to see if they're actually going to get drafted for more or less than Panarin. Ovechkin goes to Xavier. So Xavier's the first team to get two players. He gets Ovechkin for $61 after he got Connor McDavid for 77 So Xavier already down to $122 of his budget, of his 260 budget. But he's got two premier players.
2: Oh, Lewis just reminded us that the Little Mermaid also has two players. Thank you, Lewis.
1: Ah, yes, Panarin and Tavares. So you know what, Jade? If you want, I think we could actually not uh, keep track of all the players getting drafted. I think that I think we've got. I think this Yahoo interface is actually pretty good. We've got on the side all of the teams and all of their budgets, and I could easily switch and look at a team. So uh, up to you. But I feel like we, we so far, anyways. We've got maybe I'm making it seem like oh, this is interesting. <laughs> Can we talk about this? $20 Ty Ratty? Like what? So Bechkin uh, went for 61. What? I don't know who put Ty Ratty up for bid. Who's Xavier. Xavier put Ratty up and did he put him up for and then I guess Anastasia took the bait and went twenty dollars to the D King Daleks. And yeah, Ty Ratty's having an amazing training camp, but I think there's gonna be a lot of players going later for ten dollars that people would rather have than Ty Ratty. Is- So
2: Yeah, wow. Um, Is Anastasia here? Can she comment on the thought process behind this? Uh,
1: Well, you know, maybe what by the end. I remember actually, Jade, weren't you in the Tier 1 draft last year? I think you were like taking over for someone and then we were like mocking one of your picks.
2: Okay, let's, um, for the audience who doesn't, who wasn't there, um, (laughs) defend myself. Someone didn't show up. Um, I was watching in the chat and then halfway through, I had no players and all my budget left. So yeah, I ended up making some really bad bids, but I had I had nothing to do. I was really hungover. I hadn't prepared at all. Uh, That's my defense.
1: Well, I don't even remember what it was, but I feel like it's in I the end, a lot of them turned out to be good.
2: on Robin Lehner. It was bad.
1: <laughs> How much on Robin Leonard?
2: Uh Like forty. It was a lot. Yeah. Well, were no goalies left.
1: Yeah, but he was supposed to be the starter on a Buffalo team that was supposed to be up and coming. You know, Eichel was going to be healthy. It obviously didn't really work out. And now this year everyone's excited about Buffalo yet again. So yeah, this is the big shock of the auction so far. Ty Ratty for $20. It'll I be fun Ty to go back. Raddy,
6: I thought Ty Ratty was an attempt to freeze the draft. I thought someone was trying to like bring down all of the the value, but someone was really into it.
1: Yeah, hey. I mean, the thing is, if he's on the top line with Connor McDavid all season long, he could get you like 60 plus points like we saw what nemesnikov was doing on tampa bay last year at the start of the year he was insane people were making such smart trades in their fantasy leagues when they were selling high on him who knows maybe the Deaking daleks will be able to swap tyratty for someone else after he gets like five points in his first two games so we'll have to see how this strategy works out uh then we have a more conventional early draft player going and brad marshand going for 51 elon can you pause the draft i guess so sure what's going on
3: so, yeah, several teams bid. cannot bid on this player.
1: Several teams cannot bid on the like, player.
3: The bid button is grayed out.
1: I see. Okay.
3: <clears throat>
1: so, I paused the draft. Uh, do you have any suggestions? I, Who is the
3: player? I don't even see a player it's, it's Vasilevsky. Look in the top left of your screen. Now there's no name.
1: Hmm. Maybe I should make a note of what time it is.
3: A lot of people have left and are coming back in. And now, oh, I can, oh, I could bid for a minute, but now
1: I can't again. Okay, I'm pausing the draft again for 30 seconds. Okay, we just had some technical difficulties with the draft, but it looks like we're back on track. And Andre Vasilevsky has gone for $40, the first goalie off the board. And it's like, doesn't seem like that, that much, right? Like Line a and McKinnon and Patrick Kane, all these guys went higher than him. Ben, you were saying that you thought it was going to be Vasilevsky or Hellebuck as one of the top two goalies off or one of the most expensive ones. Are you surprised with this Vasilevsky bid? I think it's kind of a nice
4: deal. Um, honestly, I thought that, uh, I kind of feel like people have backed off of buying premium goalies at an exorbitant rate after the last season's uh, just like disastrous results for the tier one goalies. So I, um, I'm not surprised to see, you know, like tier one bidders in the Cupful uh, kind of hedging their bets by not putting 50 or 60 or more dollars on a tier one goalie.
1: Yeah, I think it makes sense. And also, like I was saying before, since wins aren't at so much of a premium, if you're bidding big on Vasilevsky, you're a I think for this league, you want a goalie that's going to play a ton of games and be good. So, like, Vasilevsky's probably going to play a ton of games, and he's probably going to be good. But it's not, like, as much of a guarantee that he's going to be, like, so, so good compared to, like, the guarantee that he's going to win a ton of games. So I think $40 is a pretty good deal. But then next up, Kucherov just went for a lot more. $58 for Kucherov, which makes him... That ties him with McKinnon, actually, who also went for $58. And I believe that believe that's the second highest. Who else went? Actually, Ovechkin went for 61 and then McDavid for 77 But Kucherov... Usually, the second guy off the board in fantasy. So seems like maybe a good deal, though. I guess he doesn't get you those hits that Ovechkin does.
2: Yeah, I think there's an argument to be made uh, for Ovechkin being uh, equal to, or maybe a little bit ahead of Kucherov. I really like both of them, so um, I think that's great. But yeah,
1: yeah, it I think seems right
2: with what we have so far.
1: Yeah, for sure. And then it'll be interesting also to follow like left wings versus right wings if maybe there becomes a discrepancy at some point in how much people are paying for one versus the other. Kucherov's a right wing. Ovechkin is a left wing. Now, Tyler Sagan went for 50, which is great value. By the way, our league counts 0.5 for a shot. And remember, it's 4.5 for a goal. So if you get like five shots, that's already like half a goal right there. And Sagan is great for shots. So I think that's pretty decent value. Oh, it was Brian who got him. <laughs> so Brian. Me. Brian, you've got Sagan and you've got Patrick Kane so far. Nice little team you've, you've got shaping up.
3: I'm happy. If anybody wants to trade me an equivalent player for Patrick Kane, I'm all ears. I just couldn't pass up the value. But generally, I don't like owning him on my fantasy team.
7: Oh, that was me last year. Like, just not
1: wanting to have him for ethical reasons? Yeah, yeah. taking him for value and then tra- trading him.
3: I don't want to, uh, he's not someone I enjoy cheering for. Let's you just know that, put it
1: that way. Have you ever played those video games where you're, like, playing war and it's, like, World War II and, like, you're on one side of the war versus the other? Um, I yes. guess probably not. I don't know. Like, I feel like this is a game and, uh, I, I mean, obviously, I get what you're saying. I think of it differently. I think of fantasy hockey as just a game and these are little pawns, my little players that I get to move <laughs> around. I don't really care too much about their personal lives as long as they're not, like, uh suspended for it obviously or sent.
3: i mean look there's a lot of players in the league who we don't know what they're up to and they might have done some not great things or do some wonderful things but i'd much rather get to be happy for
1: a player who like i can morally support as well i see that i don't get happy for the player i get happy for myself I'm like, okay <laughs> yeah. now we've got andre kopitar went to house of ryan 29 dollars. so a big dip compared huge to huge a- value yeah, like uh, I mean, if he's able to replicate what he did last year, the thing is, is it huge value? Like last year, he had what was it, ninety-two points, but the year before that, he had like less than seventy, I believe. So I guess we're assuming. Yeah, but I
2: think two years ago that was like definitely an aberration. Um, Ninety was high for sure, but I think he's definitely in between those two and probably closer to the second. So yeah,
1: that, that makes was sense. Great, great pick. He's going into his age thirty-one season, so it's not as if he's like so old and he's going to decline. He definitely could have
2: he's got Kovalchuk now.
1: Yeah, playing with your boy, Elon.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you Team Kopatuck, Elon? Come on. Hey, I'm
1: just I'm just making content here. I like Kopitar for like, but maybe closer to like seventy five to eighty points, and definitely this bid of twenty nine dollars seems like good value. I'm always concerned about spending a lot of money on centers, just because we're gonna see later. We're gonna remind, put a pin in this, and like two hours later, we'll look at what other centers are going for like ten dollars that aren't that far off from Kopitar. But maybe I'm wrong because Kopitar was like what a star last year. Obviously, if you could beat close to last year, then it's definitely worth it. Now we've got another goalie that just went off. Tuka rask for $29. I'm not surprised to see that it wasn't Brian who got Tuka. It was Eugene is excited, which I, believe- I nominated him. Ah, smart. You wanted to get him off the board. And 29 uh, bucks seems about right for a starting goalie on a good team, but uh maybe for this format, if you don't think he's gonna play a lot of games, maybe it's not as good.
0: So, Elon yeah, Lewis wanted to ten. hop in and make yeah. a comment. Come on in, Lewis. Oh, like, he's not here right. yet? No, I'm here. I'm bidding right now. But um, I thought that that ratty bid was great strategy. I think if you, like, the people who are listening in who are going to do their drafts later, if you can put up some of those guys with the early season hype when people still have a lot of money in their pockets... You know, you might put yourself in a spot where, in the uh, in the later stages of the draft, you're bidding on three or oh, four dollar guys. Elon, can mm-hmm. you? Elon,
3: can you what? pause again? Sorry, oh. I didn't. Tra- oh no, we got we're a, good. We had a hot take going. Sorry, Lewis. My well, my button went gray, but I think it's going to be okay. Okay.
1: So who's up? Uh, let's just uh, meet these people. We've got some some kids here joining us for the draft. Is this Ben? These are your kids?
4: I have no children.
1: Wait, who was it that said that it was their kids? That's that's my son. <laughs> who's who's
0: this? This is Lewis.
1: Oh, Lewis. Oh, hi, Lewis's son. Oh, well, tell your son that you were giving a really hot take about draft
0: strategy. <laughs> but yeah, I, know, I totally I got interrupted here by uh, by Brian. But anyway, you know that's one of those spots where you can end up with uh, some extra money at the end where you're going to be able to outbid you know buy a couple bucks on some people you really want because you got someone on the hook when they had a big wallet uh, for some of these early season hype guys yeah I think it's a so, uh, yeah smart. Go ahead, Jade.
2: Oh, I was just gonna ask you to clarify, Lewis. you think it was a good idea to put him up for auction early or to bid twenty dollars on them?
0: No, to put him up for auction early.
2: yeah, I agree with you. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah, we I guess you're in there. The goal of an
1: auction draft, right, is if you could ha- get everyone else to spend their money in a way that you think is foolish and like we'll we'll see what happens with Ty raddy he's again don't want to put too much judgment just because he's had an amazing training camp and you can maybe he might be someone i would definitely reach for in a lot of drafts not reach for but like for like a regular draft i would definitely try to get him just because i know i could sell high playing on that top line uh but yeah i really like this strategy of yeah just trying to put players up that you think people are going to overspend on and yet and you have to do it early while people feel like they have so much money how could they ever run out of money then very quickly you realize that you're definitely running out uh, so what's going on here brian just got himself another player so rask went we said for 29 but went for a lot higher for 41 but is the kind of guy in this format that could be a real steal because he might not get as many wins as the vasilevskis or the hellebucks but we're putting a lot of weight onto games you know like saves and they basically saves right and then hopefully not goals against that take it down and bobrovsky has been like a stalwart for years he hasn't had a great training camp though
2: Brian, does the Seth Jones injury worry you at all with Bobrovsky or not at all?
1: I suppose
3: a little bit, but I feel like Columbus is is pretty safe, um, yeah, like, are. all around. I think they're, they've got a pretty strong team. And just after Bobrovsky, just after I paid 41 for Bobrovsky, uh, Hellebuck went for 39. So it seems like there's a, an agreed ceiling on the market yeah. for goalies. We've had three top goalies go for 39,
1: 40, and 41. Interesting. By the way, Bobrovsky. Whatever. It's just preseason, right? Eight twenty-two save percentage in three games in the preseason. So maybe he's just shaking off some summer rest. Maybe he was relaxing, having a good time. But obviously, he's going to have to be a lot better to justify Brian's forty-one dollars. But I mean, I didn't it,
3: think it was that much. But now I'm like, if nobody's willing to go higher on Hellebuck, who I thought would be like one of the highest selling goalies, then maybe I, uh, maybe well, I mean,
1: I, I'm in trouble here. Well, you saw that Vasilevsky went for 40, right? So it looks like that's so far the price. Like Broski, Hellebuck, and Vass are 40. I can't imagine any other goalie will go higher. So I guess that's probably the ceiling, right? Where you got him. And you might end up, Brian, with the most expensive goalie in the draft because I don't see anyone going higher than 41 at this point.
3: Yeah, which I wouldn't be happy about, but I'm prepared for it.
1: (laughs) Okay. I like this next pick. Jamie Ben just went for $43. And to remind everyone, Brad Marchand went for. 51 and this is a league where there's bonuses for you know hits nothing for penalty minutes or suspension so you're not benefiting from marshand there so i wonder if these are like two equivalent players i'm not sure what was the right price if ben was a discount or if uh marshand wasn't overpay, but i would have had them equal what do you guys think is there like a a clear winner here between ben and marshand
4: i think you want the value of the lower cost so i'm i'm into ben over marshand at that price yeah so this was yeah go ahead sorry
2: Oh, I was just going to say, whenever I can't really decide between two players like that, then I feel like you might as well just pick the one who you can get cheaper, either with a later draft pick and a snake draft or less money in this. Um, But I do think people are definitely higher on Marchand. Like, I think his name has a little more value.
6: So I just dropped Ben, if you want to say. I, I had him uh, at about 45 value, so I was pretty happy to get him for 43. I, I wasn't intending to go into the draft. Uh, I thought I would kind of put him up and it would be too high on him, but I thought at that value I couldn't go wrong. Nice. So who is this? Brendan. Brendan, ah. So well, this is your first the one, pick? The one, the-, the one with an Australian accent in the chat.
1: Okay, guy. This time now I'm going to know it for the rest of the time. So this is your <laughs> first pick in the draft. Were you nervous yeah, yeah. going into it? I mean, been into- I mean,
6: waiting. I usually wait and drain out some value, so... We'll see if I can uh, get some good value now.
1: Well, I, I really like this Jamie Ben for forty three dollars. I think he could be really valuable in this league, and he's like always a threat to be like a point per game guy. And who knows if he'd even be higher? Like we'll, we'll see. But even if not, he's going to help you with the peripherals. Stamkos just went for thirty five. Come on, that's value compared to what we've seen so far. Uh, like a center, like Crosby went for fifty five. Tavares went for forty seven. Thirty five for Stamkos.
2: Yeah, but 29 for Kopitar. How do you compare those two, Elon?
1: I mean, I think that Stamkos is a better bet than Kopitar. Also, I believe Stamkos yeah. shoots shoots a lot more.
2: Interesting. I did read um, something. This was in Dom's season preview of the Lightning um, the other day, and I thought it was really interesting about how if they do keep Kucherov and Stamkos split up, um, you might expect to see Stamkos take more shots because he won't be uh, trying to pass to Kucherov as much and help to just doing the shots on that line more.
1: Oh, that's a very interesting take. Cause I feel like the conventional wisdom, like the typical thing that would come to my head right away, would be like, Oh, he's away from Kucherov. That's bad. It's always good to be with someone good, but yeah, if he could now take more shots and maybe score more goals, cause he's not so focused on being a playmaker for Kucherov then who knows? Maybe it will be a really good, uh, like maybe he'll do even better next year. Or at least, I don't even think we need Stamkos to do better next year. I don't think anyone's hoping for that. They just wanted to stay the same. Like he ended up with a 90 point pace, 86 points in 78 games. So if he could do that again, that'd be fantastic. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see also how long this lasts of him playing away from Kucherov. That was like for one preseason game, right?
2: Yeah. Um, to go back to what Brendan was saying earlier when he was talking about his Jamie Ben, uh, bid, he said that he had them valued at $45. So, Brendan, do you, like, as part of your pre-draft prep, go through and assign values to everyone?
6: Yeah, pretty much. Like, not, not a strict value. It's kind of just to give me an idea. And and I started doing that last year when people were doing a lot of mock draft. And uh, I was seeing what people were going for and uh, about how much I felt comfortable and I'd come to mock out how much I was willing to spend at each position. So, uh, and then I would look for, like, you know, potential – things that people uh you know guys that were uh that everyone else seemed high on or low on so i could you know guys that were high on i could put up and people would drain out their their money early on or guys that were low on i would wait until the end so i haven't had as much chance to prep this year because i've uh, i've been on holiday for the last like four weeks and i'm still actually in a hotel in oslo so mm. um i'm kind of winging it a little bit more but uh it's mostly kind of based off like slightly adjusted values that i came up with last year that seems like a good way to go. Not too
1: much has changed with someone like Jamie Ben, at least from from year in and year out. Obviously, some players have had their value change a lot, including with someone like Taylor Hall, who going into last year ended up being a huge steal because he ended up winning the Hart Trophy and having this a like, career year, and he just went for forty seven dollars. And you could compare that to like Panarin at thirty nine, like you compare that to Jamie Ben, like we said at forty three. So obviously, all is gritty. Truth,
2: went for forty four.
1: Wow! Yeah, so two left uh, left wings are running out. By the way, for people in stillness draft, if you don't have a good left wing yet, uh, some of the really strong ones have just left: Hall, Goudreau, Ben, Ovechkin, Marchand, Panarin, all gone.
3: I'll just pop in here Can for we, uh... a second and say uh, I'm I'm a little concerned about my draft strategy. Where like I went, like I put fifty bucks down on Sagan, and then Samkos went for thirty five, and then like I, I thought Bobrovsky was also going to be great value at 40 and it turned out that that was like not great value. That was probably it, like, it, it definitely wasn't a bargain. And now, uh, now we've got Blake Wheeler who's a right winger, uh, who's just sold for $41 and I paid 46 for Patrick Kane. So these guys that I thought were like good value, like, usually I try and make one or two splashes and then I sit back and let the market set itself. But I guess I'm a little afraid that I might've been over eager and now I won't have enough money to really compete for whoever is left. um, Once I can really get back into these bidding wars, like Johnny Gaudreau was at like $38 with one second left. And I bid on him or it was like 35 and he ended up at 44 and I couldn't stay in that one. So a little, little worried. I think that
2: was uh the point that Lewis was making earlier too when he was talking about Ratty, and I think it's important um that like you're probably going to overpay for almost anyone who is one of the first couple of players nominated um just like while people establish that value.
3: Yeah. Um, so I, I and I, and I guess I had fine. in my mind just gotten a step or two ahead of where I should have been or or not. Like I don't know because there's still a lot of guys who you know, as the as the market becomes scarcer, you, like guys might get bid up. For example, the remaining top tier goalies could go. You know, since so many people are missing one, if they want one, uh, they they might have to pay a premium because there just aren't as many out there. So I guess that's what I'm hoping for. And well, that, right now.
1: Yeah. It, oh, still going. This is very exciting like of getting Malkin, one of the top in the league in terms of like our format from last year and he actually didn't get injured, which was really nice. He's only he just went for $40. And
3: and I had my finger on the bid button and missed by a half a second to to bring him higher.
1: What do you mean you missed by half a second? Like you forgot or you No,
3: just, like mm-hmm. I moved my finger and just like was looking in too many places on the screen at once.
1: Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> so, had to come uh... on and lament about your team. And there you go. You lost out on Malkin. Just a reminder, McKinnon, $58. I'm just looking at some centers here. Crosby, 55 Malkin 40. I don't know. We had this discussion. I think it was with Dom or it was with someone recently about like, is maybe Crosby and Malkin not that far apart in fantasy? Maybe even is Malkin a little bit more valuable, but obviously just more concerning because of the injuries. But that's a huge discrepancy. I wouldn't have expected Crosby to go for $15 more than Malkin after the seasons they had last year. Malkin was so good and Crosby was great, but not, you know, not McDavid level. All right, Brian, how about we take a quick break from the draft to thank a sponsor for this week's episode, which are our friends over at SeatGeek. We are back with SeatGeek and we are so happy. Getting tickets online can be far too complicated with hundreds of sites and varying levels of reliability. It's hard to know who to trust. That's why SeatGeek is the way to go. SeatGeek pulls millions of tickets into one place so you can easily find the seats that you want for the price you're willing to pay. There's nothing quite like being there in person and SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value.
3: And the wonderful thing about SeatGeek is that it is designed to make your ticket buying experience easier than ever. It'll search multiple ticket sites and grades every ticket based on value. And by doing that, SeatGeek helps you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget. It's like an auction draft helper. (laughs)
1: <laughs> and you know I have the SeatGeek app on my phone and I've really been enjoying taking a look at some Leafs tickets I'm living in Toronto it's a super exciting time I'm excited to see John Tavares live and you could get like people say that it's impossible get Leafs tickets I'm seeing 121 bucks to go see the home opener against the Montreal Canadiens or I could go to Ottawa see them against the Sens versus the Leafs for like 93 bucks it's like really good value here on SeatGeek I'm excited to dig in I think I'm gonna want to go to one of these games
3: Yeah. And so go ahead and make SeatGeek your go-to ticket source for everything. Sports, concerts, comedy, theater, you name it. And if you're going to do that, make sure to remember that Keeping Carlson listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app, enter the promo code KEEPING. Do that today. That's promo code KEEPING for $20 off your very first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets.
1: Oh, uh, I guess that's a pretty good slogan. I like my slogan of seek geek, be a geek, buy a seat, but I guess they didn't take it. They're going with life's an event. We have the tickets. Sure. Sounds good. Check it out, guys. Speaking of
3: an event, how about we uh we dip back into the auction draft?
1: Okay, let's do it.
3: Bloop. I just wonder if like it seems like people aren't spending a whole lot here. Like again, I paid fifty for Sagan and Malkin goes for, for 40. And, like, all this money being saved, is it going to be, like, what players is it going, like, are we going to have bidding wars on, like, mid-tier players instead of upper-tier players in this draft? I I, I have no idea
1: where this is going. <laughs> so, Dave, are you around? I think Dave's the one who just got Malkin for $40.
5: Yeah, I got Malkin and Goudreau.
1: You got Malkin and Goudreau, your first two bids, $44 on Goudreau, $40 on Malkin. Brian's kind of depressing me here. So, are you? Ha- you you're ha- always happy with yourself, right?
5: Yeah, that's called karma, Brian. That's what you get. What's the
1: karma for?
5: What did I do? Because I originally got Kane for 43, and then you got him for 46 after resetting the draft.
3: Well, I mean, that just, yeah. I mean, I guess that's unfortunate for you, but I was willing to go higher than 43. I just wasn't available to look at the draft screen.
1: Uh. (laughs) <laughs> okay so yeah but this is like things that people don't even know what you guys are talking about oh we started yeah the show we had to restart the draft because there were some technical issues at the start as there always are for something crazy like this but yeah dave so far you've got goudreau and malkin i like this move i don't i don't know it's interesting like how did you feel dave when you know uh 20 players got picked and you hadn't taken anyone yet were you nervous at all or did you know exactly what you were doing
5: i knew exactly what i was doing
1: <laughs> yeah Elon, can you pause I can... paused. What's going on now? Oh, it's, it's gone. Oh, you're not paused. It says you've already paused the draft five times. What does that oh, mean? No. Uh-oh.
6: I'm not allowed to pa- pause it I'm more going than... out again. Everyone reads fresh as quick as you can, I guess. <laughs> it won't let me pause. What is this?
3: Screw it.
5: We'll do it live.
3: Yeah, I mean, we don't have a choice. So uh, everyone's working with the same impairment here. So Austin Matthews is out there and you
1: may or may not be able to click the blue bid button. I just submitted feedback to Yahoo (laughs) to (laughs) ask, why am I not allowed as the commissioner to pause it as many times as I want? Guys, here's a hot take. Uh, Auction drafts in (laughs) Kakupful. It's very stressful. I don't know if it's worth the juice is worth the squeeze here because a lot of things seem to go wrong every year. We switched from another platform that we thought was maybe a little bit trickier. I thought Yahoo was the platform that doesn't have any issues. Here we are, good. Good thing we're not sponsored by Yahoo here because they are letting us down with this auction draft. But it looks like Matthews is now up to forty three dollars, which is definitely fair value. So no, it's not as if Matthews is going to go for like forty or like less than forty dollars. And then it clearly was a glitch here. He's already now up to forty six. Just a reminder: Malkin went for forty. Stamkos went for thirty five. Matthews is up to forty nine. We got some Leafs fans in here. What did Tavares go for again? I guess that's a fun comparison. Forty seven. So Matthews is already higher than Tavares. Uh, Yeah, I thought
2: Tavares, um, I said earlier, was a little bit lower than I would have expected considering all the hype he had. Um, But now Matthews is is shooting right up, so.
1: Yeah, Matthews ended up going for $50, which is one of the higher ones. The only people who have gone higher than Matthews are Laine, McKinnon, McDavid, Crosby, Ovechkin. Oh, and Kucherov. Yeah, so we'll see if anyone else beats 50. I've already called that I think Brian's got the most expensive goalie in Bobrovsky at $41, and I'm going to now call. I don't see any more pla- I'm just trying, running through my head right now. I, wonder, I don't think there's any more players. Oh, wait, there's still some defensemen that might go over 50. Actually, I can't believe we haven't had one D-man go yet. Very interesting.
6: Something maybe to consider with Matthews. Uh, this year, we don't have points for, for uh, power play points, and he does put up a lot of 5-on-5 five five points, so maybe that's part of the price.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So he's more reliable to not like, even though we're not rewarding those extra power play points, you can still rely on him to not like be hurt too much by that. Yeah, that was an interesting point. Actually, I didn't think about that. Like, there are some other people Brian has brought up over the years of like players who are really awesome at five on five. And then we say, yeah, how much can you really rely on them when they're not uh, on the power play? yeah in this format i mean still though being on the power play could help you get more points but the fact that matthews could do so well though also i think matthews is going to get i'm just rambling now but like matthews is going to get more power play points next year if they end up loading up the top power play like it looks like they've been doing with Tavares and matthews and marner on the same unit
7: as the uh matthews buyer uh i could chime in please uh so he's a center who gets his points from shots and goals mm-hmm. and goals are worth a lot more than assists in this format. Yeah. So you talk about, like, the depth of center, but a lot of centers get most of their points, like, in a normal format from their assists. Very interesting. Okay, that's a good point. I think the replacement level on centers is much different in this format than a normal categories format.
1: Right, or Matthews is just one of the top centers, if you want to put it another way. Yeah, I mean, he he is, is, true, but... Yeah, but you're saying especially in this format, maybe like I'm trying to think like a center who gets a ton of points, uh, who doesn't necessarily score so, so many goals. Well, I guess like Kopitar is a prime example, but he went for a lot less. And I don't know why I keep on pooping on Kopitar. More Kuznetsov is more assists. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Kuznetsov actually just went for $29, which is the same price as Kopitar. I like it. I see them as pretty similar. But I, I might even say Kuznetsov has more upside, but... I'm going to stop saying bad. What do you what do you think uh Ben like Kuznetsov versus Kopitar, who would you rather have at this point?
4: Uh well, I'm bird gang for life, so I've got to go with <laughs> Kuznetsov because I just want to cheer for him and be excited cuz he gets so pumped when he scores. But um I just wanted to say that with that bid, uh Michael's team is the last team to buy a player and so
1: everyone has at least one player on the roster now. Um interesting. And then Michael also has then the most budget remaining cuz he only spent $29. On Kuznetsov,
4: mm-hmm. exactly. So I think the award for most patient drafter uh, for this draft goes to Michael.
1: Good job, Michael. The team that hasn't been named yet—he's waiting. Maybe it'll be Birdman after Kuznetsov. Now that he's got him, <laughs> also did Michael? I don't know if he's listening right now. His his name. Is the same. As, I was about to say his name. Maybe maybe people don't like me saying their full names on the show, but he has the same name as a character on Veep, who I think is really funny. So I always get excited when I see this guy's name. But okay, anyhow, back to the draft. Eichel also went for forty three, and so a lot of centers off the board at this point. J- uh, Jay, do you have the ability right now to uh, give us a report on the the centers?
2: Yeah, just give me one. Okay.
1: Well, well, okay. How are you looking into that? Finally, we had a defense off the board. Eric Carlson went for $50 and now Brent Burns is being bid up. So why don't we just enjoy the action? What do you guys think? Is it going to be higher or lower than Eric Carlson?
4: I want to say it's going to be higher just because uh, people who missed out on Carlson are going to like kind of want that number one or number two defenseman in the league.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, it's already at 45, 47. Yeah. Very exciting. It's going to be close probably. And like I said, uh, Austin Matthews went for $50. Carlson went for the same, which is, yeah, I mean, ugh, it's very hard to measure. Like, defense is very, uh, you know, that's one of those positions that we talk about value over replacement all the time. Like, definitely the available f- defensemen in free agency, once this draft is over, are going to be a lot worse than the available forwards. So that just makes me think that I'd much rather have Eric Carlson. I'm going to go ahead and say that I think it was a good value for six-piece Riche great team name, who uh, got Carlson... That, he also has Connor Hellebuck. So he's got an elite goalie and an elite defenseman. I guess with Hellebuck, maybe the the door is still open for him not to be an elite goalie, but based on last year,
6: that was the perfect team for Carlson to go to. I think the team name is actually Six Pieces, None the Richer.
1: But I was thinking, I said Richer because I wanted, I thought it was like a Stefan re- reference. No, I
6: think it's it's about the Carlson trade.
3: And it's you oh. know the the the
1: musical group
3: Six Pens None the Richer, or the I guess that's also a saying.
1: It's so deep. <laughs> okay, so anyways, Brett Burns. I actually don't know. <laughs> Brett Burns just Kissed went. Kiss me. For, what's that? Kiss me. I don't. I don't get this <laughs> joke either. Uh, what, what I know the these... song,
6: Brian. I know this song. Thank
1: <laughs> you.
3: Brett Burns went for fifty six. Also did a great Crowded House cover. Is Crowded House Australian?
1: Who are you asking? I don't yes, know. it's one, thought one I... of the few Australian products.
3: There you go. I was asking Brandon. He would know.
1: Right. Of course. Have you been watching Australian Survivor, Brendan? <laughs> this is good content. Sorry, I keep,
6: I keep <laughs> muting myself. And I'm back. Um, no, I haven't been watching it. Now, okay, so. <laughs> I yeah. do find your fascination in on Survivor very interesting, but I have no idea who anyone is on it.
1: Okay, actually, in the latest season of Australian Survivor, a famous person from American Survivor showed up,
6: but I won't spoil <laughs> you, how he you did. Watch, like all the different countries, of Survivor. <laughs>
1: I, I don't know. In the summertime, sometimes it's just fun. You know, there's no American Survivor going on. So I like to check out what's going on in the Australian <laughs> one. But I haven't I'm I'm not too far into it, unfortunately. Now the American Is ones are like an on-season,
6: long. off-season thing, so you can finish one and start on the next one.
1: Yeah, exactly. I never have to not be in survivor season. As soon as the American <laughs> one's over, I can go watch Australia. There's also Australia uh Survivor South Africa, which a lot of people say was really good, but I haven't watched that. Uh what's going on in this draft here? So, like I said, oh we we've been uh, bidding on Sebastian Aho for a while. I guess a lot of people are in on this. But it looks like he's just gotten sold for $32 to Brian, right? got the next player. And Aho is someone who we were super high on in our almanac. I, I believe Brian and I, we both had him at 75, which might be one of the higher projections out there for Aho. But obviously you stand by and you got him for, I guess, really good value. He's a left wing, center left wing. Like I said, a lot of the good left wings have been taken. And, you know, we we saw guys like Johnny Gaudreau go for 44, Taylor Hall for 47. I don't know, like Jamie Ben for forty three. and you get Aho for ten bucks more or more less at thirty two?
3: Yeah, I'm uh, I'm happy with that. I was also in on Eichel, so I could be happy no matter what the outcome of our Eichel Aho bet would be. Um, oh yeah, it, I I think uh, seems like reasonable relative value for thirty two dollars for Aho and uh, forty three for Eichel.
1: I've been very interested in the Carolina line combinations throughout training camp. They've been changing around a lot. At one point, it was looking like Aho, Svechnikov, and Zikov. But in yesterday's game, it was Aho back with Tara Vinen, and they were uh, playing with Warren Fogle. So I feel like this thing hasn't been set yet. All we do know is the power play has been pretty steady at Aho, Tara Zekov, Zikov, Falk, and Dougie Hamilton. So Justin Falk. Don't forget about him, which I guess I'm calling names out. He might get, he's going to go for super cheap in a long time.
6: Uh, I think Carolina is one of those teams that every week they have a different set of lines. So I don't know, you can really guarantee that anyone's going to stay on a good line.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, also in Carolina, one interesting thing is Scott Darling hasn't been terrible, right? He's actually been good in the preseason. So that's
4: very I think preseason goalie results, though, are like probably the easiest uh, preseason results to just like, completely ignore because there's just so many factors that go into like the amount that the player cares relative to the amount the team cares versus like the players that they're playing against and it just it matters so little in those games that and it's such a small sample size that i think it might be a little silly to just jump in on like Bobrovsky's low number versus Darling's super high number.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I would say maybe I'll take half of your point. Like, I think you're definitely right in terms of I'm not going to be concerned about Bobrovsky during preseason having a bad number, but I feel like mm-hmm. just seeing anything positive about Scott Darling is like a nice thing to see. Like, sure, like maybe different teams aren't trying as hard, but like last year it didn't seem like it mattered. Like, Darling wasn't able to stop anything. So it's nice to see he at least has some game in him. We'll see if he can carry it over, of course.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. And like in general, the value of being able to grab a starter for as cheap as possible, which is what Scott Darling is going for this year, is nice because like if you were in on him at all last year, you were probably overpaying. So now the market correction is probably really good, uh, as far as like a late round pick, uh, if you decide to punt goalies in your draft.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, interesting here that Claude Giroux just went for $30 and he's center left wing, right? Same as Ajo. You could just consider him like a left wing, but better with dual eligibility. This is after a year where Giroux had over a hundred points and he's gone for less than like so many people. I guess Brian was saying all summer long about how Giroux, you know, was like going to regress next year. He had too high of a shooting percentage, but I didn't expect him to fall this far in the draft. I guess though, like uh, Jeff was saying, he doesn't score as many goals. So, like, he's not as valuable in this league that since goals are worth more than assists. But still, man, that's a good value. Good job, Michael's team. Michael's the guy who also got Kuznetsov for 29. He's coming in late and getting some value.
2: Yeah, I'm liking how Michael's team's shaping up with these uh, later picks. Maybe that's the way to go. Um, And then Mitch Marner went for $34 to uh, the Deeking Daleks.
1: Yeah, oh, Um, that's the same team. Deeking Daleks is the one that got Ty Ratty for 20. that was I like the-
3: I like that the team that got Ty Ratty is getting the same billing as like the team that got Jake Gensel like when we had twenty seven dollar Jake
1: Gensel yeah there's always me last year too. Yeah, right. that was Jade. I knew there was someone. That's who it was. Yeah, it's fun. Like in these drafts, there's always one player that goes early for more than anyone was expecting. And Gensel last year actually was a huge disappointment. So that wasn't hopefully. Uh, well, not a huge disappointment. But definitely not as good as people hoped that he would be going to last year. He had so the much worst hype. Part
2: about all that was is I didn't even buy into the hype when I did that, <laughs> and I still spent that much money on him. I think that was a uh, whatever it wasn't my finest moment.
6: I feel like turning up an hour late to the draft is maybe actually a good strategy. in mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> It didn't work out well for me though, Brendan.
1: <laughs> no, but that's actually a good point. Cause like I, it's, it hasn't been an hour, but even a half hour late, like Michael, I'm curious, obviously he's gonna have to finish now, right? Like he's got only two players in Kuznetsov and in Claude Giroux, but he has the most budget by like a, a huge amount. I'm just trying to find here. Yeah. He has $201 left. Oh, actually, Deeking Daleks has 206. So, yeah, because she has Marner and uh, and Tyratty also. So, yeah, these teams that haven't done a lot of bids yet, now it'll be interesting to see, like, who they're going to be able to get the benefit from that for, of, like, later on in the draft. Because a lot of people have spent a lot of money. House of Ryan is down to only $77 oh. budget. Who's on this team?
2: He oh. just spent $45 on Tarasenko. Um which I thought is pretty interesting. And I was trying to sort this by the amount of money people spent to see.
1: Well, I could tell you, I've got House of Brian's team here. He's now got McKinnon and Kopitar at center. He's got Marchand at left wing and Tarasenko at right wing. So he's got like a good core team, like four potential point per game plus players. I know Brian would say that Tarasenko is not a point per game plus player. I said potentially, okay? I'm already (laughs) arguing with Brian. He hasn't even like disagreed with me yet. But, uh, like, it's a strong-looking team, but $77, like, it's going to be... Like, how's it Ryan at some point is going to have to figure out how to get a couple goalies? He's going to have to figure out how to get some defense? So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how this goes.
4: So, Brian just bought another uh, expensive player in David Pasternak, and he's down to now $48. He's under $50, the first player to do so.
1: Whoa. I'm shocked. I feel like Brian, to me, is the symbol of conservatism. Like he, Like, in terms of... Not in terms of politics, but, like... (laughs) In terms of fantasy strategy, I think Brian's always the one that's like, wait, don't like rush into things, like really think about it. Now Brian has hardly any money left and who's he got on his team? I know, Brian, you want to jump in, but I'll just like let everyone know who you have. You've got Sagan. You've got Aho, who's dual eligible. Then you've got Kane and Pasternak as your two right wingers. And you've got Bobrovsky. No defense left. Hopefully you got, oh, I know which defense you're going to get for super cheap. I know the one guy. <laughs> we'll save him for later.
2: Elon, I think this is actually the perfect moment for me to read Brian his draft horoscope. That Please. I specially prepared for him.
1: Please uh, do. Maybe
3: before oh, you do now. that, Brendan. <laughs> while well, well, a child argues about the bath they're being given in the
1: background. <laughs> Brendan, is that your child still? Oh no, Louis. That's my cat story. Oh, can you hold <laughs> oh, yourself for a second me. while Jade reads the horoscope?
2: Hey, baby. Oh,
1: all right. Uh, Go ahead, Jade. Maybe
2: this is the cat, by the way. Oh. Okay, Brian. Uh, reviewing your recent accomplishments gives you a clear picture of the work you are capable of doing. You display great feats of strength in your cook endeavors, even if that means drafting Steve Mason when you would prefer to have a legitimate starter. You can (laughs) achieve a lot if you stay focused on your true objectives today. Anything that falls outside your mission is not worth your precious energy. So uh, in terms of the rest of your draft today, Brian, I think that means um, you need to stay focused um, (laughs) on who you're going to get with their little budget left, um, and that's going to be a great feat of strength, so...
3: Thanks for yes. the tip. I like. <laughs> I, I need. I need to look to the stars at this point. I'm very concerned. Like the the five right. guys I have better do a lot of heavy lifting. And I just like. I really cannot understand who everybody is holding their money for. Like I'm seeing like the top guys on my list. Like I got Pasternak not because I wanted to. Like I was not planning to spend more than forty, like thirty dollars on another player this draft, but. I almost felt like it was bad for me if he went to somebody else for undervalue, like they got amazing value on him so they could get him and throw money elsewhere. Like I'd rather take the guy that's worth throwing the money at and let them throw their money at the, the guys who don't necessarily deserve it quite as much or who won't provide as much bang for the buck.
1: I find myself in a really... Really
3: strange position. This is not how things normally go for me.
1: I think it's going to be fun to follow. And, you know, like, let's give some credit. First of all, this is great value. Like, I love David Pasternak. I was talking about in our almanac that we recorded, by the way, keepingcarls.com slash almanac, if anyone still wants that. Uh, I was saying how I feel like Pasternak might be Better than Marshan, like everyone like is drafting Marshan so early. But my hot take, which Brian then told me wasn't even that hot, is I think Pasternak's probably going to outscore Marshan next year. Like he's coming on so strong, he had this amazing playoffs, and he takes a lot of shots. Like so for this format, he's going to get you a lot of points. Like I'm really high on him, and yeah, 43 dollars for Pasternak is great considering like uh, you know some other right wingers that went beforehand like I would say Patrick Kane for 46 but Brian actually has him also but like I would definitely take Pasternak over Patrick Kane at this point maybe I shouldn't say definitely like Patrick Wine for 55 dollars compared to Pasternak like I feel like at least for next year maybe they're a lot closer so it's a good pick but yeah Brian. now it'll be interesting to follow and see what you're able to do with this low amount of budget I think one thing that you could also if you're doing the stars and studs thing and then if you end up not getting like a good defense or whatever you can always make a trade right Sell yeah. one of your star players and trade him for a defenseman to one team that may be drafted too many. There hasn't been too many defensemen that have gone so far. In fact, we still just have Carlson and Burns as the defensemen Brian, have been taken.
7: Brian is definitely trying to draft stars and studs. That's, that's true. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but no duds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, stars and studs. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. It. yeah. <laughs> hey that's that's usually my draft strategy uh so let's let's review what's happened since the Pasternak thing Forsberg is someone I wanted to bring up well before because I actually think Forsberg is very similar to so. uh who was it there was oh like Panarin or something like you know like I feel like they're both in, in that same level like Forsberg is pretty much came out as like an almost point per game guy last season Panarin went for 39 Forsberg went for just now oh I just clicked away from the draft results uh, 30, 35 Like it's really good value. I feel like Forsberg at thirty-five is might be one of my favorite picks so far of this draft. And a- again, to Michael's team, Michael got Giroux for thirty and Kuznetsov for twenty-nine. I like this team. I just
2: uh messaged Ben to say that Michael's team is my favorite so far. So good job, Team Michael.
1: Yeah, I mean, he. It's still so early because we don't know like what his defense and goaltending is going to be like, and that's huge. But he's got a lot of money to spend, so he'll he'll definitely have the ability to make good use of it. Then I will we...
3: chime in that if I knew Forsberg was going to go as low as thirty three dollars, then I like I would have saved the thirty two I spent on Aho and spent another dollar to get Forsberg.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Well, well, Forsberg went for thirty five, but yeah, definitely point taken. Then Voracek. Are you sure, Elon? Forsberg thirty five. Oh, thirty five. Okay. Um... I still would have done that. So we've got Voracek that went next to Deking Daleks, which is our famous team that has Ty Ratty. And there was another good one, Mitch Marner. Now she adds Jacob Voracek to the mix. So, you know, Voracek last year had such a great year. Brian predicted all of these Philly guys to kind of go down because Giroud had such a high shooting percentage, honest shooting percentage, all that. But I think Brian said the one guy he thought that's going to still hold up is Jacob Voracek. So this could be super great value for him. I feel like a lot of people are forgetting about yep. him, you know, especially with, with Philly having JVR coming in and everyone's excited about, uh, you know, like Nolan Patrick coming uh, like, you know, he's going to get into shape and Travis connectney I feel like not many people talk about Voracek, but he might be the best one there. Uh, who, sh- who wants to talk?
2: <laughs> uh, I'll talk. I just wanted to say um, that Holtby and Anderson both just went Holtby for 42. Um, so that's more than Brian's bid on Bobowski ah. of 41. And then Freddie for 40. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think about that?
1: So that basically clears up our tier one from the Schmorgolies We had four goalies in tier one, Anderson, Holtby, Hellebuck, and Bobrovsky. And then the only other goalie that's been taken so far is, is Vasilevsky, who probably every most people have in their tier one. And Brian and I were just being stubborn about him because he struggled at the end of last season. Uh, yeah, I mean, and they've all gone for basically the same amount of money, like between $39 and $42. But Holtby being the most expensive goalie in the draft, I definitely wouldn't have predicted that, especially after how he, like, was so terrible for most of last season. I guess this playoffs really just convinced people that he still has what it takes.
2: Yeah, I agree. I uh, definitely thought you were going to be able to get more of a discount on Holtby this year, but maybe
1: not. Yeah, and uh, House of Ryan is the one who got Holtby. House of Ryan has $4 left. So oh that must not be right. Oh he has he has four dollars left of like that's the max he can bid on someone because he has so many spots to fill. It looks like he has thirty five dollars left overall. Let's look at the wrong Yeah, column.
3: and that Elon, you're you're misreading. He bid he bid four dollars on the current player. Oh On dry sidle. He has thirty five dollars left in budget and thirteen spots left to fill.
1: I see. Okay. I guess people don't even care that much. Could you could Jade uh, give the horse? Cause Jade, this is pretty cool. You worked out draft horoscopes for all of the drafters. here, so We def- definitely need to get to them. Let's talk about house of Ryan who now has McKinnon, Kopitar, Marshan, Tarasenko, hope. These are all guys that would, if this was a snake draft, this would be an impossible team to, to get. That's why auction drafts are so fun, right? Like no, there's no way you could get all these guys who would probably be picked in the first two rounds. He's got five of them, but he's got like no money left. $35, uh, does his horoscope indicate that he was going to play like this?
2: Um, unfortunately, House of Ryan did not uh, fill out the ah. tales of the tape. So I <laughs> don't know what his sign is. Um, however, Lewis requested that I do Leo next, um, which is Brendan is also a Leo. So let me read theirs. Okay, let's hear it. Okay, this is not, not good for you guys. So sorry social obligations distract you every which way you turn today everyone wants a piece of you and you can hardly escape oh yeah that's Louis. Ah. in your well-earned position you actually need to tell them to leave you alone because you got a draft to dominate remind everyone that you are a couple superstar um
1: <laughs> that's funny so wait lewis is the, the thing is we don't have the player names here lewis
0: which is your team uh my full team name is Don't Be a Menace to South Calgary while drinking Rose in a museum. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I went with the shorter name, uh Rose dans the Musée." So that's you've the only got something I could actually fit.
1: Yeah, that's reasonable. That's a, that's a pretty fun name. And you've got you got Brent Burns for that fifty-six dollars, and you still have a lot of budget left. You've you've had two expensive bids, Line a and Burns, two great players to have, and now Yeah, it'll be really fun to see how you spend the rest of your money. I'm curious, as someone who hasn't gotten in on any of these goalies yet, are you nervous or is this like everything going to plan?
0: No, I feel okay. Um, I know I paid a little more uh, uh, for Burns than Carlson went, but I'm getting more peripherals and definitely the shots. If it was a keeper, I'd be a little more worried, but I'm pretty psyched to have Burns and Line some guys who have a pretty high floor with uh, the peripherals they're going to give. So I'm hoping that pays off.
1: Yeah, I think, yeah, I think that makes sense. And you say high floor, but also high ceiling. Like both of them could also be, yeah, they're amazing. Burns, the thing with the shots that I'm really interested in is if Carlson ends up running that power play, you know, I think we've talked about this before. And if Carlson's going to do that thing where he's now the quarterback and passing it to people to take shots, maybe he'll pass to Burns and he's like more in the Ovechkin spot in the slot. But like, I feel like that's not going to lead to as many shots as he was getting before. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out.
0: Maybe not, but maybe it'll make up for it with a couple more goals. We know he didn't score uh, at a great clip percentage-wise last year, so uh, shooting from that Ovechkin circle might help fix it. Mm -hmm. So, And actually now this is an interesting
1: bid. We've got... Carry Price is having a bit of a bidding war. He's already up to $23. I was ex- very interested to see how far Price would fall after the terrible year he had last year. But like I said, in this format, you don't necessarily need to win a ton of games to be valuable. If you play a lot and you play well, you'll be very valuable in our format. And Price just went for $23 to House of Ryan. How does he do it? He has $12 left. <laughs> that was an auto pick. You think so? I know oh. so. Oh, he's out of the What'd you That's an auto pick.
3: Oh, that's a bummer because I was legitimately in on that for, you know, a good chunk of
4: it. Yeah, I was surprised (laughs) to see you being so involved in that one, Brian.
3: Yeah, I, uh, I definitely like, well, it seemed like he was about to go down to $9. He was about to go for $9. So I got in on the action and uh, I was in on it all the way up to $20. And then I bowed out.
5: I think I actually believe the same thing happened last year with Ryan where he, bid really heavily at the top of the draft because he had to, like, go somewhere.
1: Uh, he's yes. busy yeah. And how do he you do? He's still in tier one. Obviously, he did okay. He,
5: he won the consolation bracket.
1: So, there you go. He's stuck around. Brian, very interesting. So, first of all, kudos. We've given some crap to Yahoo. Kudos to Yahoo for not letting Brian get carry Price for only $9. It seemed like, obviously... Well, you no. I,
3: other human bidders definitely bid at least... Uh, bid me at least up to... 19
1: or 20 i think okay but so it's kind of good that they if you were willing to spend 20 and he went for 21 obviously that means yahoo kind of knew oh went for 23 anyways all that to say brian you're really you were willing to uh roll the dice on price again because if you are i'm pretty sure house of ryan's not going to be happy that he has him and (laughs) maybe you could make a trade offer and try to get him
3: yeah, that could work out to my benefit. Um, What's I your just, thinking?
1: You just like really feel like Price, you know, is.
3: Well, honestly, I'd like to. I'm concerned with my lack of. Well, I don't want to, you know, share a whole lot about no. my draft strategy live. I'm um, not talking.
1: I'm not asking you about your draft strategy. I'm asking you about Carrie Price. Like, why are you into him?
3: Um, I'm into Carrie Price because I feel like he's. I mean, you said it, he's going to start a lot, we get points for saves, and uh, I guess I'm banking on a re- on enough of a rebound that his goals against uh, aren't going to tank all the value he gets from those extra saves.
1: Cool. Okay, makes sense. And yeah, hopefully he'll be able to just up that save percentage, at least up to league average, please. And you'd, you'd have to expect it as long as he's healthy. Hey Brian, why don't we take another quick break from drafting to talk about another sponsor for this week's episode. Those are our friends over at FanDuel. I'm so excited to be back working with FanDuel.
3: Yeah, we're big fans of FanDuel and if you're a fan of fantasy hockey, well the wait is finally almost over. Hockey is almost back, which means so will daily fantasy hockey be over at FanDuel. If you're not familiar with FanDuel, it's like fantasy hockey for everyday fans. You can draft as many times as you like every day. There are contests starting at just $1. All you need to do is head to the website fandle.com or download the app, pick a contest, choose your team, draft your team, and watch your score pile up the points in real time.
1: Yeah, it's so much fun. I love going, you have your budget and you want to fill in all the players that you want onto your team, but you got to keep that budget in mind. So you got to think of a couple of sleepers and a couple of players that you just want to spend a lot of money on because you know they're going to be good. Here's a couple sleepers to think about for next week. Pavel Buchnevich on the Rangers has been on the top line and top power play, doing great in training camp. I'll bet you he's still not too high on FanDuel. How about Beauvillier also on the top line with Barzil on the Islanders? If you need a goalie, Scott Darling has actually not been terrible In the preseason so far, maybe he could get you a sneaky goalie win early next week. How about Timo Meyer over on the Sharks? He's taking a lot of shots. Anyways, I could tell you a whole bunch of sneaky guys to pick on FanDuel. So why don't you check it out for yourself? And Brian, we're going to have a listener contest as soon as we can, right? When are we going to do it?
3: Yeah, our listener leagues on FanDuel last year were so much fun. Lots of bragging rights at stake. uh, And all you need to do to enter, anyone can enter. Uh, Tuesday, October 9th is when our first one is scheduled for the first Tuesday of NHL Games' this season if you want to be real keen about it and be so ready to join make a calendar event go ahead and once the day comes around either late monday october 8th or early tuesday october 9th head on over to fanduel.com slash carlson as in eric carlson and you will see a link to join our first listener league of 2018-19 where you can play against elon and i
1: can't wait to beat you sometimes next year, Brian. I know I didn't do so well last year, but I feel like this year's going to be my year on Fan Duel. Very excited. All right, Brian, how about we get back to drafting? Bloop. Now we had another goalie go. I guess actually we've got a lot of things that have happened here. We talked about Holpe and Anderson. Ryan Getzlaff for only $24. Such a steal, in my opinion, especially in a league like this where you get bonus for hits. Though I guess not as much a steal because there's also a lot of points for shots, which Getzlaff doesn't get. Then we had Dry for 30 oh, to D King Daleks. So I'm, I'm liking this team. And uh, aside from maybe the Tyratty overpay, then we have Bergeron went to six piece, none de richer. And then pri- that was uh 27 for Bergeron price. Like I said, 23 and now Martin Jones for $34. A lot of people are really high on Martin Jones, but yeah, that's the recap. I remember
2: it was just a year ago that Brian had that uh, bold prediction that Aaron Dell was going to take the starting job from Martin Jones.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't like that Jones was so amazing. It was more just Aaron Dell didn't if Aaron Dell would have done last year what he did 2 years ago, it could have happened.
3: Yeah. Agreed. Like he had the the opportunity was there, but he uh he did not he was he was not able to take advantage.
1: But still Jones for 34 when Carey Price went for 23. I think that'll be a fun comparison at the end of the season. Like as, <laughs> Go ahead.
2: Uh, and Rene went for 31. So, um Oh, that's interesting.
1: I missed that. I don't even see that in the list here.
2: Uh, it was a while ago.
1: Oh, we didn't even mention it. Okay, Anthony got Renee for thirty one. Well, Renee's just one of these guys who he could end up being the most. He was the most valuable goalie in fantasy last year. I'm pretty sure in this format he would have had the most points. But we're all afraid, or some people are afraid, that he might not be able to hold the job. But that's an amazing value for a goalie on one of the best teams <laughs> in the league, who's supposedly the starting goalie. Um, like it could be a really good, really good pick or. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, I just don't know what Nashville will do because he's an unrestricted free agent. And like, if I was them, I'd be like, let me see what Saros is before I make my decision about what to do with Rene. So I'd want to play Saros a lot. Some people might also have uh, still have
7: nightmares about his uh, couple playoff performance last year, yeah. particularly Wait, the finals, when he
1: had like yeah. three four-goal games in two weeks. Oh, man, yeah, that could kill he had, like, you. He like three the rest of the season. It was awful. And and this year it's a uh, one week playoff matchups. So just a couple of bad games can sink you at the end, but you can't really strategize for the playoffs. I feel like especially you're in tier one of the couple, like 224 people participating this year in the couple. And there's 14 of you who are the best of the best. I feel like, and only six of you are going to make the playoffs. So I feel like just making the playoffs is, uh, you know, that's an accomplishment. And then I'd worry about it after that. But at the same time, obviously, uh, maybe Rene, yeah, he, he sort of screwed up at the end of the year. Then he also wasn't great when he uh, was bad in the actual NHL playoffs since Saros took over for that last game. John Klingberg's steal right now. $28.
3: Everybody's a steal. Everybody. Like, people are going to have money left over at the draft.
1: Uh, Brian's so pissed right now. But, I mean, I wrote this advice. There's been a Tier 1 fa- uh, Facebook chat that all the competitors are in, and we were all sharing some different draft strategies, and I'm there just because, I don't know, I like to be involved in things where I'm not even, in, I'm not even supposed to be there. But I was saying, like, a one good draft tip is, like, if you wait it out, you'll be surprised. There's always that moment where, like, I can't believe this guy went for only this amount of money. But it's because some teams have spent all their money, and they just can't do it. And, yeah, Klingberg for 28 is that the so? Is that just the third defenseman gone? Like Carlson and Burns both went for fifty. Burns was like fifty-six, and now Klingberg for twenty-eight. I think it's huge yeah, value.
2: It's just those three. Yeah, I think that's um, an awesome. thing.
1: That's the steal of the draft so far, right? Well, yeah. now it makes me. I, I,
7: I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. that is Ooh. big. One dollar off the value I had for him. So.
3: Oh, okay. Well, is that Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff. Jeff, are your values dynamic? Same. Same like. Jim. Did, Oh, no. you all, so you all just knew. Like, I'm just, uh, I I would have happily paid that much
1: had nope. I... Uh, had you had the money. Had I had the money. But you don't. Well, the thing with Klingberg, and I know it. I have a feeling if I could speak for you, Jeff, and then you could tell me if I'm right or wrong. He's not great for peripherals and he doesn't shoot like a ton. So he did have like 70 points last year, but maybe in this format, he's not as good. Is that kind of what you're thinking? Uh, it's, it's just what the point values and Dom's projections say he's worth. Yeah, and also, yeah, he he gets a lot of his points from assists and not from goals. Though, like, I now that Klingberg's gone for 28, I feel like there's a group of, like, four defensemen sort of in his tier. Like, I feel like you've got your... And I feel like I'm not throwing out names that no one knows at this point. Like, there's sort of Carlson, Burns, and Hedman are sort of the top tier. Then I feel like you've got that next tier of defensemen uh, I mean you could put a few people there, but I always think of like Ghost Bear, Carlson, Klingberg, and then you have like, a couple others, like maybe like Wheeler and, and Latang or something. But like So my
3: do- my curiosity is gonna be if like goalies, you know, you, you see like one of the top of the pack go for $40 and that's it. Like that's like sometimes in auction drafts, the first person to go from a certain tier or position ends up being a deal because then everyone's like, Oh, that's market value. Okay, well, I'll pay a few bucks above that and then you get into bidding wars for people who you know were waiting to grab their player at that position but in this auction draft I swear this is the first time I've seen anything like it you know the the market like the, the height of the goalie market was set with the first goalie drafted and that's acted as the ceiling so I'm wondering if it's going to be the same thing for Klingberg and defensemen of his ilk like now nobody's going to spend more than 28 30 dollars on on guys like that.
1: Yeah, well, I guess there's still headman to go, so I'll be interested to see what he goes for. But yeah, these these prices are very interesting for sure, Brian. Also, Marc-Andre Fleury, two D-King Daleks, who we keep mentioning, star of this uh, live broadcast so far, one of them, uh, $26. So after she spent uh, that $20 on Tyratty, she got Dreisaitl, Marner, Voracek, and Marc-Andre Fleury, I think for pretty decent value. So this team's shaping up, and Marc-Andre Fleury, I feel like could be... Uh, still, like Brian, you were really into him. Like, what do you think now that you have? Who, who's your goalie again, Brian? You Bobrovsky. have Bobrovsky. Yeah. Are you like so? I guess you're a lot higher on Bobrovsky than Flurry for next year.
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty happy with Bobrovsky. I was going to say Flurry. You know, you might be a little concerned of injury. You know, with some of his history and also being older, but you can't say much better for Bobrovsky, right?
1: Yeah, I guess, that's what I'm thinking. I feel like Flurry and Bobrovsky are pretty similar to me at this point. They're both going to play a ton of games, and they're both uh, probably due to have a similar save percentage. I think or it could go either way. Ranta, actually, this is very interesting. $29. When Flurry went for 26 oh, to the same team, actually, Deaking Dalek. So Auntie Ranta is one of those guys who maybe he's made for this format. If he could put up a save percentage like he did last year and not get injured and play a ton of games, who cares if Arizona won't get a lot of wins? He might, st- And we still give some points for wins, and Arizona could be good. But uh, Ranta at 29 compared to Fleury at 26, Jonathan Quick for 30, Martin Jones for 34. Can't tell. I can't tell if it's a good deal for Ranta or if it's too much.
2: Rask also went for 29. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting.
1: Who would you rather have, Jade, when you're drafting tomorrow? We're in the same division, aren't we? Oh, no, you switched Uh, over. No,
2: I switched.
1: Okay, Um, (laughs) smart. Because I
2: I, I have kickball tomorrow at 1 p.m. (laughs) So Um, if
1: if you were doing Ranta or Rask, they were both available and you needed a goalie, who would you take?
2: Uh, that's a hard question. I um, I definitely am not as solar on Ranta as uh, most people in the keeping Carlson circles seem to be. Yeah. Um, he was definitely good last year, but I, I don't know. I'm just reluctant to totally buy in um, on him just from that alone. Um, however, I've always been wary of Rask. Um, I think I'm probably on the same page as Brian about him in general. So, I don't know, it's a toss-up for me. I guess I'd probably go with whoever I could get for cheaper, even though they went for the same amount of money in this case.
1: Right, I see. But, like, if it was and your obviously pick,
2: Boston's going to win way more games, um, but that's not as much... I forget how the points are weighted here. So, yeah, two know.
1: points for a win, but, like, the they fi- end... Uh, yeah, then I guess I'd go ask
2: and get those wins.
1: Though, it is worth pointing out that I think that our format does value goalies who play a lot, and Ranta has no risk of the backup who's it uh, Kemper or whoever like taking yeah, over yeah but I the also dog.
2: worry about his injury history yeah that's like, a good point I think that's kind of equalizes those okay Hedman just went off the board for 42 dollars uh-huh.
1: yeah let's talk about that some something's going on in the background for someone we've got some screeching of some sort <laughs>
3: sorry, Halloween's come early
1: <laughs> The a train going off the
7: rails somewhere oh my god
3: Hope everyone's
2: it's not okay.
4: my cat just so everyone knows
2: that's <laughs> my dog sorry
1: is it really oh no go be with him <laughs> Uh, no, it's
2: so, it's something, uh,
1: happens. yeah. I
2: don't
1: know. So, Hedman goes for 42, dollars which is like we said, like not many defensemen have gone. Klingberg went for 28, and then we had Burns and like those people up, uh, at, like 50 plus. So, I guess it kind of makes sense. A Hedman would go somewhere in the middle, then Ghost Bear just went for 30, and Klingberg was 28. So, I think we've pretty much got a price set, and these seem like reasonable prices overall. None of these are really surprising me.
4: Um, if I could call back to a conversation we just had about Ronta I find the injury history stuff maybe a little overblown just like obviously it's a, I'm a little wary because last year was his first full season as a starter but I don't remember him really having that many injury problems with the Rangers or with the Blackhawks before that so maybe last year was just anomalous in that regard
1: yeah, that's true. Like we were last year, there were so many players that we were going into the season like, oh, man, this person's so injury prone Barkov, Malkin, like, et cetera, and Latang. And they were fine. So like, maybe it's not the kind of thing you want to put too much stock. to. You never know who's going to get injured and who's not. So I agree with you there. I wouldn't be too worried about Ronta's injury history. It's not like a Corey Schneider or even like a Carey Price where they sort of have they're older and have had lots of injuries, and a lot of miles on them. Uh, there was a really interesting move that just happened while we were talking. Rose Dalamuse, who I believe is Lewis, I think yes. he just dropped bid three dollars on Elias Pedersen. He put him up for bid at three dollars, and that's what he went for. No one touched him. I that feel couldn't... like Elon. He went for he went up for a dollar, and he did bid up. Oh, okay. Well, then I'm totally lying. But either way, this is our cheapest person off the board right now. Elias Petterson. So much hype. I love him. He had such an amazing training camp. Every game he played, it seemed like he was having an impact. Only $3. He is just a center. So that's like the position that's the easiest to fill. But so I, I think that'll be a really fun one later on to see if we think that's good value. Though I guess with him, you don't, we won't know after the draft. We'll only know like at the end of the season or a few weeks in. Like Brian, I think at one point you had him down to like 40 points at, when we did our almanac and I had him for 50. And then at some point then during the preseason, you you bumped him up, right? Sorry,
3: who? Pedersen?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you bumped him up. And then I bumped him up even more. I think I've got him at 55 right now. I'm just like totally on the Pedersen train. And for 55 points, it still might be actually $3 might be a fair value depending on what he does for peripherals, which I think is not so, so much. But yeah,
3: it's always fun when when guys weighed down the list. Like you're looking at the guys who are going to go in the final rounds and you, you know, you put them up a little bit ahead of time to see if you can sneak them, you know, sort of surprise everybody who doesn't know what to pay for a guy of that ilk or if, uh you know, somehow he ends up going for way more than anybody compared to him would would, would
1: cost. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah, and it could go both ways, right? Like with Ty Ratty, it went up to $20. I'm sure that person who put him up for bid is feeling like, oh, look, I just uh, got someone to overspend. With Pedersen, maybe someone was trying to actually get get him for a steal cheap. So I don't know, you'd have to get into the minds of these people. I want to talk now about Filthy Animal, just got John Gibson for $33, who I think now that he's taken, I didn't want to spoil it for the draft. I think he might be the steal of this draft just because of the fact that Anaheim has so many off day games. I just feel like it's such an underrated thing, especially in a league like this. If you, you could potentially, cause there's only two goalie slots. You can only play two goalies a day on a busy Saturday. If you have three starting goalies, it's almost like a waste. Cause all three of them are probably going to be playing. And you're going to have to sit one, but Gibson is playing over 50% of Anaheim's games are off day games. So filthy animal now has Gibson, Martin Jones, and I guess that's it first. <clears throat> sorry. First two goals. Who is, Oh, it's Mike. Okay, uh, so he's got Gibson and Jones. Now he's got Crosby and Eichel also. like I feel like Mike's in a good situation, and I don't want to totally blow up his strategy, but if I was him, I would now try to get another starting goalie because you might be able to get more games out of your three starting goalies rather than pretty much anyone else if they were to have three starting goalies with one of them not being Gibson. Just going to say, Mike inexplicably
3: has a, like a little trophy emoji next to his name when he did not win.
1: <laughs> I think that you could just put emojis in your team name if you want. Yeah, I think that's very bold. <laughs> well he's calling it uh,
2: can we go back um a few picks? we missed it we didn't talk about it um but phil kessel went for 43 dollars which i think is the same as what brian you paid for pa- pasta yes um yeah i'm looking. pretty
3: happy with that like i'd yeah, rather have rather pasta, pasta too yeah
2: yeah so i was just trying to I... make feel better brian
4: I also want to go on to uh, go back to talk about Elias Pettersson for just a second. Um, something obviously, there's been a ton of hype in the preseason, and like I've been watching those games, he's super fun to watch, and like clearly going to be one of the most gifed, uh NHL players this year. But <laughs> nice. one thing that's not really been said is that this man has five points in four games, and all five of them are on the power play. He looks like he's going to be a monster on the power play, but I'm definitely not like I don't think we've seen him adjust to the five on five game at the same level as the hype is getting right now.
1: That's fair. And also, I mean, it's kind of hard to adjust to the five on five game when you have the line mates that he has. I'm bringing up now in the most yeah. recent game, Pedersen was playing with Brandon Leipzig. Oh, and Brock Besser. OK, so actually the line I was assuming it was going to be Horvat, Besser and someone like Berchi and then Pedersen. I don't think out-
4: Horvat played that game.
1: I'm seeing here Horvat. I'm also on the Dobber hockey uh, frozen tools line combos from the latest game. They have Horvat, Eriksson and Berchi. And then Pedersen, Besser, and Leipzig. So I don't know who, it's just a preseason game. Maybe these lines aren't as set in stone of Besser and Horvat being attached to the hip. If Pedersen could play long-term, maybe, you know, like Ben, your comment, maybe the coach was thinking the same thing and thought, hey, why don't we get him to play with Besser and see if he could, you know, get something going.
4: It could be, and I mean, it's smart to at least look into it. I know that we have some patrons who are incredibly high on uh, Patterson, who would say that it's only a matter of time before he takes over the number one job from Horvath. And I mean, I'm not, I'm not Cam Robinson. I don't know anything about it, but he definitely is incredibly talented. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching Vancouver, and that's not a thing I've said in the past couple <laughs> of years.
3: I'm yeah. gonna, uh, I'm just gonna jump in here. So Barkov is now up for bids, up for bid. And uh, this is like, this for me is very interesting because if I had budget left, I don't know. Is this okay for me to talk about? I don't, I, like, I don't know if I'm blowing up any... It's
2: it's live commentary. Okay.
3: So I'm in the draft, and I don't want to like unduly use my influence, although everybody else is welcome on. Okay, so
1: Brian, then how about let me talk, and I, I know what you're going to say. So how about I'll say it, so then you're not unduly using your influence. <laughs> well, Barkov... I think I, I essentially have. Okay, Barkov is freaking amazing, and right now he's at $27. If, if he goes for 27 that's a good deal, considering... Like... Yeah, it's like a point per game player. If
3: you've been saving your mind, and like uh, people are going to think I'm trying to drive up prices, in, in a sense, I'd be very happy if that happened. But if you've been saving, like if I had been saving budget, this is a guy that I would be like, I, I don't know why I'm giving anyone tips in my draft, uh, but this is who I'd be, who I'd have saved it for. Like this is what I could justify it as because well, he's what? one of well, whatever. I'll, I'll stop there.
1: Okay, let's look at a comparable. Is it fair for me to say that Eichel and Barkov are comparables, or is Eichel like in a different tier still? No, that's that's pretty reasonable. Okay, well, Eichel went way back, way back when. For oh, I had him, then I switched away. Okay, forty three dollars for Eichel, thirty four dollars for Barkov. I love that value. Eugene is excited, and for good reason. (laughs) This Eugene must not be the Eugene that a lot of us think of because he is, uh, like, killing it right now. He just got Barkoff for Chief. He got Bufflin. But he's right also before. mad at me. I, I made an enemy. Uh, well, so, Brian, maybe uh, you got to be careful. Yeah, maybe don't talk about the player as they're being bid on okay. if you're, like, in the draft. But uh, Bufflin, he got for $30, which I guess it's hard to say if it's, like, great value or not just because we saw Klingberg go for 28 and then Ghost Bear go for 30 But I think Bufflin's, like, in the same category as those guys, especially in this league where you're getting points for your hits and your blocks, uh, so he got Bufflin, he got Barkov, and that was their, his first pick for a while. Earlier on, he got Stamkos, and we were like all being like, I can't believe Stamkos went for so low, uh, 35 And he also got Tuka Rask for $29. So Eugene is excited. Dustin, who was my competitor in the Cupful last year, who I think I beat in the semifinals, but he still got into Tier 1 because some people had to leave Tier 1. And uh, I think this is a strong-looking team right now. Stamkos, Barkov, oh. Bufflin, and Rask.
2: Um, Can I jump in with uh, Dustin's draft horoscope? Because it actually fits this moment perfectly Sure. um, of him being mad at Brian. (laughs) Okay, Dustin, Scorpio. Also, Ben is a Scorpio. A draft irritation tests your preparations and projections today. Brian, security is a major requirement for you. (laughs) Disturbing the peace, you cannot fully rest until the source of the problem is uncovered. Step back from the action so you can take inventory and sort things out. That's why he was gone for a while. Consider this break as less of a retreat and more of a restructure. But this is a live auction, bro. So don't step back too long.
1: Nice. I mean, that's really funny. Like I like Dustin's team. Also, he's got $132 left in his budget. One of the highest. The only people higher than him are Who? Who is that? (laughs) I'm not sure who that is. Who? That's me. Oh, uh, sorry. You have the list. I don't have it. Like, you know, Brian, I've got a lot of different windows that I have to keep track of. I can't just jump around all the time. Uh, but you guys are here to help me. Gambler's Fallacy, which is Dave, I think has the most budget left, it looks like. He's got $176 left. He's only got Malkin and Gaudreau, So it'll be really fun to start seeing who he picks up over the next few rounds. So Brendan did just get... I remember Shut who it is. Up. It's Jordan. <laughs> Dave, don't worry. You're fine. <laughs> I mean, everyone can see that you have a lot of money left. But... Yeah. Okay. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. Cam Talbot just went for $28, which, uh, Jade, can you give us a rundown of the goalies and their prices so far? I know that it'll take you a second, but like, can we make that a yeah. project? I
2: mean, it's like literally one second. So just wait. Okay. Here we are. Okay. Cam Talbot went for 28. Um, that's after Fleury went for 26 and then the people above him are Ranta and Rask as we discussed for 29 and quick for 30. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's sounds about right. I don't know. I don't know what to think of Cam Talbot.
1: But can you rank actually the goalies okay. by their price? I just want to go from the highest to lowest just to get this ranking.
2: Yeah, can you actually um, add the my the screen's like frozen. Um, I can't add the filter, so I can't really sort that way.
1: Oh,
2: I mean? okay, oh. face I sent you one.
1: In that case, I'm going to figure it out a different way. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out how to do it. Okay, you got it, Ben?
4: Yeah, I just did it. I've been updating the spreadsheet that we have, so it's just in the positions tab right now.
1: Okay, yeah. So give us the ranking of goalies so far and how much they've gone for.
4: I can do it real quick. So right now, from the most expensive to cheapest goalie, we have uh, Holpi, Bobrovsky, Vasilevsky, Anderson, Hellebuck, Jones, Gibson, Rene, Quick, Rask, Ranta, Talbot, Fleury, Price.
1: Yeah, Talbot is uh, could be a steal in this format I think. Like is Kos- so Koskinen made the team. Brian was super down on him when we did our almanac, but I've seen some people think that he's good. There's a lot of people, you know, who are just like down on the Oilers, like oh, Talbot was terrible. He sucks. But I would expect Talbot to play a lot of games next year, and I feel like he could be good. He could get an opportunity for a lot of saves cuz Edmonton, you know, when a team's defense is bad, you think that's not good for the goalie, but it also could be good in a league that gives a lot of points for saves, assuming he could actually stop the puck. So I think that could be pretty good value for Talbot at twenty eight dollars. But you know, it's it's a swing. Like it's hard to say one way or the other. It's not as if it was amazing value, it's still close to thirty dollars.
4: Yeah, that, I that think was that pretty the my thing biology. at this point that really stands out is flurry at twenty six, though. Like I just think as far as tiers go, he's like
6: ahead of most of the guys in that same area. Mm-hmm.
1: What were you gonna say, Brendan?
6: Uh yeah, that, that was pretty much my my uh intent with uh, bidding on uh Talbot. I, I figured, you know, he's probably gonna get a lot of starts. I don't didn't think uh Kostun looked particularly good. So I kinda yeah, I expect to hopefully get some some at least uh, you know volume value out of him. Uh, my team name is Bjornen, by the way means polar bear in Norwegian.
1: Ah is can you say it?
6: Isbjörnen.
3: Isbjörn. And is where Bjornen. are you drafting from right now? In,
6: uh, I'm I'm in Oslo at the moment.
3: There you go. Do you know where we're, we're uh, okay so that means I think we're in six different countries right now. On three different continents.
1: Brian loves this stuff. There's in always the like a tweet. Tier. There's always a tweet every year from our account about all the different countries people are from. I guess some people are really into like geography in the world. I guess Brian's well, one of
3: them. <laughs> I think it's just amazing how how global an experience this is, isn't yeah. it? Are you they, not amazed that they that like we are all in dotted all over the world yet and joined together?
1: It's amazing. It's like, you know, we're all one. Oh we are the gosh. world. Like, it's the internet. Did I you can't believe you internet? don't find this interesting. <laughs> I just think it's cool. that. But it's like, I've been interested in the internet for a while, but I make a comment on Reddit. It's not the
3: internet. It's not even the internet.
1: <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. Thanks right. for everyone listening from all, all over <laughs> the world. I like everyone equal, no matter where you're listening from. Wow. So John Carlson went for $29. So right where we'd expect. Right, I, I always think of now that they've gone, I could be a bit more comfortable saying like go spare Carlson and Klingberg. I've had so much trouble sort of ranking those three. Maybe you guys let me know if, if one of you thinks that, like one is like much better than the others or much worse than the others. But here they went for $28, 29 $30. So obviously there's not much of a difference according to the tier one drafters.
4: Yeah, I think that they're all, like, especially Klingberg and Ghost Bear. I just, like, I have such a hard time choosing between them. And um, I think that um, I might lean Ghost Bear a little bit. And you think John Carlson is, like, below those two? No, I think I would. I think I lean. uh, I would go Carlson one and then Ghost Bear then. You know, Brian's boyfriend, uh, John Carlson, as we call him on the group. And that was, like, Crush Boy.
3: Crush Boy, thank
4: you, yes.
1: (laughs) Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah. Apparently
1: John Carlson is good also. Cause he blocks. Like I know he used to be amazing cause he blocked so, so much and probably like smartly, he decided not to do that as much or the coach asked him not to, but he still blocks more than Klingberg and ghost bear. So he gives you those peripherals plus like 70 points last year. Uh, how can you beat that? And he's just going to be on that top power play again with Kuznetsov, Ovechkin, Backstrom. Like there's this all star group of people to be playing with, so it's hard to not expect him to get a lot of points. He went to the Little Mermaid. If we want to look at this person, so who's the little? Oh, yepi, which I, I I don't know. Maybe that's not the right pronunciation, but he's been around for a while. Yepi, a really smart guy in our Facebook group, and obviously he's in tier one of the couple. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he's got now Tavares, Panarin. Klingberg, Carlson and Frederick Anderson. So he got two of these like three sort of second tier defensemen that we've been talking about in Klingberg and Carlson. He spent big money on Tavares, he spent medium money on Panarin at $39, went big on Frederick Anderson at $40. This team it's like it looks good but also looks like a lot of money spent. So it'll be interesting to see how it how it fills out. What do you guys think about the little mermaid at this point? $77 left in the budget. So one of the lower budgets remaining. Is this team good enough to justify all the money spent?
4: I like that they went. They got two elite D right out the top, and then I think what'll be really interesting is um, where they go uh, with their second goaltender. Um, if you can save a little bit of money there, I think you have a lot of room to build the rest of the team with some great uh, value. Mm-hmm. You know that
2: I, agree. I really like the look of this team so far.
1: So, there's some team you could on Yahoo here. I'm looking at a visualization of how many players of each position the different teams have. And there's still some teams with no goalies. There's one, two, three, four teams with no goalies. Are any of them in the call right now? A team with no goalies? I'd be curious to know if they're nervous. Maybe they don't want to say, but like this would be a situation where I'd start to get concerned. And I wonder if goalie prices are going to go up just because everyone's going to be fighting for the remaining starters. There's still a few decent starters left to go, but not so many. And like, there's 31 teams in the league, but probably, I haven't actually done the math here, but like, I feel like a lot fewer actual like starters that you could rely on. Cause you have teams like Carolina and the Islanders where we don't really know, oh, well, maybe Darling's making a case for himself to be the starter there. Uh, yeah. I'm actually curious to see like how many for sure start. I'm bringing up our Schmore goalies board rankings and I'm gonna maybe if someone else talks for a, for a second about their thoughts, then I'll tell you how many like for sure starters that I'm counting.
5: Well, I don't have any goalies yet, and rest assured, I am not worried.
1: <laughs> you never are, Dave. So yeah, that, that, that's be countered. Been...
3: Dave Dave drafted all the goalies last year, and then he could not get them off of his hands. Like he was trying to trade them away. But you, Dave, you also have $160, so that might also be why you're not worried.
5: Uh, that's my max bid. I have 176. Thank you very much.
3: <laughs> oh, excuse me.
1: He's got some money. So, okay, I'm counting like 17 goalies that are like for sure starters with no question mark. So I'm not counting Crawford. I'm not counting Brian Elliott. Though I know, Brian, you would say that I should count Brian Elliott. But uh, like of goalies that I like, I'm confident they're going to be starters and play the whole year unless some freak injury happens. Only uh, 17 according to my account. Oh, I guess, actually, I didn't include uh, the tier 7B guys like the Craig Andersons and the Markstroms and, and and the like. But, like, yeah, 17 guys on teams I don't think are going to be terrible. So not that many. like Not that many of these goalies left that I consider to be the reliable options. So uh, I'll be watching carefully, Dave, to see where you go to fill these two spots with all of your money. You got so much money. Someone's going to want a loan from you. Ha! Huh, what a bad joke. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> you know what yeah, there's no pre normal. I don't know if you realize listeners keep if there's anyone actually listening to this at this point that's not just here live. Uh, normally Brian and I prep for these shows like a lot, like I have a lot of stuff planned to say. This is a bit stressful. Matt Murray just went for $31, by the way. That was one of those goalies that's like we had in our second tier. He's going to be a very interesting one for next year. This is um Dustin who got him, so he had Rask before, and now Matt Murray. I, I like Dustin's team at this point. I think Matt Murray could be a steal, but I guess he. uh, he has a higher chance of maybe the other tier two goal is being a bust just because we haven't seen him play have we yet seen him play like one full uninterrupted great season I feel like no we
2: haven't even even seen him play one full uninterrupted (laughs) season have
1: we yeah exactly so he had the year when he came in late and then he won that first cup then the next year he was injured at the start and flurry started, and he came in took over the job, went and won the cup. Yeah. And then we have last year where he was injured for a while. So yeah, Matt Murray is a bit of a question mark. He's on a great team and he's show he had like a huge pedigree coming into the league. So it's not as very was surprised that he was doing so well, but yeah, I guess not as sure a thing as maybe Brian, we had him a bit too high. I don't know. But uh, uh,
3: Sorry, I'm not. Uh, can you tell me who you were talking about?
1: I'm talking about Matt Murray, like compared to someone like, let's say, Tuka Rask, who you're like, you're, you know, both of them are on really good teams. But you seemed like to be a lot more concerned about Tuka Rask than Matt Murray. But Matt Murray's the one that we've still never seen play a full season.
3: Yeah, that's true. But he also doesn't really have anyone challenging. And we've seen him. You're right. We haven't seen him play well for a whole season. But I think it's sort of like a Martin Jones situation where he's pretty. Well insulated from any errors and the Penguins uh, seem reasonably invested in him. Like they have him at great value for their team. So it would be great if he could be the one that works. Like I I feel like he's still a, a good goalie.
1: Yeah. Okay. So there's actually a lot of players that have been taken. While well, we've just been chit chatting here, so how about I'll give the rundown, and then you guys could decide. Maybe Jade, you could jump in afterwards and decide which of all these players I'm about to say you want to talk about first. But I'll just run run it down. Matt Barzel. Sorry, wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. Can you um? I, I was getting up. I missed what just happened.
1: I just said I'm going to say a bunch of players and then you'll jump in and decide which one okay. you want to talk about because okay. I'm going to give it a run. I don't on what we've missed here because we've missed like eight, 10 guys. Okay. So Barzil went for $18 by Jeff, who's all about, you know, he's got his list and he's trying to go for value. And how could that not be? He was over a point per game last year going for $18. I think one of the cheapest centers off the board right now aside from Elias Pettersson so that could be really great we have Seth Jones going for $25 who's injured to start there and I'm always interested to see how injured players are going to do because in our format which gives points for hits and blocks plus points obviously like Jones was among the best last year because he had like over 60 points before all of his peripherals but he's injured now so he fell down to only $25 when you know someone like Klingberg whenever they were oh, actually I mean, I'm going to take it back because I didn't realize, yeah, all these like good defense when they were talking about like Klingberg and Carlson and Gosper, they were just going for 30. So actually that seems like pretty reasonable value for Seth Jones. Uh, Then we had Matt Dumbo went for 20. Shifley went for 26. I feel like that could be like a really great deal. Shifley is so amazing. Uh, Dougie Hamilton, I love, went for 25. Matt Murray we discussed. Drew Doughty for twenty five. A lot of defensemen going for around the same price, and then Nicholas Backstrom just went for twenty dollars, probably the lowest he's ever gone in a cupful auction. So, yeah, just uh,
3: remember, like I'll point out, Shifley and Backstrom, not big shooters or goal scorers, right? So that yeah. and and our format values
1: that. Yeah, that's that's true. Okay, so Jade, I, I, I wanted to give you the floor first because you haven't talked in a while. So who, who do you want to talk about about these guys?
2: Um, I guess let's talk about both Backstrom and uh, Barzal. I think those are both steals i know you just pointed out the thing about the shots um in backstrom brian but still i mean twenty dollars for him um by Deakin Daleks. they're uh they're making some great picks so yeah I, I think those were both great great picks
1: yeah i was worried with the ty that there wouldn't be money to buy everyone else but she's uh, obviously finding some really good value Barzo, by the way so he scored 22 goals last year and I believe he had less than 200 shots. I wish I had all that information right in front of me, but I do have that. He had 22 goals. Uh, so I wonder like, but he's still so young. That's the thing. Like bars, like we had one season so far and he was amazing, but maybe there's even room to grow. And especially now with Tavares gone, I wonder if Barzal might be able to be more of a shot taker than people realize. I don't know. $18. Yeah. I like it. What
2: happens um, With him this year, you know, moving up to the first line, not having Tavares to take off um, some of the pressure of the, Um, other teams top pair Um, but still I mean I think this kid proved last year that uh, he was the real deal and I'm pulling up his shots and goals for you Elon he had 170 shots um, 22 goals 63 assists which is crazy Um, 12.9 shooting percentage so you know
1: Yeah. So usually I'm not too into these players who have less than two shots per game. It sounds like he was like just above two shots per game. So it's okay. Like for defense, that would be good for a forward that you're really relying on. You'd want to get a little more, but at the same time, like I said, young and he really made up for with points. Plus Jeff got him for like less than 20 bucks. So how can you argue I love these preseason lines or I just I'm like fascinated by them because it's not the way we expected it to be at all. I remember Brian during our Almanac, we were just kind of assuming it was going to be Barzel with Anders Lee and Jordan Eberle. Like we were like, "Well, he was good with Eberle, so we'll probably stay with him, and then Anders Lee was such so good on the top line, so how can we not just assume that Anders Lee gets to stay on the top line?" But it's like both were wrong. He Josh Bailey's the one who stayed on the top line, and Anthony Bovillier is the one who Barzel was good with last year, so he stuck with. It's been Bailey, Barzel, and Bovillier, all B's, the 3 B's on line one and then yeah eberly andersley and brock nelson on the second line and for completion i'll tell you the top power play has been bailey Barzel, eberly andersley and a defenseman either Letty. well actually it's been Letty actually for the most part so another thing that we got a little bit wrong i thought i I thought that maybe pulak would usurp I, i think it might still happen at some point but yeah like uh I don't really know. I don't really know what my point is, except to say that Barzell's playing with some different players than we expected. I'm not sure if it's better or worse for him. Maybe they're spreading things around, or maybe that's what they think are the best players available, Josh Bailey and Anthony Bavillier.
7: And I just uh, think he's gonna get more minutes than last year. Like he was incredible
1: last year with like second line minutes. And a okay. top guy. Yeah, so you'd think like maybe you just get more shots on goal just because you have more time to be on the ice and get shots. That's like an overlooked thing, yeah, for sure. I
4: could yeah, I also bumped him up in a face-off wins league that I'm in, and I just I kind of uh looked at him as nice value there because you just assume with that extra time on ice there's gonna be some extra opportunities to uh have some face-offs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're in a league with face-offs. Honestly, like Brian and I have no experience in any face-off leagues, and I like don't even know. I know that Ryan Kessler was always like the person that people were talking about as Ryan being O'Reilly. Oh. Ryan O'Reilly then must be such a good steal because I feel like he's gonna have a breakout. Playing with Tarasenko all year long, and don't forget about. Uh, well, I guess maybe we shouldn't throw out too many names, but there's another guy on that yeah. line with them that's super underrated right now. That also hits it could be really well, good. Well, I was NFL
2: just saying format. he he's always <laughs> the the name uh, that people bring up when they talk about face-off wins. Yeah, you know, that's his like claim to fame.
1: And I don't want to tease faceoffs are Orion's game. <laughs>
2: yeah. Oh, good one.
1: So, yeah, not to tease listeners, it was uh, Pat Maroon that's been playing on the top line with Tarasenko and Ryan <laughs> O'Reilly. I, I was thinking, like, I shouldn't say... Elon's,
2: Elon's big theory about him, uh, that that's uh, the the making of an MVP season.
1: Yeah, I think Patrick. that's all it takes. <laughs> so Tarasenko's going to win it. Maroon is the real MVP. Could be.
2: So that's probably pretty good value for um, the team who got Tarasenko for $44 then.
1: I think so. They've got the next uh, heart trophy winner. Just book it right now. Uh, Uh, Evander Kane just went
3: for $20. Who is somebody who shoots and hits a lot is really, and like is more goal scorer than an assister. Very valuable guy. Like I had him uh, around players who went for, you know, between 30 and $40. So uh, that was Mike filthy animal who has the fake trophy. Next to his name, uh, like that seems uh, that seemed pretty good to me. I like I like I, I, I like that pick. Except Kane is interesting because the last set of preseason lines we saw, he was on the third line with who was it Leban Lebanc and some other guy.
1: I don't know, so uh, I'll have to go and find those. But obviously, that is a concern with Evander Kane. Mm-hmm. Like first, Eric Carlson came in, pretty much removing any chance of Kane getting significant power play time. And then now, yeah, we've been seeing that he's had a little bit of trouble staying on the top line during practice. Like, I guess we'll see. Like, I assume it's going to be Kane with Thornton and Pavelski. But if someone like, you know, Timo Meyer gets there, and then it's Couture with Hurdle and, I don't know, score Like, there there are people who could bump Evander Kane out of the top six, but also they're paying him so much money not to play on the third line, you would think. But I guess maybe they don't think like that. But yeah, twenty dollars is good as long as he doesn't get injured. He's another one of these guys that we're always worried is going to get hurt. Than last year, he was able to stay relatively healthy, so or just completely healthy, I believe. What did Kane get injured at all last year? I don't have that in front of me either. But either way, Vander Kane, twenty dollars seems about right. Also, left wing is hard to get. Corey Crawford just went for eighty dollars or for eight yeah, dollars. Let's talk up-
2: about that. That's, um, I think that's an awesome pick.
1: I mean. I don't know. It could be if he's healthy.
2: Yeah, but for eight dollars, like I think that's a pretty good, um, good risk, risk to take.
3: I was in. I think it's it. smart I to, was to get him on... in. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ben. I
4: think it's just smart to get him in now before like all of the goalies are gone and people are mm-hmm. still like, "Well, I can grab like five or six other guys who are higher on my list." You can probably get a sneakier price for Crawford at this moment than you would in an hour.
3: You just have to hope he comes back one day. I was in it. I was in actually. He was about. There was one second left, and he was going for five dollars. And I think three people hit the hit the bid button at once, including me. So he ended up. uh, I was in up to seven dollars on him, which was sort of an accident. I meant to stay at five or six, but uh, I don't know. Seems like a reasonable risk to take. Also.
1: Our league counts has IR plus spots. We don't play this game of like IR and we have to wait for the team. I'm in an ESPN league and it's kind of annoying. These players have like Qs or Ds in front of them, which I don't even know what it means because you can't do anything with it. So what does it even matter if they're doubtful or what does the Q stand for? I don't know. Questionable. Questionable, questionable. What the hell are you talking about? Anyways, we're going normal. Yahoo has IR plus, which means if they're not playing, you can throw them in the IR. So it doesn't matter if Chicago actually puts Crawford in the IR, whoever drafted him. And I guess I could actually say who it is. It was six pieces. Uh, yeah, he's going to be able to throw him an IR and get someone else to fill that spot in the meantime. So for eight dollars, you get a potential starting goalie coming in at some point or another. I uh, want to
4: give a shout out to Brendan. I like the decor that he's just very recently built in the last like fifteen picks or so. He bought um he bought Dougie Hamilton for twenty five. He bought uh, Chris Letang for twenty four, and um, Drew Doughty for twenty five. So that was I thought really good drafting.
1: Yeah, I agree that filling your defense is a smart strategy in a league like this. Like, Mm. we're going to see how far down like what what we're gonna you know when we get to an hour i wonder how long we have before this draft is over i guess at some point it would be interesting to see how many players we actually have left versus how many have gone so far but like right now it's still hard to say because there's a lot of good skaters getting out there like jonathan huberdo just went for 16 dollars but at some point i feel like we're going to be seeing still like decent skaters that we're excited about i mean forwards but like all the defense will be like really snooze snoozy guys the alex galagoskis of the world that you just have to take because he's like rosterable barely Good job. Who was that that you were talking about? Uh, that was Brendan. Way to go, Brendan! And I now can't. Alex Petrangelo is going at a pretty high bid. Is it twenty four dollars, uh, twenty five now? Keep in mind the guys who I thought were like the next level after the top guys in John Carlson and uh, Klingberg and Ghost Bear they all went for like 28 to 30 and Petrangelo was like right there. He's a 27. So I think this is a matter of people starting to realize that defensemen are running out. And so he's maybe going higher than he would have. If he came up a lot earlier, he just went for $27. I just think he's that good. Oh, wow. Okay. Jeff, you got him for 27. Uh, yeah. Like I just don't see him having the like 65 point potential of those other guys, but I guess in our format, he does also help with the hits and blocks. He's one of the few defensemen left that not only are good for hits and blocks, but also points. So it makes sense.
6: Assuming in he does the same get, tier as
1: Letang for me it's just like so strange how he got dropped off the top power play last year for that stretch but I guess maybe that's maybe I'm like overly fearful of that like that's not something that you'd assume is going to happen again.
4: I think St. Louis is interested enough in, like, finding somebody who they feel is the perfect fit there. I don't know if they have that player right now, but I definitely am, like, a little bit – I remember last year it was a conversation of Petrangelo and Krug, who are you more nervous of, with uh, McAvoy and Pareco coming up. And I think the answer is definitively, like, more nervous about Petrangelo going into this year.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Pareko's just, like, he's still getting, like, every year I see some people bring him up as, like, a sleeper guy, and he doesn't break out. Like, everyone assumed it was just a matter of time before he took over as the top power play guy. But I guess at this point, like, I'd be interested to talk to, like, a St. Louis fan and hear, like, what the media is saying about that situation.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that um, in that way, he's a bit of, like, an interesting post-type sleeper. Like, this could just be the year and people kind of back off him a little bit. It might be some good value if you can get him this year.
1: Yeah. And like we said, like defensemen are going to go and someone's going to get, uh, who are we talking about? Oh, Pareko. <laughs> someone's going to get Pareko. And I feel like that person's going to have no idea what they have in him. Like, it's like, I guess I got Pareko. That's good. Right. I hope. I think Brock Besser just went for $29, which is for a right wing. Compare that to Radulov who went for 23 before. Man, that's great. That's pretty good for Radulov, by the way. A 70 point guy. Though, of course, maybe we need to be talking about these guys more in terms of our particular format. But yeah, uh, that was gambler's fallacy. Ah, Dave, you finally got in. Is that only your third player? Yes, you got Radulov for cheap at 23. You're definitely taking your time and getting these all-star players. And now Nikolai Ehlers is on the board, left wing and right wing eligible. And he's already up to 18, 19. I wonder if Ehlers goes higher than Besser. They're both, uh, you know, around the same age, but Besser has the better chance of getting on the top power play where he's like guaranteed to be on the top power play, but Ehlers is guaranteed to have the better line mates. Mm, Cause he plays and with he, line air.
3: Here I am still just hoping that everybody who has saved up all their money regrets not spending it earlier <laughs> on impacts players. I'm just <laughs> like, well, like, I think it's been, it's probably been like an hour since I've won
1: a, a, any player. And how, how, it, how have you been feeling as you've been seeing these players come, go, come and go.
3: Um, I mean, you know, I've kind of been okay. I still feel like I got reasonable value on the guys that I did end up buying. Um, yep. I feel I, like if I could do it again, I probably would have like, I think honestly I could have built a, a good team either way, like by sitting back and waiting or by going ahead and making the splashes that I did. So um, it'll, yeah. I guess it'll be up to what I can gather in the late rounds here.
1: This is just a recap. Like you this is just like you repeating the same thing you said like half an hour ago, I guess. No, it's it that's that's your train of thought right now. It's interesting. Ben Bishop is up for bids right now. He's at twenty-three dollars. The goalies are starting to run out. Like Devin Dubnik, we didn't mention, he went for twenty-eight. I know that Brian thinks of Bishop and Dubnik in a similar tier. I'm always, you know, I've always been a little concerned about Bishop, but he's been fine in the preseason. Dallas is looking good, so makes sense that he's going for around the same amount he's up to 26 i'd imagine it's going to land around here some teams still don't have any goalies i wonder who's the one that's in on him right now it's is is right now the leader and it looks like he got him and so that makes uh two goalies for uh brendan he's got talbot and bishop not a bad pair it's like a nice underrated pair but of course you didn't it get it for like more months. than I wanted to spend, but yeah. uh, it
6: was kind of running out of of decent goalies.
1: Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I was about to say, I was like, you've got a pretty like underrated looking pair, except for not necessarily underrated prices of $28. Yeah, say, well, yeah. he got,
3: for context, he has Bishop and Talbot for $44, whereas I spent 40, was it 40 on Bobrovsky alone? Right. And so I'm trying to like calculate in my mind was, was that worth it?
1: Well, that's fine. Sure. We'll find out how much you spend and who you get as your second goalie, man. I wish I knew that Yahoo had a max number of pauses. Isn't that the weirdest rule of any like product you've ever used?
4: Yeah, like, it fully sucks.
1: It would be like, I remember this this Mitch Hedberg joke where he's like saying that everyone should get a maximum number of honks on their car horn per per month. And so then if they like are, you know, they're like about to get hit by a car and they try to honk it and then no sound comes out. And they're like, damn, I wish I didn't see Betty on the sidewalk the other week. (laughs) That's how I feel right now. I wasted these pauses on nothing because all you guys were like, oh, my thing is grayed out. It it was fine. Now here we are. No pauses. We got to go all the way through. I, but okay, let's talk about uh, Elon.
4: <laughs> Elon, can I just uh highlight a an owner that we haven't talked about for a while? Um Please. Xavier's Crazy Team, I think is the full name, uh, started us off with two bu- two buys of uh, McDavid and Ovechkin, who I think are arguably like maybe the two best players in this format. And we haven't heard from them since. Um, so they spend over half their budget on those two players. I'm really interested. They're now the second highest budget remaining. I'm really curious what their strategy is the rest of the way.
1: Yeah, that is very interesting. Only like two amazing players and then a ton of money. And just got to figure, or is it a, okay? So, when you look at the budget now, Xavier has 122 left at this point. Who has more than him? You've got uh, just
4: Dave, I think.
1: Just Dave, yeah. So, yeah, we were like saying at the start, oh man, this guy like blew all his money. Now he's uh, ahead, but like you say, he's got a lot of spots to fill. And is he, is he still here? <laughs> I can't, <laughs> like, I would
4: imagine a- that he's he would have auto bid on Carry Price or something. I don't know, like we talked about it earlier with some auto bids. So,
1: yeah. yeah, that's true. All right, Xavier, if you're in the chat room, uh, come on in on the call at some point. I'd love to hear your thoughts.
3: Um, now Xavier is nominating a player so we can see if it auto... Oh, no, he's here. He just nominated Braden Shen.
1: So he's taking his time. By the way, $4 Nolan Patrick. Uh, I mean, it's one of those things where now it seems like such a steal because for now $4 seems like so small an amount of money. I know at the end we're going to have uh you know like a lot of players going for three and four dollars but nolan patrick i really like his potential and this is King daleks again which is this team's getting pretty filled out now we've got dry backstrom ratty marner voracek and nolan patrick and then mark andre fleury and auntie ranta so the goalies are set i guess defense is the big hole here but yeah, yeah. patrick is going to be playing with voracek and jvr most likely like what better line mates can you get especially for a second line Sorry, go ahead, Jade. I think
2: that was a pretty good pick. Um, and I was also going to use this chance to to read the Deacon Dalek's draft Um scope. We really should have done it sooner since we've been talking about them so much. Please. That's the Geminis, which uh, the Geminis persist in this draft is through the roof. We've got a lot of them. Also, uh, Jeffy, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, Jeff and Mike, in addition to stuff. Okay.
1: Hey, Jade, before you read it, can you go yeah. closer to your microphone?
2: Uh, I don't really know where my microphone is, but... Okay, I guess
1: closer <laughs> to the vicinity.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm holding my computer very close to my face.
1: Okay.
6: That's better.
2: Good. It's likely that your reputation for being a chatterbox precedes you. You would daydream out loud all day if you could. Instead of letting your musings waft into the ethers, take a chance on a high upside hype boy, and you may be vaulted into a couple of success.
1: Wow! It's
2: boldly, that you may go down into the annals of history sharpen your intellect and follow your muse wherever it wanders so i think that's pretty spot on
1: you called it the so ty ratty's yeah. the hype boy
2: yeah and it's gonna uh loft her into a couple history
1: hey she's a winner from last year i guess there's so three tier three winners and two tier two winners and a tier one. so there's six people in this draft who won their divisions last year and anastasia is one of them and she's uh I like her team. It's looking good. Anthony just got Braden Shen for $23. We haven't talked about his team. Anthony's the guy who I beat in the finals last year in tier two Ottawa. He had a really strong team. I believe he won the president's trophy. Uh, I might be wrong about that. He was definitely near the top. And yeah, he's really got a lot of players. His team's pretty filled out at this point. He's got William Carlson, who we didn't talk about yet, but I feel like we talked, he got him a pretty good value. I think $15 is actually low for William Carlson. Like for as much as we say, we expect him to regress. He's like doing well in the, like he just keeps doing well. He's playing with Jonathan Marshall. So he's on the top power play. He gets a ton of ice time. He's good. Like he's not bad. Like he, maybe he's not like a 75, like a 40 goal guy, but he seems like a solid bet for at least 60 points, maybe higher, maybe closer to 65 even. Uh, But yeah, so Anthony's got Carlson. Brayden Shen, Huberdo, Phil Kessel, Ghost Bear, Dumba, and then he's got his goalies, pretty high-end guys, and Vasilevsky and Pecorine. So the makings of a decent-looking team, Huberdeau actually concerns me. Huberdeau concerns me more than William Carlson. Brian, is that, like, to, to you, a hot take if I were to say that I'd rather have William Carlson over Jonathan Huberdeau? Um... <laughs> okay think about it anyone yeah, sorry i'm, I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry you're not even the host of this thing i, I don't know why i'm doing. I'm just so used to it ben what do you think about william carlson or jonathan Huberdeau for next season
4: oh man it's really tough i think i would go uh carlson because you have the guaranteed deployment or like certainly more uh re- reliable deployment i think that the huberdo um second line stuff is a little overblown um he was still very useful if not like uh um, you know one of the best players that you would want last season in the last half but i also think like like a lot of the stuff about the florida power play where he hasn't been that front i can't imagine that they stick with it unless it turns out that there's somebody in particular who takes over his role very well because i alluded to this in the patron only facebook group but jonathan huberto led the league or was tied uh, according to a Travis Yost article, for tipped goals, and I just I don't see how Mike Hoffman replaces that skill. I can totally see him on the boards, and I could see Huberto. Uh, I could see Huberto getting that spot back relatively quickly on the power play one. But I would want, um, yeah, I would want William Carlson, and I really like how uh, regression is built into that price. Like you said, fifteen dollars for William Carlson. Sign me up. I'm all in.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I agree with you. This power play, though, who would you expect to get bumped? Like they've been rolling Barkov like throughout training camp. It seems like according to their last game, which was already like four days ago, uh, Barkov, Dadanov, Hoffman, Trocheck, Yandel. Who's Huberdeau bumping?
4: I mean, if you had told me that same group of five, but had said Huberdeau's name instead of Dadanov or Hoffman, I, instead, who are one of these players bumping? I I feel like I would feel the same way. Like I think that he has an equal opportunity long term to have that spot over. I would say Dadanov or Hoffman.
1: Okay. Yeah, I guess that that's right. I love that enough, by the way. And the fact that huberdo has been off the top power play just makes me all the more excited about him. And he hasn't been taken yet, actually. So maybe I shouldn't be uh, talking about him too much. By the way, to all the people worried about the no pauses available, one nice thing... So I, I, you know, we're, we're going back and forth and being happy and sad about what Yahoo's giving us so far. You could uh, draft on Yahoo from your Yahoo app on your phone. So if you really need to pee, just take your phone into the bathroom. You, you won't miss a beat. All right? So... Uh, Hopefully you guys will be fine with these. It's me sitting here hosting the show. I'm the one who's stuck here, but uh, we've got some more, a bunch of players have gone. Oh my God. Uh, Henrik Lundqvist went for 23, which might seem high considering that he was, you know, not that great last year, but I see it. Like, I think it makes sense. And I think it's actually a good steal because in this league, like You're getting a lot of points for saves, and the Rangers are going to let in a lot of shots. It's kind of like Camp Talbot. Like I say, Camp Talbot light. And also, I don't think the Rangers are as bad as people are expecting them to be. So I think Michael's team, now that he's got Henrik Lundqvist for $23, he needed a goalie. Mm-hmm. Now he's got one. We'll see who gets his a second one, but I, I like it.
2: I'm calling it. Michael's team's my favorite
1: team. Damn. So that's the one that to remind people. Kuznetsov, Giroux, who, by the way, Giroux is uh, left-wing eligible, right? Everyone's aware of that at this point, right? I just want to make sure. Okay, Forsberg, Ehlers, Ryan Getzlaff and Henrik Lundqvist. Yeah, pretty solid. There's still some money left. Jonathan Marshassot just got taken for $26. That seems like a good deal, also. <laughs> I'm liking some of these prices, though. I guess the numbers are coming down. So maybe at some point 26 isn't gonna seem like a lot. But I'm surprised actually that defense has gone for so much lower than forwards. Like Chris Latang went for 24. I guess it's about and 26 for Marshassot. Like, what do you guys think? Like, Margesot is, like, an all-star, right? He's, like, potentially one of the top players, and he went for so low.
4: I love Jonathan Margesot so much, and I think that that's, like, a great deal, especially now that we've incorporated hits. Uh, He's underrated in that regard. He's not, like, a – he's not going to lead the league or anything, but he just – he ticks all the boxes, and having him as dual-eligible makes him even – even better in my opinion mm-hmm.
1: like brian got uh sebastian aho way back when for i believe it was like 34 or 32 i'm trying to find that right now but i feel like same position jonathan marshall for 26 and like you say marshall hits unlike aho i would take marshall over aho so i feel There's like that's 32
8: really good
1: value. For Ajo. 32 for aho i wonder if brian's yeah. here i don't know but maybe we don't need to bring brian on just to like uh be sad but uh, I'd be curious to know, Brian, just really quickly, if you can, like, who would you rather have between Marshall and Ajo if it was like just a snake draft? Like, Are you happy that you have Aho even if, though you spent more? I mean, he might not even be here. Maybe he went I to take his phone. He went to the bathroom <laughs> with his phone. <laughs> Here's the steal of the draft. I'm calling it. It just happened. Ten bucks for Roberto Luongo. Dave did it. He saved all his money, and he doesn't even have to spend a lot. I love it. Luongo's a number one goalie. We're talking about this Florida team who's so amazing. Our league has IR spots. If Luongo does get hurt for a little bit, you could do something with him. But I mean, that's not bad.
2: Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I liked the Crawford pick for $8 just because I thought it was a good um, risk to take, but Luongo pretend is like way, way, way better. So yeah. that's awesome.
5: That's Thank you.
1: Like, we talk about Luongo and Reimer similar to, or at least Brian and I have been talking about them, similar to, like, Varlamov and Grubauer. And by the way, Grubauer also went, so we can talk about him in a second. But, like, we've talked about those two situations as the same, but I don't really think it is. Like, I don't think that anyone expects Reimer to, like, take the job from Luongo. I think it's just a matter of, like, when Luongo is at full health, I think he's the, for sure, number one. Like, Reimer might get more games than the average backup just because they want to rest Luongo but I don't see him being at risk of being overtaken. Well, I feel like it wouldn't be too, too surprising for Grubauer to overtake Varlamov.
4: Um, I I don't know. I'm, like, not as sold on Luongo just, like, in a season, like, for the full season just because, I mean, obviously he's going to be great for stretches, but I'm just a little worried that we're getting – we're focused on, like, a very – a a smaller sample size. Um, He's been really good, though, like, for so long that I think that – It's just that I think that people forget he played fewer than 40 games last year. Mm.
1: I see what you're saying. Yeah, so it's definitely he's definitely a huge injury risk for sure. And we were saying for some players, maybe you don't have to worry about as much. I think it was for goalies also, though. You were saying the Ranta injury risk you're not as concerned about. But with Luongo, when you're talking about like a 39 year old, you have to Mm. be a little bit more concerned, I guess.
4: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I just want to shout out this P.K. Subban buy from Dustin. Um, Dustin might have my favorite team of the draft so far. And 23 bucks for P.K. is a great price.
1: Yeah. It, we're not too many years removed from people talking about Subban in the same breath as Eric Carlson, right? Like, who's going to get more points between... It was, like, those two and then maybe, like, Latang, And now there's been some, a bunch of other players who have come in, and Subban was a little bit buried, like, especially a couple of years ago when he got to Nashville because Roman Yosi was on the top power play. But last year, Subban took over on the top power play, like, partway through the year and he ended the year with "Let me bring it up. I was just holding a glass of water, but he, like I think it was like sixty points at least when you took his final season total. I've got it here fifty nine points in eighty two games and I think he came on stronger in the second half. So if the second half is more representative, he might be a lot better than people think, plus he's got the peripherals also, like uh pK suban, what are they oh i have I've got stats here on yahoo. that's nice. so two thousand and eighteen stats, Suban had hundred and eleven hits and ninety blocks, so you know, average that out, you're going to get a bunch of points from peripherals. 207 shots is good for a defenseman. I agree. And you're liking Dustin's team. At this point, mm-hmm. he's got Stamkos and Barkov, two like amazing centers. He's got Bufflin, Seth Jones, and Suban on D. And so Seth Jones will throw an IR and get like his pick of a free agent tomorrow. Plus he's got Tuka Rask and Matt Murray and nets. So I do like the way it's set up. And I like how he's filled out defense a little bit. And now he could focus on some of the value wingers that come up later.
2: Yeah, I agree. This is a really nice team, Dustin. Good job.
1: Of course, at the same time, we're obviously only going to compliment teams and not like say like which teams are crappy because that would be. Oh no!
2: We told Lewis we were going to call them all like we saw them. So,
1: Dustin also has the uh, by far the best favorite Drake
4: song that was filled out in the patron tier one uh, survey.
1: Oh yeah! Do you guys want to share some of the? Nuggets, what, what? why would you say that? Like, What was his favorite Drake song that he put his out His
4: favorite Drake song is uh, Westin Road Flows from Views, and uh, that song's just very good. A lot of the other songs that were chosen are not very good, especially uh, Dave's favorite song forever is probably the worst Drake song.
2: <laughs> Although we would like to uh, give kudos to Brendan for uh, saying it's the one where he isn't a pedophile, so... <laughs> That's also a good answer.
1: Very topical answer.
2: Love love the the music by Drake.
1: I like also Dustin's team because I'm seeing here in his little survey, his favorite player, Eric Carlson. Even though his favorite team is Ottawa, he's still sticking with Carlson. I like that. Actually, Brian wrote that his favorite team and favorite player is Eric Carlson. (laughs)
2: Um, I also made me chuckle when uh, Ricard wrote what was fueling his uh, draft. He said beer, and that's because it's the afternoon in sweden
1: Uh,
5: he
2: needed to justify his choice
1: (laughs) right it's also the afternoon everywhere right like uh, i don't know what he said
2: sorry oh i guess it's the west coast to justify his his choices
1: Uh, i'm too nervous to drink beer when i draft i'm worried that it's gonna make (laughs) me fall asleep once i once i hit 30 i feel like i started to like get affected by beer a lot more (laughs) there are some great what's that i said i'm
2: not 30 but i'm also afraid (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah, well, just wait, Jade. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs>
2: <laughs> to a I...
1: Enjoy, or if anything, I would say like drink a lot now while you can. It doesn't oh, feel so badly. I do. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, one day we need to have a meetup. We gotta have a, like a New York patron meetup. I wonder how many. Uh, I've been
2: are telling there. you guys that for um, as long as I've been a patron. So.
1: Okay, I'm gonna make it happen because I go to New York actually like around once a year. But this is probably boring content you for go this. To New
2: York once a year. And you don't tell me. Wow.
1: I <laughs> didn't even think to call Jade. you you know
2: what like other patrons come to new york they visit me we go to rangers games
1: oh man that sounds amazing and i
2: are going to the rangers game in december so i'm i'm really offended right
1: now don't be offended the future is (laughs) bright but can we talk about some of these value defensemen that just went we talked about pk suban going for 23 how about then a couple picks later tory krug goes for 20 and then rasmus ristolainen from jade your favorite team michael's team michael oh i just want to say it whatever you guys know who I'm talking about. From do any of you watch Veep? Am I, yes, I'm, you know Mike McClintock, right? The, the that's his last name. Yeah,
4: I did not know that. Oh, Is wow! That
1: funny, yeah. <laughs> <Is that> the <laughs> idiot guy that does the press conferences, but he's clearly not an idiot guy in his draft because <laughs> he just got Rasmus Ristolainen for 17 bucks. This is a, Rasmus Ristolainen, sure, like in a keeper league, his value has gone down with Delin coming in. And maybe I was also being a little bit too alarmist about Ristolainen. But at this point, once I see in the preseason, they're still playing him on the top power play. He's still getting decent minutes. He's like a super great value guy. Like I think he's going to get over 40 points for sure. Maybe closer to 45. 206 hits last season. That's amazing. We're giving a quarter of a point for hits. 111 blocks. It's huge. Great value.
2: Yeah, I agree. Elon, how
4: hard do you think Brian is tilting right now with his $48 left, zero defensemen, and watching all of these <laughs> so uh, value deals going?
1: Yeah, I don't know. Brian hasn't said anything in a while. Maybe he's gotten into the beer.
4: At this <laughs> he's sp- tilted into the other, into the upside down for sure
1: at this point. <laughs> Ristolainen, I don't know. Brian, were you in on... Are you here, Brian? I don't think he's here still. I'm right? having a snack quietly. <laughs> um, did you get in on the Ristolainen bid? What
2: are
3: you nope.
1: having, Brian? Oh. Who's the last player you bid on, Brian?
3: Um, probably Luongo, who Dave won for ten dollars. And I was the only, like I bid. Dave immediately bid. Like that was just like a golden opportunity for someone to bid up, bid Dave up a little bit. Yeah, like, I can't believe- some of his budget. Like he has the hammer, but even when he's interested in players, nobody else is biting. Like What's I, that- I'm the only reason he got up to ten dollars.
1: But why didn't you sure, go
3: Brian. higher? Right, go ahead. Um because I feared that like well I don't love Luongo that much and I feared that spending any more would put me like every time I spend money now like I'm hurting my next chance. Like but Ricard Raquel just went for $23.
1: Oh man. As a
3: goal scorer dual eligible. Like he, this he is hits? that's bananas. Like I wish like now seeing the values obviously I wish like I would trade $20 plus one of my guys for to get Raquel on my team. Well, I'm you telling you,
1: right? You were, I think, in the bathroom or something when I was asking before when another left winger, Jonathan Marchasso, got taken, also for pretty cheap $26. Yeah. I was wondering, like, you're $32 on Sebastian Ajo. That's not aging so well because I'd rather have Ricard Raquel, especially in this format with the shots and the hits being counted.
3: A lot of, um, a lot of super cheap, like, I don't know, a lot of value has gone. Like at this point in the draft, like now people who still have money still aren't even having to spend it. So although it is evening out a little bit, like I finally have about the same amount as, I don't know, half the other people in the draft room. And I just got my second goalie in Mike Smith. I was bidding while I was talking. How about wow. that? What a so I'm a, I got him for $17, which I'm, I'm pretty happy with. I actually got him as a steal last year, too. Everyone's afraid of him getting injured, I suppose. But I have to take that kind of risk at this point. Well, yeah, there's which not happy like if I got Luongo and I was also by the way, Philip Grubauer went for like six dollars earlier mm-hmm. and I was in on both of those guys um, with the knowing that I'd get a bargain on them. But I'd also have to probably bid on their tandem
1: partner if I wanted to guarantee myself starts, which is just like annoying. So, yeah. okay. I like it. $17 for Mike Smith. Now you've got your two goalies in Bobrovsky and Smith. And I feel like that's the thing that runs out the fastest, right? Like you need to have two starting goalies, I think, to be competitive in this league, or at least one and a half starting goalies, like one starter and then one, like maybe a Grubauer, which by the way, Ricard, the guy who we were just talking about with this great Ricard deal, he's the one who got Ricard, Raquel, Oh, his Ricard got Ricard. That's fun. It's spelled differently. Uh, he got Raquel and he got Marsha. So, Andy he has Eric Carlson. So this is actually maybe a dark horse team. How much money does six piece Nunn Riche have left? He has 52. So, I guess None the richer. None the richer. I like to say Riche because I like thinking about Stefan Riche. Stefan Riche. Yes. But, uh, number 44, I think. So, Ricard has Mershrod. Mm-hmm. Bergeron, Marcheseau, Raquel, Eric Carlson, Roman Yosi, And then he's already filled out his goalies. He has Hellebuck, Crawford, and Grubauer. So he'll throw Crawford in IR, hope that Grubauer you know, keeps him afloat until Crawford comes back, and then he's got three decent. Maybe he could trade a goalie, or it doesn't hurt to have three goalies depending on how many conflicts they have with each other. So I think this team might be one of the really good ones. He didn't spend that much money. He spent $50 on Eric Carlson. Aside from that, everyone is less than $30. And this looks like a really strong team
2: a Saturday evening and beer. It's working out well for
1: him. <laughs> Ricard, actually, we should be friends because in the one league I've drafted for so far, <laughs> I also have Bergeron and I have Eric Carlson. So we could cheer for them together. That'll be fun. Let's send each other DMs with high five emojis every time one of them gets a point. Cool. He's not here, so I'm just talking about it. Okay. Well, you guys could jump in. But...
2: Wasn't he the one who was like walking on a treadmill the whole time last year? That's what I always think of when I that's oh, <laughs> in the group.
1: That's okay. awesome. I have a pretty sweet setup. I have a sweet setup at my work for that I and I go to work for drafting because I have a standing desk and like a couple monitors. And it's pretty nice, but I should get like a little treadmill. I wonder how much that would cost. Just like walk while I'm working, and then I could like walk while I'm drafting. That does sound pretty badass. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Clefbaum just went for fourteen to Michael's team. Jade, your favorite team, and, and Clef-
2: again, I like the
1: pick. What- so you guys could let me know if maybe I blew it. I got a trade offer which basically boiled down to. I have both guys on the Oilers. I have Clefbaum and I have Ryan Nugent Hopkins. And I was offered He and Oliver Ekman Larson. And I was kind of thinking, I think I like OEL like a little bit better than He though I really do like He But then I was thinking like Clefbaum just, I don't know, something about Clefbaum that I like, I like him, but now I'm worried that maybe I'm like overrating him. Because I love the potential of him being on this top power play with Connor McDavid. Like, how could you not? He seems to be the top defenseman on the team, but also he just his team doesn't seem want to rely on him it's hard to say
2: um i think the his injury last year um didn't really get enough credit when we were talking about how bad of a year last year he had i know people were really high including myself going into into the year um with him and we all know how much you love rmh so i don't know i feel like whenever i'm not a big trader um especially in a one-year league like i just get stressed out and I don't like to do it, and I feel like I drafted the players I drafted for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um So whenever I'm like unsure like that, unless I think it's a slam dunk win, I'd rather just stick with who
1: I've had. So yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like psychological, right? Like you can't regret. Like you might regret a trade a lot more because you think like who who I could have had. Like you don't really remember like who you missed out in the draft, but you remember a lot. Yeah, obviously, who exactly. you traded away. Yeah, so we'll see. But Clefbaum could be a really great pick here for really cheap, or it could be another bust. But he only spent. What was it? Fourteen dollars. So Another not too bad.
2: For Michael's team, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Logan Couture went for only sixteen. So now we're definitely getting into the value area. Like again, like I don't know if he's the right guy to bring up here, but like like, like Sebastian Ajo went for like almost du- or like double this amount. Elon, I'm just gonna. Ch-
3: okay, no, wow. sorry,
1: we're good. What I can't pause if that's what you're gonna ask for.
3: No, no, <laughs> I, I just th- I just wanted to get ahead of like saying that we might need to. Um, undo this pick before it happened, but uh, everybody has come back and the bidding has gone up. Tyson Barry was seconds away from going for one dollar.
5: He's saying that because I was going to get him
1: uh,
3: for one dollar.
1: Yeah, so, Tyson Bauer. If Tyson Barry goes for a dollar in couple tier one, then we lose all credibility when trying to say that this is a good league. So yeah, I uh, hopefully Yahoo won't tell me that I have no more undo picks left. I've already used <laughs> used up too many. Um, But yeah, Couture for $16. I love it. He's uh probably gonna have his like great line mates like he and hurdle really clicked i was a little concerned and obviously over blew it in our episode when we talked about the carlson trade and i was saying oh hurdle i think i read like in one place that hurdle might go down to the third line and then i probably like made everyone like concerned about hurdle when they didn't need to be because he's still on the second line playing with couture and someone like maybe meyer or maybe someone like evander kane if he's not clicking on the top line so i feel like it's going to be a great year for couture he's got eric carlson with him on the power play so, uh, yeah, great value for a center left wing eligible guy. Anthony, good job. I like all my guys who were, it's Anthony and Dustin who were in tier two Ottawa with me last year. So I feel like I have a, a bit of a camaraderie with them. Uh, who do guys you guys have
3: with? a camaraderie with me?
1: Ah, very huh? good. It's good.
2: Craig Anderson, who just went off the work for $16. That no. right? And that's, 13, that's Xavier's
4: first, but that's Xavier's first pick since like pick seven when he bought Ovechkin. Wow. wow. so could,
2: um, That's a that's a risky move. I don't think as far away from Craig Anderson as I possibly can.
1: Well, Craig Anderson is concerning, but if you take a look, I'm going to try to find here what are the remaining goalies available. So I don't want to blow – I'm not going to blow anything up because I'm literally going to rank by the Yahoo rank here. Here are the goalies still available at this point, ranked by Yahoo. Uh, Varlamov, Schneider, Carter Hutton, Leonard, Murazik, Reimer, Dell, Saros, Brian Elliott, Thomas Grice, Jimmy Howard – I'm not seeing any more starters on this list. So at some point, like he had to grab Anderson if he wanted to have a goalie, that's going to play. Yeah. I don't know. Are we
2: like so convinced that uh and Grubauer are going to do a timeshare? I don't know. I, I, uh, oh no
1: I mean I'm with you that I'd probably rather have Varlamov like Brian and I definitely had Varlamov higher in our Schmore goalies board but I guess he just thought that the $13 Anderson was going to be a good deal for him we'll see how much Varlamov goes for if, and if Varlamov goes maybe he's going to get Varlamov as well he needs two goalies right yeah
2: that's true
1: so he's got to fill two spots with only these these types of guys remaining Zach Wierenski just went for $16 this could be a steal right did you guys see yeah. how Zach Wierenski did yesterday no I
2: didn't see what happened
1: So, there was a crazy game between Pittsburgh and Columbus. The final score was 7-6 for Columbus. So, I don't know how much stock you want to put in a game that was so high-scoring. But Zach Wierenski, yeah. Zach Wierenski had four assists. He was, like, all over the place, like, all over the score sheet, like, obviously on the power play and also at even strength. And, like, Seth Jones is out for at least three weeks, is it? Or four weeks? And, like, so first of all, it's just, like, you get that boost at the start of the season where he's the main guy. Plus, Maybe he takes that job, you know, like maybe he earns it and then they don't want to give it back to Seth Jones because Wierenski doing really well there. So I think there could be value here. Oh, of course he could be kind of a, but he's not going to be a total bust. Like he has this huge pedigree, even last year in a down year for Zach Wierenski, he still ended up with 37 points in 77 games, which is a 39 point pace. And I feel like that's his floor. So
2: yes, yeah, someone posted a poll in the group this morning. I think it was Lewis actually um, asking what people think is going to happen. Um, I think it was Victor play. oh sorry Victor uh, uh, and
1: so what was the r- winning result I'm
2: pulling it up oh yeah it was Victor um, so right now five people including you Elon and also you Ben voted for 25% good chance but Jones is good too That
1: so wait it's so a 25% chance that Wierenski will stay on the top power, power play when Jones comes yeah.
2: back and then mm-hmm. um, an equal number of people uh, picked 50% really a coin flip and no one else picked anything higher than that
1: Or 0%. Yeah, I think the odds are, I think I'm pretty happy with that 25%. Like, I feel like odds are Seth Jones steps back in because that was his job. And he hopefully won't get Mark Strided. How uh, we all remember Mark Stride was the top Harper guy in Philly until Ghost Bear came in and then he couldn't get the job back. Um, But At the same, but like, you know, it's possible. I think 25% chance. Yeah. And even if he doesn't, he still has all this time at the start of the season to rack up some points. Maybe a good strategy is to hopefully have Orensky start the year strong and then maybe try to sell high. And so Xavier then went and got maybe another nice value pick. Uh, One of the few, uh, it's been a while since someone's gone for over $20. Vincent Trocek, uh, Xavier got him for $27 and Trocek in a league like this that has points for shots and hits uh it could be like amazing value like i can't believe trochik only went for 27 what do you guys think about that
4: <laughs> yeah it's it's wild <laughs> wild cheap it's a really good deal
1: last year he had uh like a, in our format because it looks like i could see this 483 fantasy points compared to Connor mcdavid had 557 like he wasn't that far behind Connor mcdavid in our format so like uh yeah that could be amazing like this xavier so again to remind everyone he got Connor mcdavid and alex ovechkin early on then he waited like forever he got craig anderson zach waranski and vincent trochek recently and this team is kind of shaping up how much money does he have now he says 66 dollars He's actually got one of the highest budgets left except for dave who has 143 dollars left he still only has four players malkin goudreau radulov and luongo so we're gonna have a run soon of Dave just getting everyone he wants. And that will be uh it'll be fun to see who it is. Ranson, by the way, just went for 14. Miko Ranson. Wow. Point... I
2: think that was a great value too.
1: Oh my god. This is uh Jeff. I feel like Jeff is like the guy I'm imagining is like the value guy. Like he's just waiting and he's gonna take players for good value, and that's it, right, Jeff? I mean, it's the plan, but <laughs> I I
7: spent awesome. a bit early though, so
1: had to be patient through the middle rounds. Let's look at your team here. Oh, so you've got uh no goalies yet. Oh, so uh for, no i'm That's sure you're I'm,
2: move right
1: there i'm sure you're well aware but as far as your forwards you've got matthews and kucherov who you spent on 50 and 58 dollars respectively then you've got barzil taylor hall Landeskog, who's definitely in this format with hits very valuable uh rantanen oh so you're really loading up on the avalanche and then you got alex petrangelo who you were saying how you're really into so it's a really nice value team and how much money do you have left here all is gritty 34. Oh, so you're running a bit low on money. I hope that you'll be able to pull a rabbit out of the hat with your goalies because I think that's the main uh, red flag with your team right now.
7: It might end up having to pull goalies out of uh,
1: free agency, but, you know. Yeah. Well, you see, well, Carter Hutton just went, one of the few remaining starters, went to Michael's team. So now he's got Lundqvist and Carter Hutton. So he's definitely just going to be hoping for the teams letting in a whole bunch of shots and racking up those save points and not being terrible and losing the job and yeah that's a pretty good value like eight dollars for carter hutton i was surprised that one of these teams that didn't even have a go like actually jeff i'm surprised hopefully i wasn't distracting you by talking to you and keeping you from getting carter hutton or did you have no interest in him? that was a few picks ago i was in on him but oh right that was before your Miko ranson okay and then monaghan just went for 12
7: 12
2: what
1: (laughs) oh my god this is why you guys save your money (laughs) damn and then Alex DeBrinket, who I also feel like could be a real steal, especially because he has left wing, right wing eligibility, is Jordan. Uh, and that that's uh, Brendan's team. Good pick. Lots of good players left. Where I feel like now is going to be just like a string of players where we're like, I can't believe this guy went for this <laughs> much money. Clayton yeah. Keller is being bid on right now. I love. I think Brian and I had Clayton Keller for like 75 points in the almanac. Like, Again, I am not shying away from it. I think he's amazing. This He's getting bid up. I'm curious how high he'll go. He's at $16 now. Vincent Trocek went for 27. I can't imagine he'll go higher than that. But I feel like I like Keller a lot more than a lot of the players who've gone before him. Hey, he's up to 17 now. Like, eh, he's, I guess he doesn't get a lot of peripherals, to be fair. So maybe he's going to land here at 17, huh? up to 18. I kind of wish I was in this draft and just showed up late and just had all my money now. You and me both. <laughs> right.
3: I feel like I could build a, like, I'm happy with, my, like, there are not difference, like, I'm happy knowing I have, like, four difference makers. So that that's my consolation. And those guys, like, difference makers are not available for the most part at this point in the draft. And those are guys that will end up winning me weeks, I think. Um, but at the same time, it would be really nice to just be like, that guy, that guy, that guy. Which, uh yeah, Dave has the hammer here with $131 left in his budget. And the next highest is, uh, looks like 57
1: for Michael. Yeah, well, I think that Xavier's team was the highest, but he just got Keller for the $18. So again, the team we were just talking about now has McDavid, Chocek, Ovechkin, nah, I got Keller. Keller. Wait, you did? Yeah. No, oh, you didn't. I got Keller. Uh, wait, what's that, Dave? Nope.
3: No, Dave did I not got get got Keller.
1: Keller went to Xavier's <laughs> team. Shoot, not drafted. <laughs> probably should have i was actually thinking like that would have been a, a good guy for dave to spend money on but
3: uh it was it. in the bidding i noticed and i was wondering who had the money to push him yeah it was xavier
1: i would have gotten into the 20s i think especially with dave's money so i guess he tried in technology man remember the good old days when you get together with your friends you crack open <laughs> a few skis, you get a big whiteboard the, the, goal, things, right? the
3: goal would be like in like the most ultimate keeping carlson circumstances that we could fly everybody <laughs> to one location like find out like enter like build an algorithm to just to figure
1: out what the cheapest flight cost like, between <laughs> all
3: the tier one cut co- players would be Get us that. All the room. that would be so much fun
1: i love how like That's you're cool. like sounding like so baller and then you say find the cheapest place to, <laughs> like no-
3: Well, no, I'm saying, well, I'm also trying to be practical at the same time. So it would be great to fly everybody to like, I don't know, some amazing or wherever, whoever just won the Stanley Cup, fly to that city. But in more practical terms, we would probably (laughs) have to.
1: Right. It's like, you're like dream that will never happen. Still. You have to be like, (laughs) practical.
3: (laughs) well, I'm in an auction draft being obsessed with value at the moment. I hope Uh, you'll forgive me.
1: Well, if anyone's listening that has like a lot of money and wants to just kind of like be a benefactor (laughs) of the podcast, I feel like there must be someone who has so much money and maybe no one to will it to. And they might just like, you know what? Let's just have some fun and make some amazing keeping Carlson events all around the world. If you want to fly Brian and I around and our patrons, I think we could. I think we'd have a good time with it. So, so think about it. Uh, what's going so on? What's that? No, no, no. Never mind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Enough of this craziness. So, sorry, Dave, that you didn't get Clayton Keller. We'll see who you get at some point. Now, Dave's still quiet, like not having bid on anyone no, for a million I'll get, years.
5: I'll get someone else. I got some players. I got some yeah. players.
1: All right. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Uh, so, Victor Arvidsson just went for 17. Arvidsson is someone I'm a little concerned about right now because Kevin Fiala's been on the top line, but Arvidsson's still top power play. So I think it's decent. Like, it's still a good value there for $17 because he also takes all those shots. By the way, Clayton Keller, I was going to say before we sort of went on this tangent of flying people to a draft location, uh, Arizona's been having some interesting lines. In their last game yesterday, it was Stepan and Panic. Like, remember we were all assuming it was going to be Stepan, Panic, and Clayton Keller? Keller went to a different line.
3: What's going on? There's the hot take
2: sirens.
1: (laughs) This is the Dimitri just showed up. (laughs) Yeah. Dimitri shows up to the podcast in an ambulance. (laughs) PDO alert. I didn't
2: realize I wasn't muted.
1: (laughs) Okay, so uh Arizona was going in their last game. Stepan panic and Christian Fisher, and then Clayton Keller with Brendan Perlini and Vinny Hinnestroza. So if that sticks, that'd be kind of weird. And I don't know what that does to Derek Stepan's value, but it's great for Hinnestroza because I just feel like Clayton Keller can carry a line and like whoever he's playing with is going to be great. And and by the way, Richard panic still on that top power play with Stepan Keller panic and Hinnestroza. Don't forget about this Vinny Hinestroza. I don't know about this draft. Maybe it's like not deep enough. Maybe back when we get to the $1 guys, I've just like spoiled a potential pick. Though so what do you guys think? Like Hinnestroza, <laughs> the most deepest question Hinnestroza versus Richard panic. Who, who you got? Ben. It's just going to take a lot of shots, right? Who is Hinnestroza? Maybe yeah. panic's going to hit. Yeah.
3: And oh. what do we value more in our format?
1: Uh shots. Shots are worth 0. 0.5 and hits are 0. 0.25. But sh- but
3: hits come more frequently. I it's a it's a, probably
2: a close one.
1: Yeah, I think panic's shots more are likely more
2: likely to lead to a goal.
1: Mmm. Truth. Good point. Industrosa might be underrated. He like was good at the end of last year when he got onto the Taves line in Chicago. He like was definitely rosterable even in the couple. Uh how about another great value in Ilya Kovalchuk? Who got him? Uh Gamble Oh, Dave. Dave. Uh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good play. I like this team. Can I bet on Kakaful? That would be fun, right? If I could, like, bet on which team I think is going to win.
2: I told Ben I wanted to create odds for all of the drafters. I don't know how we would possibly do this, but we're going to that- assign everyone like a a, a plus two hundred or a minus one fifty, um, and then take we thought our favorites were going into the draft.
1: I love it we have to figure out something to do yeah, with next this year. next year. No, we could do it. Th- no, I'm talking about after the draft, but before the season oh, starts, no, I wanted
2: to do it like before the draft, you know, but yeah, we could do it. That would actually probably make more sense. Eli. All right. I like it.
1: Uh, yeah, we could. Cause I'm, I don't know. We have to see what Dave does to end this. Maybe I'm like fanboying too much over Dave, but he's got Malkin, Monahan, Gaudreau, Kovalchuk, Radulov, and a butt ton of money left to spend <laughs> on more players.
2: Horoscope while we wait.
1: <laughs> yeah. Let's get Dave's horoscope.
2: All right. Dreams of distant realms augment your reality. You are committed to crafting a new way of winning a championship, yet something unknown is the key to the next iteration. Play around with various ideas and see which ones crystallize into a shape that feels right. Once you think you've found the best combination, try eliminating one element. So that's some deep advice for you,
1: Dave. So his like experimenting has been like letting players go and just thinking about what's the best combination.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why he didn't take Keller. You know, he was so close, and then he was like, "No, no, no don't <laughs> let him go."
1: I love how with a horoscope you could just turn it into whatever you want it to mean. Like if David, uh, like no,
2: Elon, come on, this is really like serious stuff it's determined by the stars i wrote all these before the draft and look they all have panned out so they
1: predicted it so much but i i am kind of saying that i could have made it sound like it (laughs) predicted it no matter what happened (laughs) but uh more good value uh good value alert oh i've got a good value alarm here here it is so xavier gets one of the last starting goalies who might actually be better in our format than we have been giving him credit for in jacob markstrom because again like wins are worth two points Goals against are minus two, saves are .35, shutouts are one. So a lot of – if you could play well and play a lot, then you could do well here. And Jacob Markstrom was pretty, like, decently okay. Like, I don't want to, you know, go too crazy about him, but he he wasn't terrible last year. I think he had, like, a 9.15 save percentage or so. I'm going to get that number up in just a second. And he played a lot of games. 9.12. Okay, so, yeah, maybe not, not amazing. But at this point in the draft when he needed a goalie and there's not many left, not bad. I don't know. Xavier's team is interesting. Like these, I um,
4: I was just looking at Markstrom's stats I'm sorry to interrupt you Elon uh, I just was shocked to see that he started 60 games uh, I thought that he split that job a lot more with Nilsson
1: Right, no I think the thought was at the start of the year that maybe he would but then by the end it was just Nilsson was terrible and I guess they just decided they had to go with that but uh, yeah like and definitely don't apologize for interrupting me because I'm definitely talking way too much and interrupting everyone and I feel terrible about it just so you know uh so also we had sean couturier go to D King daleks for eight dollars this is sean couturier the guy who had like what was it 70 something points last year uh what so it's i think it's like a really great value i know like centers are a little bit easier to get as we've been saying but at this point uh let me get these exact numbers here 31 goals and 45 assists for couturier it was an amazing year what a steal I love it. Deacon Daleks, like, I think do very well in this draft. It's like, it's really fun. How like this Tyratty thing. And I was like, Oh God, it's going to be a train wreck. But it's like, if you say Couturier and Tyratty combined for $28, that sounds like pretty good value. Cause I think Couturier just went for way below market value. Yeah, I agree. And,
3: uh, so, uh William Nilander just went or Nilander, which oh, we're yeah. arguing with people about on Twitter at the moment. We need to bring, uh, if only Ricard were here, he could verify our Swedish pronunciation is correct um he just went for nine dollars and that's like a perfect example of somebody like Mitch Marner went for 34 right so if Nilander had been put up for auction earlier oh I need to nominate a player but you can finish that thought
1: yeah no obviously like that's the lesson that we're learning if Nilander had been put up at the same time as Marner I don't know if he would have gone for that much money like if Marner was whatever it was 30 plus dollars but I bet you Nilander would have went for at least 20 at that point but yeah you wait for him and you get him michael's team jade's favorite team uh nine bucks like nilander has to sign a contract that'll obviously help him have fantasy value i'm not sure if yahoo lets you put unsigned guys into ir plus that would make a big difference if he has to like waste a roster spot on nilander for the first few weeks that would be a problem and by the way yeah to the people on twitter who were like what do what you guys how do you not know how to pronounce Neilander? you live in toronto you should know this it's like we john from sweden i met up with him and his friends patron john and he was literally telling me how to pronounce different swedish players name and he said it's william nilander okay that's the swedish pronunciation i responded to this guy on twitter with a link to a page that has the swedish pronunciation so i don't want anyone telling me i don't know how to pronounce nilander okay
4: Elon, I'm just gonna go back a few picks. I'm curious to hear from Jeff uh with his Matthew Kachuk pick a few a few spots back. Just if his level of confidence or if any at all that he thinks Kachuk will be on that first line spot with Sean and uh Shawnee and Johnny.
1: I I don't think he will. I think he'll be on the no. second line, but Mm -hmm. still good like I feel like he doesn't need to be on that top line to do really well like last year uh, we talked about it a lot over the summer like in the second half of the year once he got on the top power play he was playing like a 65 point guy basically and now if he could do that for a whole season long plus he's pretty decent for the peripherals I feel like Matthew Kachuk doesn't need to be on that top line to still get you like 65 points he reminds me of kind of like a Nikolai Ehlers that way where you could get points without being on the top power play or on this, so the top line. I guess with Winnipeg, there's like two top lines. But yeah, Kachuk, eighty hits last year in in uh, seventy two games. Is it? I don't know. Like, uh, he's good. I like him. Yeah. He's a gritty boy. He's known for mixing it up. Yeah, and your are yeah, yeah, is I all I about agree. Grit.
4: It's a it's a great pick, and uh, I like that the ceiling is really high. If for whatever reason they do end up trying to trying him out on that first line, like for eight bucks, you have like a very high ceiling pick there.
1: Yeah, Braden Point just went for ten dollars. That like it's a Brian. How did you not get Braden Point? Come on. He's so good. Brave? So I, w-
3: I was in on him up to, I wanted, so I wanted point or Larkin and point went for 10. And then I got Larkin, like then Larkin happened to be nominated next and I got him for nine. So I, I held off on point. I was in, I, I was in on him at about seven or $8, but I was hoping that I'd get darling or sorry, Larkin for like half of that, which did not happen.
1: Hmm. I guess it's I saved a dollar. Yeah, it's an interesting comparison. Like, Braden Point, I guess, doesn't hit as much, right? He only had, like, 26 hits last year. Larkin's almost a hit a game. Uh, Shots on goal. Point had 217 last year. And Dylan Larkin had... Trying to get all these numbers as we go. Larkin had more shots. Maybe it makes sense. I I just think that Braden Point has the higher ceiling. Like, I think next year, I'm very confident that Braden Point's going to hit 70 points. Larkin, I feel like that would be great. Like, if he could get... Like, I think he'll be, like, 65 ish for Larkin and like 70 would be great but maybe in our format actually they're pretty even so Brian that's fine though maybe it would be nice if you could get both but just so everyone knows Braden Point he's been playing with Kucherov in the latest practice lines and he's been on the top power play and he's like coming off an amazing sophomore season like just Braden Point is fantastic and I think this is going to be the last year where you could get him anywhere close to $10 in an auction draft like this. Like I think next year he's going to be going for 30. Like I'm trying to, I'm trying to look at some comparables from earlier on, like who are some centers who went and I don't know, like maybe he's not at Jack Eichel's level, but as I keep scrolling up, like Ryan Getzlaff went for 24. I don't like Bergeron went for 27. I wonder if like, that's going to be the level that Braden point is going at next year.
3: Yeah. Like in a, in a points only league, he would, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I have a lot more certainty that he's going to have a, a solid floor.
1: Yeah, but I guess actually with our peripherals, I've turned around, Brian. If it had to be one of the two, then sure, Dylan Larkin is a good pick. But let's take a look at Brian's team at this point. You spent all that money early on, and you were a little nervous. But this seems uh, not bad. You have no defense, but you have yeah. Sagan, Aho, Kane, Pasternak, uh, that's Patrick Kane, Dylan Larkin, and then Bobrovsky and Smith in nets. Ben, you were going to say something? Can we see the
4: positions drafted? Great. I'm just curious how many people have punted defense to that uh, degree
1: good point yes yeah, so a flamingos have no that's brian's team house of ryan what what's going on with house of ryan he's the one who like came in spent like a ton at the start so he actually he shared in
3: the chat that he left assuming that like nothing would happen but he uh the yahoo bought AutoBid, uh mm. and so he his plan was to spend a bunch come back like leave come back spend it later spend the rest later but the bot um took care of that for him unfortunately
1: well so it looks like all the only player that that happened with is Carey Price we got Carey Price for 23 dollars. maybe he would have wanted to have a better value goalie but Price could be really good next year I don't think that he got screwed over too much he's got McKinnon Kopitar Marchand Tarasenko and Hopi those are all guys that he bid for he's only now got 12 dollars left and so yeah he's gonna have to wait to get some value defensemen but yeah he doesn't have any you don't have any and then is that it? No gamble. Oh, Dave. So I wonder who Dave has in mind, Brian, you're definitely not getting any defenseman that Dave wants. So yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I know. I, I know that I can have, like, I'll knock off the top four defensemen on my left and
1: list and hopefully I can get the others. Yeah, who's left, actually? Let me... I think that might be interesting to check. I'll just, again, not to spoil anything, like, not to blow anyone up, I'm just going to do the Yahoo default rankings that they have here. The defensemen right now available. We're talking guys like Ekblad, Yandel, McAvoy, Ryan Ellis, Giordano, Morgan Riley, OEL. So we saw some names here, like some guys who are, like, top power play, good defensemen. So, uh... Yeah, uh, Dave could fill out his defense pretty nicely even though he doesn't have any yet. I'm curious to see what he'll do and then who the scraps are that Brian and House of Ryan will be fighting over. So what's going on in the draft here? We just had Wayne Simmons go for $7 a year ago. This would have seemed like the biggest steal as a multi-category stud. But then obviously all the injuries last year and the fact that he might not be on the top six in Philly makes him go for a lot less but could be good value for Wayne Simmons. At this point, is Simmons' value higher if he gets traded?
3: I yes. think so. Oh, yeah. Go ahead, Ben.
1: No, I, I was going to say yes, just like you did. <laughs> the thing is, if he could get on that top power play, like he's gotten so many of, of his points there. Like he's been so good. Like I guess he would need to go to a situation where he has people to produce with. Like, has, I just don't really know actually much about Wayne Simmons in terms of is he considered like a player who could carry a line and be super successful? Or is he like a good, like, complementary piece playing with the right players?
3: Well, don't forget also that he hits and that's valuable in our format
1: oh yeah, yeah for sure I just wonder like what his points upside is depending where he goes and then actually it's fun Deacon Dalek's got both Simmons and JVR so she's just banking on she's gonna have someone on that Philly top power play for sure and yeah I guess she's gonna be cheering her- oh and she got Couturier earlier so I wonder if this is on purpose too bad we don't have Anastasia in the chat here but I wonder if there's any other Philly players that you got oh Jacob Voracek oh my and Nolan Patrick this is the Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers basically that's amazing All The grit. <laughs> i wonder if she's a fan of the team or just likes all this value what do you think about
2: she, did say she was a uh, philly was her team
1: oh yeah, yeah. oh, well, oh now no it's really
3: her it like it literally is her team also
1: yeah i mean there's worse yeah, yeah. teams to want to go in on that's for sure uh what do you think like uh, jade when you're doing your draft later tonight what do you think about loading up on a single team does that concern you at all or do you think it doesn't matter
2: Um, I think it matters less than some people seem to think it does. Um, Last year, I had a ton of Tampa players, and that worked out really, really well for me. Um, I think the only concern is just being able to fit them into your lineup. Like, you know, obviously, they're all playing on the same night. Um, I think I probably wouldn't go more than, like, three or four from the same team. Um, But, like, you also want to take the best players you can, so i'm flexible um but it also sucks if that team is like going through a slump
1: yeah it sucks if the team is going through a slump it really sucks if like you get into a playoff week and that team is only playing two games or remember last yeah, year there that. was even over last year there were some weeks where teams were only playing one game then it's just like ugh, you're like totally screwed if uh you have all the players that team. but on the other hand if you have a week where that team's playing four times or even one of those rare five game weeks you're like just cruising like there's no chance that anyone's going to be able to be Anastasia on that week assuming like you said she could actually fit everyone in her roster again she has JVR Voracek Patrick Couturier and Wayne Simmons plus she's got to fit in her other players so yeah that's I guess the risk there I prefer to not stack too much but I could definitely see how it could be a lot of fun also especially if you like the team
3: so I'd like. Yeah, uh, would, oh, sorry. I'm gonna jump in here just for a second. Totally. I would like Dave to comment if he can. Whenever the O'Reilly bidding is done, every time he nominates a player, um, everything freezes. So I'm just wondering, Dave, like everyone's bid button goes gray. Like i like this is at least the third player in a row. Dave
2: hacked the Yahoo <laughs> platform to
5: benefit I, his team. I told you that earlier. I was like, every time I nominate, it glitches weird, and I was like. I don't know. <laughs> Are you auto nominating?
3: That was Jeff's theory.
5: No, I'm picking people and nominating them.
3: Very interesting. Dang. I like no, th- and that sounded like I was suspicious, and I'm not. I'm not.
5: It's just. No, uh, I mean, I'm I noticing wish, the trend. I wish and I was so- that intelligent.
3: <laughs> so I do have to make sure that I have my finger on the refresh button anytime you nominate somebody. Huh.
1: Well, at least you know when it's coming.
3: Dave uh, nominates and then in the draft chat room, you see like everybody leaving
1: and then exiting uh, and then re-entering. Okay, so but everyone's aware of that now in the chat room to to deal, to deal do that? To refresh yeah, the page? Yeah, everybody's figured well, it I'll out.
5: I'll give a warning when my nomination's coming up.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea.
3: Um, no, that's funny. Dave ready. just went for $11. Bam! Yeah. Any hits? Any I did shoots? not
1: save enough money.
2: <laughs> wow yeah i would have loved
3: that like if i if it wouldn't bankrupt me i would have happily put that for
2: let's talk about jeff carter for five dollars i missed that
3: yeah yeah also that's great what, he he's lost his right wing eligibility but i still think he's
1: outstanding I don't, I value we're
2: having it but okay yeah oh he had
1: that's, it maybe in some format. <laughs> The thing with Jeff Carter is he's the perfect example of why I think it's good to draft wingers over centers early if you can. Because you're not finding, I don't even know, I guess this isn't a snake draft, so there might still be some good players left. Just because people aren't necessarily nominating based on like the order of value. But like Jeff Carter is going to fall in a lot of leagues this year, I think, just because he's a center. And if you could get him, and also you know, he missed time last year, so he's not on people's radars. But yeah, you're going to be able to like, get him late.
2: Perennially underrated. Yeah. Every single year we see this, yeah.
1: But he like scores goals also. He's not just a you know a points guy. Like he's the type of player that can get you thirty plus goals. So our league that counts goals for more than assists is even more valuable.
2: I think Ricard's team is also very heavily Swedish, which I uh, respect and admire.
1: Uh, okay, let's look at the team here: Bergeron, Marcheseau, Ricard, Raquel. That's one Swede. Patcharetti, Victor Arvidsson. That's two. Patrick Hornquist. That's three. Carlson. Four. Roman Yosy. Where's Roman Yosy from?
2: Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's
1: Swiss. Isn't he I was Swiss? thinking Swiss?
2: Swedish too, but maybe he's not. Yeah, Swiss. Because he's Swiss. Oh, Swiss. Okay, right, yeah. So I
1: guess he's an, an SW. <laughs> nice team, though. And then he has Jeff Carter. Yeah. And then he has Buck, Crawford, and Grubauer and Nets, as, as we've discussed. Wow, Kadri for $5. Kadri to me is like, oh, Jonathan Taves went for $2. So yeah, now's the time to just get wow, all yeah. the reliable centers for cheap. Though Kadri is, I think Kadri's underrated at this point, actually, like, especially in a format like this. Yeah, okay, could someone turn off the TV? <laughs> I don't know who has the TV on, but uh I could definitely hear it. Um, but I, only I appreciate
4: see your I only see your audio flicking, Elon. I don't know who <laughs> else would be.
3: <laughs> Turn off your TV. Elon uh, was like to bust people around. So he turned on his television <laughs> and then acted indignant about it.
1: Yeah, you can see how much fun I'm having uh, <laughs> trying to produce a show and also have smart things to say. Uh what was I saying, Cadre is at this point really like off people's radars or maybe that's not the right statement you know people are down on him because he's third line center playing with like good decent players like Andreas jansen you know like good young players but at the same time you know he's not going to get that top minute but kadri's on the top power play this amazing amazing top power play with marner and tavares and and matthews and then morgan riley like it's such a good spot. And I feel like he'll still get his even strength points. Like, Kadri's going to get his ice time, and he's going to be good. And in our format, his hits are going to count. He had 94 hits last year, 32 goals. Like, even if he goes down a little bit, I think that's like $5. Like, I'm kind of interested to know who you guys would rather have. Like, we were just talking about Jeff Carter versus Nazem Kadri. I kind of feel like I'd rather take Kadri.
4: Like, I think I'd rather have Carter. And my reasoning is that I just don't know what's going to happen to that power play one in Toronto when uh, Neilander resigns.
1: <laughs> that's a good point. But Kadri's always been really good on the power play. I guess so many. That's the thing with...
4: Absolutely. But, I mean, they're going to need a center on that second power play, right? Like, they're using all three of their centers up top. Like, I don't think it's going to be Par Lindholm or whoever the fourth line center ends up being uh, centering the second power play unit.
1: Uh, oh, wow. I did the complaining and now my dog is going crazy. And uh, so Cody could be on the show. And you cool. muted
2: yourself.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to mute myself for a second. Someone else run the show while I take care of my dog. <laughs> So down.
8: Uh,
4: we got Morgan Riley up right now. He's uh, and we just had Oliver Ekman Larson. Dave flexed his wallet for a uh, 19 on OEL, which is probably I can't imagine anyone else can get up to 20 at this point. So, Dave, is that uh, was that the top D left on your list?
5: Uh, yeah, by a small margin, but I figured I have the money, so oh well
4: yeah for sure are you in on this morgan I, riley bit
1: i am not uh, i'm surprised anyone's 18 on that by the way guys uh since i'm getting up anyways to go and take my dog out of the room i'm also just gonna take like a, a couple minutes so uh good luck i'll be back in like two minutes
2: ben
3: right, and right. jade
1: are now the hosts oh my what? god
3: oh.
2: jade
1: this is the moment we've been waiting for <laughs>
2: Annie, I want to stage a coup of the Keeping Carlson podcast for months. This is
3: your chance.
2: Months. All right. Okay. Shit. We're not prepared. What should we do? Oh, Anna. No, I mean I think prepared. the
3: first order, The first,
5: first thing you do business. is swear.
2: Take out, like, forget this anti-vulgarity
3: rule that's been informally <laughs> I have, uh, in place. I'm sure We're in charge. Bo- here. Boogers.
4: So. Yeah, Lou Lamorello is gone. Everyone's growing out their beers and swearing <laughs> exactly. now.
2: Right. Who Brandy is the Leo? Lou? Is, it, is it
4: Elon or Brian? Who would be the Lou Lamorello of keeping Carlson?
2: Oh, it's keeping true. it
4: like, yeah, okay. <laughs> keeping, keeping it tucked hair up.
0: Hair.
4: Um, yeah, if, I mean, first thing, Jade, we're going into our auction draft of uh, hotness per 60. How oh, much are you I willing to wait. spend on Brady Shea out of your All $260 right. budget? <laughs>
2: 259
4: Wow.
3: <laughs> but then, like, you wouldn't, you're, you're physically not able not to be pedantic uh, about it'd it. It has
5: to be like 240 or something. <laughs> you have
3: to leave $1 for every other player available.
2: You, can, you can't have $0 bids? I guess no. that wouldn't be a very hot team, but Brady would carry the load. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> I'd spend, I'd spend uh, Connor McDavid money on Brady Shea and a hotness for 60 auction draft.
3: And mm. what what, men, what money would you spend on Connor McDavid?
2: Uh, Connor McDavid's like, eh, he's like a. $25 bid
4: is McDavid kind of a sleeper though, this year with the new flow, like or those hotness, locks. Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Lewis's face in the chat right now is funny, you know, a it's a, a, you want,
0: but you can't get a face cut.
2: Ooh, ooh wow. That's <sighs> more. All right, let's get Lewis on here to talk about his hotness for 60 bids.
0: Um, so, I think up high would be Anders Nelson in his fantrax photo. ooh, That's I got a good thing that. I'm gonna miss about in the Fantrax. I don't know if it's still the same one, but it's like this you know darkly lit uh well really good. <laughs> mm. What's this banging? I left, and then I'm coming back, and I just hear banging my My son is slamming <laughs> uh, no, exercise weight in the
1: floor, <laughs> cool. <laughs>
2: Uh you know who is really underrated in Hotness per Sixty? Um is Alexander Wendberg.
1: <laughs> is he? Hmm. Yeah.
2: Let's, I let's Google him everybody. I'm gonna Google
1: him. Is that what, what the shows devolved to while while I left? It only took evolved. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Oh yeah, Wendberg, uh, good-looking kid.
2: Yeah. I mean really like all the all the Swedes are probably doing well in this. <laughs>
1: I do think uh,
4: Wenberg is kind of an interesting like post type sleeper this season. Just if he can hold on to a power play one spot and I don't see why his skill set wouldn't lend itself to that. Like he could be a really interesting dollar or $2 bid uh, in an auction draft this year.
1: Yeah. I mean, in this format, it's like, he just like doesn't shoot and he doesn't give Mm you any peripherals, So it's like really, and you know, there's no bonus for the power play points and Mm -hmm. he doesn't even score goals. Like I feel like in some leagues though, for sure, like this is good advice for listeners who are thinking about other leagues, but I don't, He's not interesting to me in this league, even if he's on that top power play all year and gets like 55 55 points. Well, what was that?
4: (laughs) Cool. Yeah, I totally agree with you about that. That's a good point. Um, Just if you're like in your last couple of rounds and you're just kind of thinking like, who can I throw at the wall here? I think that Winberg could be an interesting guy whose value goes up in
1: the next couple of weeks uh, if deployment sticks out. That's pretty wild that Pierre Luc Dubois has been off that top power play, and Wenberg has been there. Did Dubois go already? I think he did like a while back. Yeah, he did. He went
3: for about seven bucks. Uh, We're now at the time of the draft where, like, this is when if I had budget left, I would be putting (laughs) it on these guys. Like, these guys going for six to eight dollars, like, or even under 10, you've got Jaden Schwartz, Jake Gensel, uh, Jason Zucker.
1: Oh, yeah. Jason Zucker is. This might be the last year that he's like, I wasn't even as sold on him, Brian, as you like, and I feel like I've just slowly started to turn around on like how good he can be because he gets his he had his like 64 point breakout last year, plus 80 hits plus 222 shots. And it seems like his deployment might be even better this year than it was last year. Like he's playing on a line with both Granlund and I think it was like Granlund and Stahl, like it was like a really nice looking line. And uh, like, you know, as opposed to splitting up Granlin Install and having Granlin playing with Mikko Koivu. So if that sticks, I think that could be really great. And so then obviously I'm, power play.
3: I'm, I'm going to jump in with a draft observation. So Dave flexed his wallet uh, by putting $15 down to nab Mark Giordano. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think it's Dustin who was bidding him up on Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, I was in up to $8. Shattenkirk ended up going for 10 Dave did not get Like Dave was in on that too. Entire time. So I'm curious to know. Uh, like Dave still has plenty of cash. So I'm curious why
5: uh, he stopped there on chat and card. Uh, but... Just a heads up, I nominate next.
1: Uh, oh, so everyone's you. gonna be ready to do their refresh. So, Dave, while you're uh while everyone does their refresh for your nomination, uh oh, I wonder if I could do something like change the bid time whenever Dave uh it'll be too complicated. Okay, forget it. Uh, Shattenkirk, yeah it's a good question i like Shattenkirk. i think better than giordano though maybe not in this format giordano is pretty great for the peripherals
3: like i feel like dave could have still gone up higher on Shattenkirk. so i'm i mean i, I guess i'm asking dave what's your draft strategy the rest yeah. of the way so dave you, what's like, your secret an answer is not uh, well, needed
5: let me just list all the players i'm gonna draft here first up is gonna be <laughs>
1: <laughs> well there's still some defensemen left right so they are going but just going by the order again i'm not blowing anyone out anyone's list up here Keith Andel's number one, McAvoy, Ellis, Martin, Mar Marinson is next. I don't know how he got there. Marinson and Dublovitz are the random guys who are way up
3: there on in Yahoo's rankings. This how year. did that happen? You don't know.
1: They don't have anyone that works there that looks at this once it's set. <laughs> ready, everyone ready? Okay, so Leonard is now up to two bucks. We're really uh, low on goals. Like, like I said, so there were some defensemen that I was naming that are still decent, like could be top power play guys, like especially Keith Yandel. But now you get to Robin Leonard. Like, the goalies are sparse. Leonard, Morozik, Reimer, like it's all... I guess like Re- Leonard and Grice, one of them could be a starter on the Islanders. Grice hasn't been too great so far. Where's uh, Darling? Is he gone? Uh, is Darling even in this list? Did they just take Darling out just of Yahoo lab. Fantasy? <laughs> <laughs>
2: There's so much complaining. I mean, about. he earned we didn't it. didn't want anyone to go through it.
1: Yeah. Oh no, my don't. God. Yeah, Darling is down at six. Uh, so, in this ranking, Darling is down at 659. This is stupid. <laughs> Here, let me tell you some fun names that are ahead of Scott Darling Hunter People Miska. I've
2: literally never heard yeah.
1: of him. Luke.
4: I've Opilka. definitely got Luke Opilka over uh, Scott Darling this year. <laughs> yeah.
2: uh, but this
3: is dumb. Uh, Eddie
2: Lack is up there, Brian. Th-
3: and Why, Jack? Did... Yes, uh-huh. I'm. I'm concerned for the person. Like the next person to auto nominate is gonna get Wade Dublavitz for a dollar, right? Do I have that right? Or oh, maybe I'm just looking at the ranked Goldies remaining. Uh, so
1: uh, awesome. I mean, huh. I'd also be worried about someone getting Martin Mincimit. Min- I don't even know. <laughs> Marine.
3: It's gonna happen. <laughs>
1: well, that's a problem. But yeah, this—it's weird how they did it because at the end, wait, I hear a oh bunch God. of is someone having like a dinner party <laughs> yeah, in the middle. Of- <laughs> Oh, I think that's Brian. We, I want a whole episode of Elon playing Guess That Sound. <laughs> Someone is watching the live broadcast and uh, broadcasting. I, I, just,
8: I just turn it off.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, who's this?
8: It's uh, it's Stasha, who you all call
1: Anastasia. I think. Is that wrong, oh. Stasha? Right? <laughs>
8: no, I tried to fix it the first season, and I just gave up on it. So it's like whatever. Call me what you want.
1: Oh, sorry. I guess I just know people <laughs> with that name. Great to have you on the show. Were you? Did you come on before while I was away, or is this your first appearance?
8: No, I just popped in. I've been trying to get on, like, all day, so I asked them if they just mind, like, bumping off the chat for a minute so I could say hi. Oh,
1: because oh, there was a yeah. the maximum well, number of people in the... I had to
8: defend the- all of my Flyers players, because I usually go the opposite direction, but I couldn't give up, like, the Simmons for, like, nothing and Couturier for nothing, so... Yeah, he you know, also went for very good value if I recall. Yeah. Like, do you remember
3: what he went for? 8 bucks. Couture,
8: yeah. yeah, like nothing. So, well, now I'm stuck with $7 and I have like oh, uh, yeah, like three defensemen to fill. So, we'll okay. see how that goes. We'll
1: get some we we'll don't get Martin Marcinin, but uh
8: Marincin. <laughs>
1: Elon just showing
4: how little time he spends on Toronto Maple Leafs Twitter with his lack of being able to know who Martin Marincin's name is.
1: I only know fantasy relevant players, okay? Uh, but so, uh, Stasha, my question to you is: Would you take back your twenty dollars on Ty at this point? Or you um, no,
8: that? no, because that was like my my virgin dip into auction drafting. So I just thought I'd go for it, you know?
1: Did it Did I mean, it bug it you that Did it bug you no, that I you made the was... pick?
8: No, because then everyone started talking about it. So then everyone started paying attention to like my team. So why why not, you know?
1: Oh, yeah, no pressure. Oh, well, press. listen,
8: I'm the one that like picked Burns before like Mick David last year and I still won. So I mean, I can't feel too bad about it.
1: Nice. That's true. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can't go too hard judging someone who just won their cupful division. There's only a few of us in this chat, and we're a very special <laughs> crew of people.
8: No, I think it was like, you know, you have to make a mistake before you realize what's going on. I'm like, I just, oh, ratty, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I didn't even like, you know, I didn't even go up like three bucks, four bucks, five bucks. I just hit 20. So that really was, <laughs> full. I was kind of foolish, but whatever. We've did you think that someone?
1: Mistakes. Did you think that someone was going to outbid you?
8: No, not necessarily. I just thought it was kind of fun.
1: Yeah? <laughs> well, team?
8: yeah I'm, like, I'm like, why is someone putting Ratty on the board? I like Ratty. I'll take him. Whatever. You know?
1: But you look at this team now, so you have no money left. So you're going to have to get like free agent, basically, guys. For, or not free agent, but like, you know, the, the guys that come up that no one else bids on. But the rest of the team got Dreisaitl, Backstrom, Hoffman, JVR, Ty Ratty, Marner, Krug, Voracek, Patrick, Couturier, Simmons, and then Fleury and Ranta and Nett. Like, this is a very well-balanced team of, like, all top power play, like, really, like, high-performing guys. And then Tyratty.
8: Yeah, the I mean, the only flyers I really wanted to go for was I really wanted to try out that line at JVR uh and uh patrick and borachek because i think they have a chance of like being like superstars this year so that's really the only flyers i wanted to try out and but anyway i just got the rest just from chance but so we'll
1: see how it goes yeah plus hey i mean our league does allow trades so you could always be like who wants some of my flyers i'm pretty sure that someone's going to give you something for uh a wayne simmons or a yeah Boricak.
8: well yeah exactly wayne simmons is like that one player who we don't know what's going to happen to but uh, i hope he gets traded too
1: cool well, yeah. So I think you've done a great job. This is your first ever auction draft. What have, what yeah. have you learned? What have you learned I, since uh, you started?
8: It's a it's a lot more fun than nerve wracking.
1: <laughs> That's after, good.
8: That's said after two beers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that also helps.
8: <laughs> no, it's great. It's a be- It's a blast. And I kind of like the I like the end of it how it's going. Like it's maybe boring for some people, but now I'm just staring at like the two dollar players and see who I can get. Hey, stones on the board for three.
1: Are you going to bid? Are we distracting <laughs> you?
8: No, it says it's over my budget, which <laughs> I don't understand.
1: <laughs> oh, it's because you have to like they force you to at least put $1 on every player. So each of your roster spots remaining has a dollar assigned to it.
8: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I don't I don't know how the hell to do that.
1: <laughs> it'll it'll only let you bid what you can bid, so you don't have to worry about oh, it. Oh,
8: okay. All right. No problem. All but, right. But yes,
1: yeah, such great value going. Like so Getting back to what's been going on in real time here, and yeah, we've missed a lot of players, but Keith Yandel, so Dave got his next defenseman, probably the highest upside in terms of straight-up points that was left on the board by a long shot, and Yandel on this amazing Florida top power play, Dave got him for 11 bucks. And then Kyle Palmieri, who I love, and Brian and Dimitri made fun of me for wanting to bring him up, but you guys are both going to eat my shorts, I think.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Who did I make fun of you
1: for? (laughs) <laughs> For Kyle Palmieri, like I really wanted to bring up how great no, he's going to be. I never
3: this year. I you've got to get this straight. I think Kyle Palmieri is as good as he was last year, which is a big no. compliment. I don't think he's about to get any better. I think you're wrong. I okay, think. but you but you're talking like I'm like every time you bring up Palmieri, it's like I suggested last year was a fluke.
1: Okay, well no, I don't mean to say that you said last year was a fluke. I'm saying that Palmieri last year had a 58 point pace and I think next year he's going to have 65 Point pace. he's gonna up it because he had time away from mcdavid i don't like that and also he was playing with a rookie nico he instead of a sophomore nico he and also someone's i hear they're buzzing on the uh, podcast so i don't know if someone can maybe mute themselves if they have their uh draft uh sounds going yeah yeah sorry that's me oh okay oh. cool there's actually a button there's a, on the bottom left you could press the uh volume button and like turn off your sound
8: yeah, cool.
2: Got it. All right, Elon, I have a, a quick story about Kyle Palmieri that you will maybe appreciate. Uh, I met someone a week ago who said that he uh, knows Kyle Palmieri from their childhood and my response was, oh my god, I love Kyle Palmieri. He's so undervalued in fantasy. And then that occurred to me how weird that must be to hear about someone you know in real life.
1: Yeah, that is like... Just imagine
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> that. I love that. People are like, what the hell are you talking about?
3: Like, on, um, sorry, I'm busy. But Dadanov just went for a very reasonable price. So Dadanov wow,
1: just went for yeah. not a reasonable price, for a steal, for yeah, like, yeah. like actually, Dave just stole this draft. I can't even believe it. Evgeny Dadanov, you've heard it here, not first and not last, but Evgeny Dadanov's going to hit 75 points next year, and he just went for seven dollars. Insane. Thank you. Well done. Well done, sir. I'm going to give you this. I need maybe different sounds for different things, but this deserves this right here, I think. I'm
3: like I'm just looking, and like Dave is pretty much alone with his budget now, so he gets who he wants. Um, and I'm amazed that there are still some really great players remaining in the draft for him hey, to Brian, just pick.
5: Do you remember at the beginning of the draft when you're like, "Who are these players? Who are these guys going to fight over all this money?"
3: Well, the thing is that you're not. You, like the funny thing is, there wasn't not really much of a fight. Like I still don't know where the money went. If if someone like Dadanov is going for seven dollars, like if you're saving your money by not spending on forty or fifty dollar players, Dadanov's right up your alley.
1: And he got him, and he got him for seven dollars.
3: Right, but there were multiple. Like I, I didn't expect Dave to be the only one, pretty much able to afford Dadanov. Like there's no Dave is in a spot where there's no one to keep him honest so to speak like people can't even bid him up at this point so he's found himself in a really great position where um like it would have been wise for me say to nominate dadanov way
1: earlier in the draft so that um he just was not so freely available brian's just baffled like right now it's like how, how is Dave doing this? But yeah, it's patience, right? But Brian, Dave, you Dave is very patient.
3: And Are I'm you... curious to see how our teams compare.
1: Like, because he's got a lot of good players. And... Um, yeah, you've got so some I super great players. Yeah, you have Sagan and Patrick Kane and David Pasternak and Bobrovsky and Nets. So obviously you've got the high-end guys. But Dave has... It's fun to compare, right? Like, Dave's got... He's got defensemen, which you still don't have. He's got OEL, Giordano, and Keith Yandel. His goaltending is definitely worse. He has Luongo, Elliot, and Leonard, who's hoping for, uh, I guess, like, Leonard maybe to step up. But, like, I don't know. I know, Brian, you're actually more into Elliot than I am. He's got Malkin, Goudreau, Monahan, Kovalchuk, Radulov, uh, Dadnov. Oh, it's a pretty solid team. Uh, but, yeah, obviously, it, it, that's the big discussion, right? Do you want the superstars, or do you want, like, just the next level, but more of them? And another guy who I love, Ryan Nugent Hopkins just went for $6. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry. Is that who you were bidding? Oh, you didn't, weren't able to bid. Oh, there I was no way. I,
8: I don't have any money left. It's all good.
1: Yeah, there was no chance that Nuge was going to fall to $3, though it's still such great value at $6. There's so many good players left. I mean, anyone listening, we don't have any more cupful auction drafts, unfortunately. Otherwise, I feel like this would be a great learning experience, but I'm sure someone out there tweeted us at Keeping Carlson. Let us know if you have an auction draft coming and what lessons you've learned because, Ryan Nugent Hopkins is going to get seventy points. I think. I don't know. Maybe that's too high of a projection, but I'm really high on him for next year, assuming he stays on the top line. And it's like, great,
3: it's fantastic
1: value. Yeah, uh, and that's Lewis's team. Let's look at Lewis now. Now that he gets Eugene Hopkins, and so this is Rose dans La Muse.
8: Best name ever. <laughs> <laughs> such a great French accent, Elon. It's
3: Thank beautiful. You.
1: And he has $13 left now. Still a little bit of money, but, you know, not, not the most, but not the least. And he's built a team of Pedersen and Shifley at center, Nugent Hopkins at left wing, Linea at right wing, Burns and Hedman, and then he's got Quick and Allen in net. So he definitely spent some money on goalies, $30 and $29. Still a lot of spots to fill, right? Like He's still got to fill a left wing, a right wing, 2D and two utility spots, plus the four bench spots. So, uh, yeah, I guess now it's just a matter of, It at some point this kind of turns into a snake draft, right? Where everyone doesn't really have money left, and this is whoever you nominate, you're likely to get. But uh, some good players still around. Like uh, gritty, just got Dustin Brown, who like Jeff, that's obviously a good pick if he could do what he did last year. Super valuable in a league where you get bonuses for his shots and his hits. Yeah, the hits give him a good floor. Yeah, for sure. Assuming he gets that ice, that line one ice time. Yeah, uh, I I assume he will. But he doesn't
7: need it for three bucks.
1: Yeah, that's a very good value pick. And here comes another one. I can't believe that. I
7: miss Nuge, but I'll take $3 Dustin Brown. And now $3 he shear.
2: What?
1: (laughs) So is Lewis still here? Or I guess he left at some point to let someone else in. He just got Nugent Hopkins and his shear for $9. Jeez. Jeez, Louise. Uh, this is. Uh, yeah, I don't know if this commentary is good. It's just me being shocked and baffled. James, and but, footlings <laughs> is,
7: this is also this is why I, me, and also Savior dumped a bunch of money early. you know, you're, there are going to be some of these guys late. You don't, you don't know which ones they're going to be based on you know when they're thrown out. But if you can trust that you know there's going to be you know three five
1: dollar value guys, you just need to save that much money for the end. Mm-hmm. yeah i guess you have to plan it out i like when i was doing my auction draft last year i sort of broke down my lineup and tried to come up with like how much i want to spend on each position and then i listed like a bunch of players for each of those roster spots that i think should go for around that amount of money just so that you don't get like surprised there's a player that you know that's gone I, like, I feel like that's the thing you just don't i think like the bad auction strategy is to have a player come up and be like i'm baffled now because i'm not really keeping track but like yeah if you're playing and a player comes up you're like oh shoot i forgot about that guy that means you, you did something wrong.
2: Yeah, I think you got to keep track of of who hasn't been picked yet, especially because like the order is so totally random.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who hasn't been picked yet? And also like where you're planning on putting that person if you could get him for the value that you expect. We sort of have to have this kind of planned out. But I mean, I don't know. I I I did win last year, though. So I will say. But.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> what uh, are you doing at she- tier two then? uh well brian and i have a thing i i earned tier one but we're gonna let brian say because i needed to host this amazing show which i don't know i I can't believe
4: we haven't talked about it but i actually think that elon is the host who should be in this draft right now
1: well it's interesting because brian is the ultimate (laughs) couple champion right now if if brian didn't win last year but still stayed in tier one there would have been no question that i would have been the one but it's just like how can you not have the defending champion defend his title but argue your point ben
4: I mean, to me, it's just about like uh, Elon won and Brian was into your one last year. So why wouldn't you just flop it out and Brian can be the host in there next year? I don't know. I guess I just uh, I think Elon deserves every Elon deserves his day is my opinion.
1: <laughs> Well, it's also, Anthony saying stop gloating. He's the guy who I beat in the finals. But, uh, you know, there is something to be said for, I think it'll be easier for me to win in tier two than it'll be for Ryan to win in tier one. So maybe I like sort of having it a little easier. I remember I got accepted into Waterloo which is a very good school for people who, oh, and Carleton University. And I chose to go to Carleton University. It was not known to be as good a school. This and message is
3: not paid for by Carleton and, University.
1: And, uh, you know, I got really high grades. And I had friends who I had better grades in, in high school, or even that had better grades than me in high school. And they were struggling at Waterloo because it was so hard. And I'm like, I was like cruising. So I don't know. Is that a good, Is that a relevant story for this? That's an incredible. What Elon's
2: saying is take the easy way out. and yeah. challenge yourself. I can't
1: believe
4: you. <laughs> I can't believe you waited till three hours into this draft to share that anecdote, Elon. <laughs> you should have led with this.
1: I mean, is just fun? To I'm not, like you know when things are easy, it's fun. It's not it wasn't so easy. Like I mean, it still was a university degree, but like you know, it didn't kill me. Carlton,
3: where the K stands for quality. <laughs>
2: Let's uh, let's share some more facts about our our competitors while
1: we're. Oh yeah, there's a football. draft happening, isn't there? Oh oh, but sorry, facts about. Say, the... Yeah, <laughs> forget about the draft
2: still for another minute. Okay,
1: so how about this? Can I request a player? I want to hear about Mike Filthy Animal. Do you have him?
2: What, what
3: so and and I'll give that's, context. That's yes. Mike Mike made it to the tier one finals last year, only to be beaten by me.
1: So he's the one that has that trophy that Brian doesn't like. He just got Justin Falk for $3, which could be like, I'm very interested to see how that's going to work out. And actually, Brian, you got Ryan Ellis for $4, which is really good, especially in our format because Ryan Ellis has all those great peripherals. And he's been like an offensive stud in limited time, even though you think like, how could he? I just
2: grabbed Ryan Pulak for another $4.
1: Oh, so Brian's kind of really good. That's a good grab. <laughs> But I like Justin Falk. Well, I don't know about Justin Falk in this I'm format. i about he to d- nominate next. Oh, Dave's going to nominate. Everyone's going to have to. Anyways, Brian, what do you think? That, or someone, like, now that Justin Falk seems to still be on that Carolina top power play. You know, we were saying last year that, like, he wasn't that good while he was in there, but you should still hold on. because He's on the top power play. He's going to do something. Now he's still there. And this Carolina team should be better, right? Like, they've got these influx of new young players that we're excited about. So maybe Justin Falk has the chance to have... You Know a bit of a breakout, or at least like get back to some fantasy relevance, like over 40
5: points. I'm just gonna put in a max bid and just take a player. Ooh, oh, wow.
2: that's an ultimate flex for Dave.
5: Oh, I I can't saw, wait
3: to- you told me that before I
1: refreshed. Oh, why'd you do oh, that, Dave? Duncan Whoa, Keith? Keith. You could have gotten in for cheaper, Dave. Why'd you do that just to be nice? I have too much money,
2: no, just to show off. Yeah, uh,
1: nine dollar Duncan Keith. When
2: I was actually, I was like. Actually, you know, I was- like cleans the countertops with a hundred dollar bill just
3: to- <laughs> <laughs> Keith was going to be my next one dollar nominee hoping I could uh he wasn't swing fun, him. Huh. But, yeah well I don't know I according to Elon no one should be interested in him so
1: no I would take him for a couple bucks at the end of my draft. like I, he's not going to go undrafted in my tier two draft next year I'll tell you that like if he's there as my last pick I'll take him for sure but I just don't know if I I can't believe Brandon Gallagher is about to okay no he almost went yeah. for two bucks. <laughs> now now he's four.
3: over my budget.
7: I was okay. hoping
1: to get him for two bucks. Gallagher... Yeah, like, Dave's, uh, Dave's average bid is now higher than anyone else's max bid. <laughs> <laughs> he's wow. going to leave money on the table. But he's just going to get whoever he wants for sure. Yeah, Gallagher just went for four bucks. This is a guy who, like... I'm in one league where I have him, and my only concern is that it's an annoying league that counts plus minus as negative, uh-huh. which is annoying. But aside from that, Gallagher last year had 278 shots, 90 hits... Plus he had that 31 goals. Like he just had this amazing season and on a half, like, he wasn't on a good line. It's not as if he was benefiting. I don't even think he was playing with Druin. He was on the second line. I, I don't think he was playing with Patrick either. Like, I, I don't know. Gallagher is like a-, a really good player. And I think that was really good value for whoever got him and whoever got him That's is. Oh, and it's filthy animal. The guy who I was just talking about before. I love this team. I think this might be one of my favorite teams, Mike. All right. He's got...
2: Let me, let me tell you about filthy animal. Okay. Um, their team mascot is Gary Bettman location, Toronto. Uh, 2017-18 cup will finish. Sweden lost in the final to the Caps bad guy. Second place during regular season two, the bad guy. Who's died. that? Uh, Elon. Or oh, it's you, Brian.
4: <laughs> also an outspoken fan of the Wiggles. Okay,
1: I don't even know what that is. It's the funny. Wiggles? It's
4: Should a I? it's a children's like uh, children musician. It's another uh, superstars.
1: Oh, of course. <laughs> all right, Jade, anything um, else interesting about Mike?
2: This is his fourth year in the couple, which actually this is the fourth year for a lot of you guys. Uh, it's pretty impressive. Third time in Tier 1. Uh, no pets, which is a, a flaw of Mike's. <laughs> uh, no favorite player, which is also strange.
1: This is very boring, uh, I have to say. There's no pets yeah, and no sorry. favorite player. Why are we talking about also, him?
2: <laughs> also didn't answer how closely he was related to me. So, all right, Mike. And all well,
1: he's having during the draft is coffee. Okay. So very serious, right. straightforward guy, and it clearly yeah, works mine, for him. You
2: need to lighten up a little bit. All
1: right. But <laughs> check out this team that he's assembled right, for himself. He just got Jake Muzzin, who's pretty decent in a multi-category league like this because he gets a lot of hits and blocks. 170 hits and 123 blocks last year for Muzzin. Overall, this is Mike's team. Crosby, Eichel, Evander Kane, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Yanni Gourd, JT Miller, then uh, Tyson Barry, Suter, Falk, Muzzin, Braden Point. Kadri, Gallagher, and then in Nets he spent a lot on Jones, Gibson and Varlamov so, pretty solid a couple players that I know that Brian's not super high on, Brian, I like, you know, we thought that Yanni Gourd won't keep it up again, but he only spent $3 on him, so whatevs, uh, overall I like it.
3: Shea Weber I just tried to freeze everyone with a $2 bid to get him <laughs> six piece called me on it he he
1: upped it to three or she? No, I think it's a he Rickard. They, Ricard Ricard. Yeah, so Ricard. Well, yeah, I mean, if you got an IR plus spot, and you could spend three bucks. Why not throw him in? He'll be really valuable when he comes out in a multi-category yeah. league like this. I tried. You did your best, Brian.
3: That's what counts.
1: Yeah. Uh, Dave, by the way, with his infinite money, got Anthony Mantha for a couple of bucks. So I guess we're at that point in the draft. I feel like Mantha is the type that could be really good, but could also be like a guy that gets dropped to the free agency a couple of weeks in. And Dave is such a big streamer. So I can't imagine he would hold on too long if Mantha's not breaking out over with Larkin.
7: That's the that's the other thing that surprises me about Dave hoarding his money like that. Like I think if anyone would be happy taking dollar guys and churning, like it would be him. Yeah.
1: Good point. Ooh, let's judge Dave actually. We've been giving him too many compliments.
3: Dave, what are you <laughs> thinking? Dustin Dustin, sorry, I'll I'll just share that Dustin. Just outbid my ma- like. Reinhardt went up, and I tried to throw two dollars on him and I'm a, Dustin.
5: I'm stole assuming them away. that you're all avid listeners of the stream scheme, so that the players that I would take anyways wouldn't be available. Mm,
1: that's the problem. That's a, that's Brian and my problem too. You know, we give away all of our secrets. That's the only reason why we didn't win our joint league last year. I'm sure. So, Dustin. <laughs> like you said, just got Sam Reinhardt, who could... That could be a great value. Like, it's been looking really nice for that top line on Buffalo with uh, Eichel and Reinhardt and, and Skinner. How much does Skinner go for, by the way? Is that a recent guy? Or has he gone a long time ago? Uh, he went for 15. Okay. Oh, wow. I would take Skinner over Evander Kane. I don't know. I think of them as, like, similar. Do you guys concur with that, or would you rather Kane?
4: I mean, the hits and the shots are just so extreme for Evander Kane. Like, that it comes down to line deployment. So I can see why you would prefer Skinner just as like much more likely to get line one power play one, I guess. But I don't know. Kane's the, the hits are just so intense. I don't know. It's hard to say.
1: He gets a lot of hits, but like the shots are pretty similar. Like Skinner had 277 shots last year, but yeah, there's more hits. We don't give too many points for hits. And yeah, Skinner's just apparently that's on Roto world today for whatever it's worth. Like the coach, Phil Housley's very impressed with what he's seen out of Jeff Skinner which uh, normally I'd be like, who cares? Like, obviously the coach is going to say that, but then there was that news item that I saw a couple days ago where Carolina's coach like, wasn't into what he was seeing out of Aho. So maybe sometimes the coaches can Ooh, be jerks to the media. Shit.
2: Ryan, that's bad news for you. Oh. <laughs> uh,
3: sorry. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <I haven't>, uh...
1: <laughs> he doesn't care. Okay. So now we're getting to dollar guys here. So, After Reinhardt McAvoy went for three bucks, which I think could be a really good steal for a defenseman because he has good peripherals. Then we're into the dollars. Tyler Toffoli for a buck. Elias Lindholm, potential top line. Elias Lindholm for a dollar. What, Jade? The
2: former first-round pick in uh, one of the couples last year, Elias Lindholm.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, that was one of your awards in the cupies for like the worst pick or something was the last thing.
2: I I think it was the wildest thing that happened was the first round of someone's draft.
1: But did you say that that team ended up winning in the end?
2: I don't think so.
1: Oh, okay, Yeah. (laughs) I think they made the playoffs, though.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's yes, pretty impressive. Obviously a mistaken pick, and now Lindholm goes for an appropriate $1. Brian, I like your Travis Konechny for a couple bucks. This is a top-line guy on Philly. Just broke out at the end of last year, and I don't see why he won't be able to keep it going.
3: That was the last I've, – I've tried to spend my, max two, my last max $2 bid on a few guys that I've mentioned along the way, Reinhardt, Weber, and uh, finally it held. So now uh, if you look, Elon, there's myself and about half the team's cannot bid on any players that we haven't nominated essentially because right. we're all at max bid a dollar uh, a handful of teams can still put down one two dollar bid uh, and Dave can put down a thirty four dollar bid <laughs> should he want so and, and at this point I would argue that like Dave I feel like even though you're getting dad enough I wonder if there are some guys that you wouldn't have minded spending you know five dollars or more on earlier oh, in the
2: yeah, draft. Dave, any regrets
1: What's your big regret, Dave?
5: There's one. It would probably be that I should have gotten another center because I got like a ton of guys who are left wing, right wing eligible and kind of neglected a backup center a little bit. But it is what it is.
1: Hmm. Let's see for fun. Who are the available centers according to Yahoo? you? Even know, though these Yahoo rankings seem to be terrible, because like those goalies made no sense, but still some centers out there that are oh, named
2: Joe Johansson, your favorite player.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Johansson, Galchanyak, Horvat, Hurdle, Stepan, Marlo, Stasny. There's definitely like, guys who we're going to expect to do something this year that are still available to you. So don't don't feel bad.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm debating between two guys for my final pick. Cool. Well, not I your final, right? Yeah, it'll be my final pick. I got seventeen.
1: Oh, damn, this has gone by so fast. Okay, uh, yeah, good question, Jade. Anyone else want to share any regrets? But except for Brian, About he's life shared too many. Or the draft? <laughs> What's that?
2: About your life or your draft today.
3: <laughs> good clarification.
1: So uh, no one has any. That's great. Well, Alex right. Edler just went for 10 bucks. So, yeah, at this point, Dave's just throwing our money to show off. But Edler, I, I remember I tweeted. a a month or two ago at this point like hey everyone just remember that after edler kind of got going last year for the last half of the season and it wasn't for a short stretch we're talking the whole second half of the season he was putting up like a 50 point pace with like a million shots and blocks and and hits like he was doing everything and then dave responded to my tweet being like shut up like he didn't want anyone to hear (laughs) but i guess it didn't matter you still got edler and i love him i got him in my other draft as well super late that was a snake draft but i feel like edler while he's healthy is going to be a real stud in this league good job and everyone listening like remember that, that like edler is the top power play we got all excited we're excited about petterson and how great he is on the power play who's going to be the guy dishing it to him for him to do his magic and make those amazing gifs it's alex edler and then after he's gonna like edler's gonna pass it over to petterson then who's, he's gonna go oh, ricard sorry i'm i sorry you continue and then
3: i will share my frustrations
1: Okay. I was just saying that Edler's going to pass it to Patterson. Then he's going to go hit a couple of guys and then somehow block a shot. And then, then the goal's going to happen and he's going to get all these points. Sorry, Brian, but you, you're mad at Ricard. Tell us why.
3: Uh, so I just, he has now like, I was waiting to build out my D at the end of the draft and he's taking my last two d- defensive nominations, both Shea Weber and Jacob Truba. Uh, and he's yeah, he's nabbed them both. So I'm frustrated. That well, I just can't take the like and that's those have been now he's down to a one dollar bid he used his last possible bids to just
1: snag my guys sorry Brian Truba by the way who you always make fun of me but I like him for next year I think he's gonna have a um, good season do you Truba for you Brian yeah. yeah Truba's gonna have like 35 points and then in our format he's gonna have a bunch of shots and a bunch of hits and a bunch of blocks this I've never
3: argued with you on which is why I was hoping to to sneak him onto my roster at this point in the draft
1: Right. So, yeah, he's good. Like the defense is. Oh, Svechnikov just went for a couple bucks. So that could. That's like a high. Well, low risk because it was literally a couple bucks. High potential reward. If this guy scores thirty goals, you're gonna be laughing. Uh, so I'm curious. Sure this is really
3: interesting now because we have three teams with the hammer. Michael. We have Michael's team with two picks and a max bit of two dollars left. Uh, Dave has one pick left and twenty five dollars with which to make it. And the other Mike Filthy Animal also has two picks with a max bit of two dollars available. Everybody else is just going to be snaking once yeah. those guys are have picked their last combined five players. And then you have a team like uh, House of Ryan who has eleven more players to add to his team at a dollar. Uh, Lewis has eight more players. Uh, so does uh, Yepie, And then a bunch of us have like there's a lot of there's a lot of drafting left, but it is just going to be pretty much. In order, you nominate your guy, the timer runs out, that's it.
1: Yeah, well, and House of Ryan is just going to like get like a whole bunch of picks in a row once everyone else's teams are full, since you say he, he only he still has uh, 11 guys still to pick. That's wild. And it's his pick right now. He just put up Kreider for a buck. Eh, not too bad. Well, I guess he hasn't gotten him yet. We'll see what happens. Uh, as far as the defense goes, it is interesting. There are still some, like, okay, like, I'm surprised, actually, that the defense is, like, as okay as it is for this late in the draft like i'll just say again the list according to yahoo we've got martin (laughs) marincin i thought it was marincin that's
3: what i don't think so i'm pretty sure i've said this a lot but do you know for sure otherwise
1: is ben still here now i'm just hearing like weird uh like buzzes maybe that's coming out of ben i have no idea i
4: just know that um he is the subject of way more debate on my Twitter timeline
1: than I wish he was. <laughs> uh, okay, so, anyways, after Marinchen or Marinson, there's Gardner, Letty, Butcher, Eric Johnson, Shay Theodore, Matthias Eckholm. Like, so a couple of uh, top power play guys still left, and so. Not the worst. We'll see who gets him. Eric Johnson just went up. So Kreider went for a buck. Anders Lee went for $2. I really just don't know what to do about Anders Lee. Like, he's not on the top line, but he is on the top power play. He had like his 40 goals last season. So you can't ignore the guy. But how much credit do you have to give to John Tavares? I feel like a lot, (laughs) you know? And now if he's going to be playing centered by Brock Nelson, that's such a huge downgrade. At the same time, he did, like, I don't know, whatever this is worth. Brian, you're going to say it's not worth anything, right? But Andresley scored two goals yesterday in a preseason game. Like, he's, he's not nothing. But I don't know what he is. What do you think he is?
3: Are you answering me? Because I'm trying
1: to... You're trying to play? All I right, oh, I have yeah. co-hosts here. I, I have a take
4: on Undersley here. Give it. Um, so last year, everyone was talking about who's the next Arvidsson, like who can put up 60 points and have all the shots with their new deployment. And, um, I'm surprised no one's really used this template as like, who's the new blank, but I'm kind of looking at Anders Lee as the new, uh, Jonathan Marchessault, by which I mean, it's like, he's a talented guy. He's not going to like, I don't think he has the superstar potential, but like, as far as deployment goes, he can kind of, he has a lot of room to move. He has like, he's going to get a lot of shots. He's going to be on that top power play. And I think he can really clean up in a way that, like, is getting undervalued because Tavares is gone.
1: Mm, I, I like that take. So you're saying, like, awesome not being on the... Oh, sorry, what was that, Jade? <laughs> oh, your I, just,
2: I thought that was a really great take.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting because, again, that's kind of like what we were talking about before. There was another player who I was saying it's like, oh, yeah, Stamkos. When you were saying that actually being away from Kucherov might be good for him because he could take more shots, you're saying Anders Lee not being on the top line, he maybe has room, less people coming after him, so he could really show off what he's got. Like he's not getting the top defenders against him. I like these alternative takes. It makes me happy. I have Anders Lee in my other league, and I've been debating if I should hold him because there's some free agents I really like. I stopped Ty Ratty go because I couldn't think of anyone to drop for him. <laughs> but I guess I'll, I'll hang on to Anders Lee after you've made me feel good about him been mm, yeah i mean i just think it's like there's a lot of upside there so stasha gets Shay theodore for a buck i think it's amazing value for, like, she, Theodore's still young. Like, I feel like people don't, you know, like, they see what he did last year. They like, oh, I guess his upside is, like, a 40-point guy who doesn't shoot much or whatever. But that was his first year running a power play in the league. He didn't even play the full season. Theodore is now going into his age 23 season. I could definitely foresee him having a breakout. Plus, now he's got Pacioretty on that power play. Like, so uh, I like that pick of Theodore. I can't believe he went for only a dollar. That's wild to me. Eric Johnson also went for a buck. Then we had Nick Schmaltz, Tomas Hurdle. Dave, but $25 on Stepan because he's got so much money. And Stepan is like, uh, just one of those centers. He's like, to me, the quintessential guy where when you're in a snake draft, he's gonna sh- like you're- someone's gonna get good value for him late just because everyone's already full on center and they don't have room for him. But he's like a reliable 50 to 55 point guy every year. And maybe there's reason to expect him to be better this year if we expect Clayton Keller to take a step forward, assuming Keller actually also, plays step
5: Stepan. You just don't get excited Stephans. about
1: him either, yeah.
2: And he's like younger than. <laughs> he looks, so I feel like people <laughs> think he's <laughs> older. Um, it's
4: definitely a yeah, joke on Rangers it. Twitter that he showed up to every preseason uh, with less and less hair and a weaker and weaker hairline every single year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I love that. So, like, you know, he's playing with Keller, like, you know, they're actually good. Um, yeah.
1: Stefan is 28. Yeah, going into his age 28 season. He's not yeah. old at all.
2: Um, Who's Gardner buzzing? For a Wait, who? Right here. Jake Gardner for a dollar is really good, too, I think. Like... um, there seems to be uncertainty of who's going to be that uh, power play one guy. And you can be there QB on the Leafs power play. Like, that's awesome. And he went through a really hot streak last year. Yeah, he day. ended up so Jake Gardner.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Like he had 50 plus points last year. In this format, he's not the most exciting. Like even if he's on that top power play, just because like last year he had 52 points, but like n- no hits, no blocks, no shots. Like he's really not helping with peripherals. Is it just me? This buzzing is actually yeah, some, I, I, I hear it, it sounds like someone's cell phone. Maybe maybe uh, someone could try. Is someone who's not. Ta- everyone who's not talking. If you could mute yourself until like you're talking, I would appreciate it. As with the the listeners, uh, I believe
5: it, Sasha probably.
1: Oh, okay Is Is Sasha- it, but,
8: yeah I'll, i can yeah i can move i thought i did though sorry
1: oh that's okay yeah if you can just mute yourself until you want to say something but definitely jump in whenever you'd like how about this potential steal of the draft if it works out scott darling who we were talking about finally went for a dollar what he's a potential starting goalie like obviously he had a bad year last year but i feel like he's the front runner to be the starter on a carolina team that could be good uh yeah, that's wild. One dollar when goalies are so scarce. Everyone
2: has PTSD from him last year. He was so bad. Yeah. But I agree. I mean, for a dollar, sure, why not? But that's actually, it's uh, Ricard's team again. He's taking all these uh, cheap kind of questionable goalies. Wants to see who will stick.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, he has Hellebuck, Crawford. Well, Crawford's going to go in IR, so you could just forget about him. To start the season, you will have three goalies and Hellebuck, Grubauer, and Darling. And yeah, if they're all, you know panning out he could always make a trade to one of these poor teams like is brian still here i'm curious if you if brian considered grabbing darling at some point like i'm surprised he lasted so long like i know brian you was half- in my queue oh, okay because yeah, you have a and smith but a third goalie would be nice but yeah. he was like clearly the best guy out there in my opinion but i thought
2: yeah, yahoo's opinion
1: uh, though maybe Keith Kincaid, right? Because I think Schneider, is he still injured at this point? Who even knows? Kincaid just went to Jeff for a buck, also. That's also potentially a really good value pick, especially if Schneider stays injured. And then oh, here's. as yeah, the ahead. Schneider owner. Oh, you're the Schneider owner? Yeah. Oh, so there you go. Go Devils, right? <laughs> <laughs> I got all two. I'm, I'm good. Uh, you know what? I have Kyle Palmieri in my other league. So you could send me a high five emoji whenever that line does something. I like them. And then Will Butcher actually just went also from the Devils, though not to you. He went to... Who Who got Will Butcher here? Little Mermaid. I think
7: I think Butcher has breakout potential, but not in a format that doesn't reward power play points. Yeah, his shots... He had 88 shots last year. It's nothing. 21 like, hits. He ought to get a lot more ice time this year. He only got like 16 or 17 minutes as a defenseman, which is like nothing. And was still not bad at all but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah Butcher, but he's kind well, of a but, power play specialist
1: until they give him more time. Yeah Brian had that comment at one point like, like Butcher was the best in terms of what was it like power play points per power play minutes played?
3: Power play points per 60
1: yeah. So yeah so I mean, obviously, this New Jersey team is going to depend on, like, if Taylor Hall can keep up what he did last year. And if I recall correctly, Brian, you didn't expect it to happen in our almanac. You're a little bit down on Hall. And I feel like that would trickle. Like, if t- if Hall stays as good, then, like, you want that defenseman on the top power play for sure, because they're going to get a bunch of points. And if Hall goes down to being more like a 75-point guy, like he was before this amazing breakout last year, then, you know, every- like my Paul Mary prediction is wrong, like, he's sure, like, everyone.
3: But... And there goes Martin Morinson. Oh, no! Well, whatever. At this
1: point, I get. Oh, and this was Stasia.
5: Can I just He's... say something uh, while we're still on the air here?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, of course.
5: I've, if anyone needs D, I've got six pretty good defenders, and I'm willing to let one go to upgrade on goalie. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, so mm-hmm. we've already got the trade talk coming in. Mm-hmm. Let's let let's dig into this here.
5: to Dave?
2: uh draft you know he waits it all out he gets all these guys and then he brings up the trade talk while the draft is still going on like uh, i think this is just what you do every single time
1: dave knows how to get airtime man because now i want to talk about it i want to take a look he's got oel giordano Yandel. i don't know why i said Yandel Yandol, sergachev duncan keith alex edler yeah it's one maybe one too many or maybe actually 60 isn't isn't that bad but yeah obviously your goalies of luongo Elliot, and leonard maybe uh here, let me work out a trade. Who's the one who got Darling there? The guy who has, like, four goalies now. That was someone Ricard. that we were just talking...
4: That was Rickard, wasn't it? Rickard?
1: Yeah. I think, Dave, you and Rickard need to talk. Okay, sound good? So, Rickard only on D. He's got Carlson, Yosi, Shea Weber, Truba, Eric Johnson, and Alec Martinez. Actually, he's fine for defense. Don't talk to him. He's not interested. I feel like I could just, like... I just got hired. So, like, I can just make these trades for people and they don't even need to worry about it. I'll just, like, figure it out.
2: Add it on as a tier for being a patron to fund our uh, draft meetup.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're going to become the Keeping Carlson benefactor, I'll work out all the trades in your league. I can also do all your ad drops. I just run the whole league. It'd be a fun simulation. He'll
2: just just be a player on your team instead of you.
1: (laughs) Well, no, but I like the idea of, like, working out the trades on both sides. I want to just like take the two teams and say, okay, here's the trade. (laughs) It's like, I'm an arbitrator. I would never trade with Dave anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Carter Hart, Jeff taking a swing. I could see him getting sent down to the minors today, but I guess at this point you got him for a buck. You could always then drop him for someone. I plan on churning goalies at this point. So yeah, like he's the, like even more than Scott Darling, right? Like if Carter Hart, Like, if Elliot is not over his injury and all of a sudden Carter Hart is the starter on Philly, he becomes like the steal of the year. And Philly could be a great team. And I like him better than Scott Darling. So,
7: yeah, like the risk with Darling is that he plays and is terrible. Mm -hmm. Like, he could really kill you. Like, you know, you could own him and he gives you like, you know, zero to three points a game or something. But I'd rather have someone
1: who's playing or not playing and has a chance of being decent. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Like, grab Carter Hart and you can just drop him. I So in this league that I was saying that I was thinking of dropping Anders Lee, the other person I could drop is Carter Hart. But I, like, I added him and I'm just going to wait it out at this point. I just hope that the awesome free agents who I like, one of them... Oh, no, not picked... The guy who I really like hasn't been picked yet. I guess I'll have to say it when he does get picked. But, uh... Hey, uh, yeah, but anyways, yeah, I, I, eventually, I don't know if I'm cheering for Carter Hart to get sent down or not because I'd like to make this swap. But also, if he doesn't get sent down and he's the, like, I just don't want him to, like, stay on the team and be a backup. And then it's, like, really hard to decide whether to hold him or not. Yeah. Because you feel like at any moment he could steal the job. Corey Perry just went. So that's a Xavier could just throw him in the IR and then get someone. I like Zikov, by the way, for a buck. Like I was saying, he's been on the top power playing Carolina and had a decent camp from what I've heard.
2: I feel compelled to point out what uh, Jeff just wrote in the chat. Ah, uh, his team name is all is all is gritty, and he drafted Carter Hart, so he's Hart and gritty.
1: Uh, perfect.
2: He had to draft him.
1: There you go. <laughs> Maybe you could change if Carter if Carter Hart stays with the team, then you could change your team name to Hart and Gritty or something. That would work pretty well.
4: I, I thought that that team was actually owned by literally Gritty, the mascot. I've been uh. cheering for him the entire time for that reason. <laughs> that would be a big that's, coup for that's us. That's
2: why he just has his Gritty and isn't live in the chat, Ben, because it really <laughs> is Gritty.
4: Man, if so, if we just just if he didn't mute himself and he was typing with his little squeaky hands and we just kept hearing the squeaks every time he smashed the microphone.
1: So okay, I'll just throw out a, a couple names of some nice players that have gone for a buck that I think could be really good. I like Anthony Bavillier a lot playing with Matt Barzell. I think that could be great. So good job to Brendan for swiping him. I think he's someone I'd be really into. I also I'm really into Andre Kasha, especially because we don't know what the fallout is. Like Corey Perry is injured for a while, like five, six months or something. So someone's going to get that top line spot. It could be this like Troy Terry guy, but if that doesn't work out, that could easily be Andre Kasha, who already had a great year last year and like a lot of upside there. So I really like that. And I mean, got to say Bo Horvat, though obviously if Horvat gets bumped by Pedersen and isn't playing with Besser, then forget it. But if Horvat's playing with Besser, I think he could be good.
2: And Brady Kachuk, who is like Ottawa's only forward. So yeah. at least gonna
1: get some minutes. Yeah, That's I mean, a good
2: risk to take now.
1: How does it work? So I always forget. Like Ottawa has Brady Kachuk. If they let him on the team, they could still send him down like before nine days, and then it doesn't count as a year on his games. contract. Yeah. So
4: come on, yeah. how could they? his his ELC will uh, slide a year, so you get him three years at the cheapest possible uh, deal if you don't play him more than nine games.
1: Yeah, so I know Brian has his conspiracy theory, which might be true, like that. The Sens just need to sell tickets, and so they're going to trot out Brady Kachuk because they want to try to make money off of him, but makes no sense. I buy
2: that. Oh, no, I totally buy that.
1: Yeah, that's too bad. (laughs) But I guess good for potential buy. Also, Paul Stasny for a dollar. I like Stasny more now than I did last year. Last year, like Stasny was playing with Tarasenko, and I still was like, yeah, hey, he's he's okay, he's pretty good. But now the, it just seems like he's clicking with Pacharetti, Alex Tuck, or Eric Hala is a really decent third pl- third piece. Like uh, I think Stasny can surprise people, but I guess his upside is limited just because in this format he doesn't get you a lot of peripherals, he doesn't shoot a lot. But uh, Rose Don filling out his team pretty nicely. He's also got Pedersen. And
4: yeah, I feel like Stasny is really undervalued. Um, I mean, I haven't looked into how he grades out in this format, but I know on Dom's list, especially because he's a center, he just he ranks real, real low uh, by four.
1: Mm-hmm. Brian just um, got... Oh, go ahead.
2: Oh, I was just going to say the same thing. Uh, Brian got flat, who I think is also like always undervalued.
1: Um, yeah, I agree.
7: Because he, <laughs> he, he, he's in for peripherals. Stasny, I think with Stasny, I think everyone's been burned by him at some point. Like right. it's just, like with his injury history, like everyone's like, ah, oh, he's going to be good this year. He's healthy. And no, he's not. He's, he never is
1: yeah for sure also Stasny like had that great ending last year when he got traded to Winnipeg so sort of like it's like a fresh new thing like we saw outside of St. Louis maybe St. Louis just really wanted to use him in this defensive capacity and didn't want to really open him up to get points Brian's always talked about how he loves Stasny and how he has all this offensive potential that just wasn't being used because he's also so good playing defensively so Winnipeg let him out a little bit and let's we'll see what Vegas does with him but yeah Palat Play with Braden Point in the preseason. You know how much I love uh, Braden Point, especially if he's going to play with Kucherov also. Oh, my God. But we'll see. Kucherov's injured right now, so we don't know. But he'll hopefully be back by the start of the season. Where are we? I guess we're getting to the point where we've been podcasting for like three, almost four hours. So hopefully people will forgive us for uh, maybe losing a little bit of steam. Anyone who's made it this far, you definitely need to let us know. Like, if you're someone who didn't watch live, but is listening to this podcast and you made it this far, what what's the hashtag or whatever? Hashtag they champs use. like us. Hard yeah. and good. grit.
2: Champs like us. <laughs>
1: okay, so you got two <laughs> options, hard and grit or champs like us.
3: No, we Those should choose good. one option. Jade and Ben, you both were very quick with champs <laughs> like us. Can you it sounds like there's we had, a backstory? We
4: that's like uh, basically what we're calling our bracket that we made is a uh, brand. It's our,
2: yeah, it's our, <laughs> our entire brand. Exactly.
3: Okay. Well, as a Elon? I propose as a as a thank you and congratulations and a Yasha koach to Ben and Jade for for doing such a fantastic job co-hosting this uh, this beautiful mess that we we go hashtag champs like
1: us. I love how. Oh, bro- yes. bro- Uh, Brian you're so like everything has to be you're allowed to have two they can do whatever they want but sure (laughs) the official hashtag what do you mean who can do whatever they want like, the person could tweet it out. I said you could do either hashtag. And then you came in like, no, there could only be I, do
3: I, I don't want to sort through two hashtags. And, like, heart and grit? Are we talking, like, H-E-A? Are we talking Carter heart? Or are we talking the heart? Like, you can't do a synonym in a hashtag.
1: I guess that's true. You know what? The thing is, I said that I, like, make a hashtag. because it's a fun thing to say. But I'm not – I wasn't planning to actually search this hashtag. I assumed someone would tweet <laughs> at Keeping Carlson and then include the hashtag. <laughs> But really if you want me to see it tweet at Kevin Carlson and then we'll have, see your tweet.
3: Yeah, well we want it to trend, right? We're going to get enough people using one hashtag to, to make it trend <laughs> yeah, because oh. there's going to be tens or hundreds of thousands of people who make it to the very end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, so Twitter's I do think push.
4: it's really off brand of Brian to shoot down the heart and grit. Like that's a great pun on Carter Hart's name and Brian <laughs> shots down the pun. It's just wild to me.
3: It I like the pun. It just doesn't it doesn't, doesn't work uh doesn't scale as a hashtag I mean, Brian,
2: elon, would it be uh would it be all right if we took this this time to do a little shout out for our bracket speaking of
1: yeah why uh, don't you go for it but, oh. but maybe can ben do it because your sound quality is not that great right now jim <laughs> <laughs> yeah. elon discriminates based on sound
3: quality
4: luckily i just finished chewing so i'm ready to go um Yeah. So Jade and I, and mostly Jade, uh, created a new format for fantasy hockey. It's called, uh, champs like us bracket racket. And, uh, basically we took the, uh, concept of March madness tournament, uh, a tournament style of play ranked, uh, ranked a number of players. Um, we divided it up. There's a forward bracket, a defenseman bracket, a goalie bracket and a baby boy bracket for, uh, players who have only played 100 games or fewer in the NHL. And uh, basically, we send you the template. You fill it out with who you think is going to get more points uh, throughout the year. You send it back to us at the end of the year. We will tabulate it and uh, determine our winner. Um, And, uh, yeah, it's just a really fun, low-maintenance way to just play fantasy hockey in a, a slightly different way, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think it's really cool. And like just to make sure because maybe not everyone's played March Madness before, basically you just make a bunch of decisions of this player or this player. Like then the next like you just have a bunch of pairs that you keep choosing which player you think will get more points. And then like, you know, there's sort of like a you know, the first round and then like afterwards all the players who you thought were gonna win their matchups, then they start going against each other. So you just keep on making picks of one or the other until you've got the whole thing filled out. And it's like a lot of fun. You fill this thing out in like a half hour or an hour, you have a lot of fun with it. And, yeah, you submit it and it's free, right? And it's also it's free. How do people yeah. play, though? Like, we need to tell them to go somewhere. How about we'll make a keepingcarlson.com slash something? Okay, so you, can, you <laughs> can
4: send an email to our Gmail account. It's bracket at gmail.com. But if you wanted to go keepingcarlson.com slash us, that would
1: also or work.
2: Maybe slash bracket would be easier for people
1: to remember. Okay. How dare you, Jade? All right, so All I'm going to... Jade,
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Okay,
1: <laughs> so you guys just need to remind me to set that up. Keepingcarlson.com slash bracket, or you could send an email to... What was it? Hockeybracket at gmail.com? That's yep. correct. And we'll come up with a cool prize. All right, We haven't come up with it yet, but Brian and I you know, have been rolling around in all of our almanac dough. So we'll <laughs> throw you some, uh, we'll throw something oh, to the what? winner.
2: You are the best, Brian and Elon. Oh, love you. Thanks.
1: I'm
4: glad you party. guys are so rich
1: now. We're, oh, <laughs> man, you have no idea. My life has changed. Uh,
2: why don't you use some of that to get us all together in, <laughs> in a cheap <laughs> location to have? <draft>. Yeah. <laughs>
3: We're going to also look for, like, the cheapest wings in <laughs> North America and choose, yeah. like choose to meet there. We're going to incorporate food costs. You know,
2: this our is also awesome looking choices. like, a true Ottawa Senators
1: fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that brag, because it's, like, mostly not true. And also, I <laughs> want to convince people to sign up to be a patron of the podcast. Okay. JK... <laughs> just kidding actually we have no money and we need to do another uh, year of these podcasts so if you'd like to support us go to keepingcarls.com slash patron and buy brian or i a beer once a month and uh, also you're gonna get a bunch of great perks so you can check that most, out but i guess we're gonna end this the draft is over. Most The effective
3: right? patron pitch ever <laughs> is
1: the is the draft over
3: the draft is over it's right. been over for six minutes it ended with uh, ryan choosing
1: essa lindell Sure. Ryan's last three picks include Elie Tolvenin, who's already been sent to the minors. <laughs> also, uh, Rosé Donlamouze picked Philip Zadina, who's also been sent to the minors. So I think they're going to need to make some add drops to start the season. To fix so that
3: I up. think Ryan was also having some difficulty getting into the draft room.
1: Okay, well, so he'll just make that swap at the end. Uh, Can I thanks. ask a, clar- a question for clarification
4: real quick? Sure. Do do we get to choose which host we're buying a beer for each month? Because I feel like that could really tip the scales in a couple people's way.
1: Uh, I guess so. Yeah. So with your patron pledge, just submit which host. And then, yeah, I'll get the $5 that month and Brian will get it the next month. I don't know. We'll have to figure that out.
3: All right. think you. you. You might get
1: it every month. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> uh it could be a lot of beers anyways this is not interesting content we have to end the show this is an actual show uh, i have
2: an interesting tidbit that we didn't get to point out from the the drafter information okay dustin has a french bulldog named carlson
1: (laughs) (laughs) i hope he keeps it I hope he's a good boy. But okay, let's end the show. Thanks <laughs> to everyone who made it this far. We should have only said the hashtag now, actually, because I bet you now is when a lot of people have cut <laughs> out for this nonsense at the end. But so yeah, hashtag, uh, what is it to say that you made it this far?
2: Champs like us.
1: Champs like us. If you want to join the bracket, you go to keepingcarlson.com slash bracket or email bracket at gmail.com. If you want to support the show, keepingcarlson.com slash patron. And with that, let's cue the outro music. I don't think we have credits. So, Brian, I'll just cut to you. Do you have anything you want to say before I end the show?
3: Thanks, everybody, for listening. Interestingly, uh, the the highest scoring player is still available in free agency. I'll blow it up because he's in the top ten. Joe Thornton is out there.
1: Oh, damn. Yeah. Top power play with Eric Carlson. But in our format, he, like, is the worst, right? right. You'll get he your doesn't assists. hit, he doesn't shoot, he doesn't score goals. Yeah, he doesn't do anything but get assists, and we don't even count power play points. So, uh, great job, everyone. Thank you for joining me for this crazy broadcast. Definitely let us know what you thought as a listener of this show, and we'll be back at you next week with the first regular season episode of Keeping Carlson. We'll actually talk about real counting NHL games that happened and talk about who's been doing well, who's not been doing well, what lines have been interesting. I'm really excited to get into our bread and butter, which is regular season fantasy hockey. Yay! Yay! Okay, Brian, say your catchphrase and let's end this.
3: Oh, uh, until next time, keep on keeping Carl song. Bye. Bye?
1: Bye.